Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on the YouTube, join our cult. Hello, welcome to a throbbing, thrilling, ooh, ooh, it's cold edition of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the Dulcet Tones of Matthew, joined as always by Ross. Hello, Matthew. Sexy Joel. Hello, Matthew. And Pichidi, who's stepping hey. in while Jack has run to the shops. You've only got me for the next 20 minutes or so, don't worry. You can skip forward if you, if you want to see Jack. That's all right. Well, if there's one thing called like fans, just like, it's you, Pichidi, <laughs> our lord and saviour. <laughs> Exclusively, though, we can reveal that Jack is actually filming at the Italian restaurant right now. And the footage <laughs> oh, will be twist. on the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped oh. him in it completely. <laughs> it's about time. Right? <laughs> One He's and gonna done. Kill you. He's gonna kill you. I see him try with a bowl full of a belly full of pasta. Sorry. <laughs> He's gonna hear this and go, "Mamma mia." <laughs> Anyway, Ross, how are you doing? I'm not bad, Matthew. Just another boring week, wasn't it? Just another boring week. Nothing happened. Adam, anything interesting? No, I've been doing <laughs> financial stuff all week. I've got literally nothing to talk about here <laughs> at all. I think, by the way, I saw you post it on Facebook, Matthew. Uh, it's one of the funniest comments I've ever read. Where it was like when you've got to host a cultaholic wrestling podcast at twelve, but you've got to work down the docks at five. <laughs> Thank you, the, the cultaholic <laughs> Facebook <laughs> page. You've added this week. There's a scarf now as I well. I have. I love that, whoever posted that. Thank you very much, me and my mate. There's people who you haven't spoken to for years leave comments on when you're getting dragged through the mud. It's fantastic. It's like, oh, it's you. Oh, that's nice. Um, I also like the fact that I looked at myself this morning and went, I'm looking all right. And then I had a thought and go, I do look like I'm about to get angry at Peter Rabbit. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm staying defiant. So please I, let me know your comments and thoughts below. Oh, you already have. In the, in the many, many years that we've been doing this, I think you have changed visually the most. He changes every three years. <laughs> he yes. does. Different Some, hair, yeah. Sometimes got... like a Noel Edmonds shirt, yeah. long hair down there. Yeah. Now you're, yeah, you're rocking the, the, the toque and the moustache. Yeah. I'm like, I, I like, like a it. crap David Bowie. It gets <laughs> boiling in here. What are you doing with the... I know it's chilly outside. I'm fine. <laughs> All right, sorry. Northern. Cold, I don't feel the heat. All right. I, want, I, want, I have another coat on. <laughs> like Joey and friends, I could. So, yes, thank you very much. And now we're going to a section called Pleb Banter. We told Pachidi we're going to do Pleb Banter this off the podcast. And he went, what's that? It's, a, it's the bit you christened. I had no idea about this. So I, I had a few people saying, oh, this is Pleb Banter on my, uh, on my Twitch stream quite recently, just because I was talking about some 
crabs, like flavors of crisps or biscuits or something like that. And I didn't realize that this had caught on. I had seen comments pop up, but I didn't really connect the two. I didn't know this was a me thing. So you're yeah. going to have to explain yourself. Like what? What is it? What's it's, bit, it's the bit it? where you resent coming on the podcast. I think where we have <laughs> nice little icebreakers at the start, and then you got to join in and have fun. Yeah, you know, okay. like, no, what's I your like... favorite crisp flavor and stuff? Like no, that? well, I like that. My my <laughs> oh, point no, was relating like, to people. When I was talking about pleb banter or whatever, whatever it was, I do love that. I really, really love like uh, just to, like Some oh, of my I... best friends are plebs, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> no, like oh, hasn't the price of a Big Mac gone up? I could talk about that for like four hours. <laughs> Screw SmackDown. I couldn't give a toss. Disgustingly, that's what the the trend seems to be going towards at the minute. What, what's wrestling? <laughs> uh, also a little, pre only in our podcast, we have a preamble, the pleb banner, but uh, good day, gents. This is Rebecca speaking. Rebecca Mason, since Ross loved dropping my full name throughout the podcast last week. <laughs> Rebecca Billy Jean Mason, I believe her name was. <laughs> you did do that, did you? Um, What's her email? It's uh, Rebecca <laughs> underscore. Her address is 49. Uh, <laughs> Joel, I now speak directly to you. Oh I like Indian food. You like Indian food. Yeah. You're the bassist of the group. I'm the drummer. You're a bully. I have daddy issues. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's get this show on the road. Call me. All my love, Rebecca, in brackets, Mason. Oh, she's a Mason. Watch out. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, She'll know her. What you think? What are you thinking there, Joel? Um, I, I think she scares me a little bit. <laughs> Is it the daddy issues? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to scare her, silly. Yeah, you're a bully. Uh, Why are you a bully? Uh, well, Ross Ross said I made fun of Owen's shoes last week. Because he did make fun of Owen's shoes. <laughs> I just said, look at his shoes. He went, look at one, his one shoes. One was a different colour to the other. It's all in the tone of the voice. Are they, what, in intentionally? They're meant no, to be no, no, manufacturing error. So <laughs> one's slightly darker grey than the other one. We had a hypothesis about this. We reckon one of them was a front of shop, like in the window, shoe, oh, yeah, which is maybe lighting this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, Good oh, detective work there. Oh, 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 we got a discount. Yeah. Anyway, Rebecca Mason, though. Joel, any yep. Hello. how's it going? Uh, yep. We're following up, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. The number is 078. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to date Joel... <laughs> yeah, keep him coming. <laughs> Mailbag at calltheholic.com. The Pleb Banter. Hey, guys, here are a few topics for Pleb Banter. Love the show. Jonathan, Pleb Talk Ideas. There's like a menu selection at an Italian restaurant. I'm sure Jack's out right now. The first one is disgustingly, which celebs do you reckon have been to Epstein Island? I think that's Edmunds. a rather litigious way of starting a podcast. Edmonds, uh, David Dickinson. Oh, right in there. <laughs> David, David Dickinson. Dickinson. <laughs> I mean, anything's, anything's possible now after this Hawkins news recently. Anything's possible. You read that last week? I think, yes. God, everybody <laughs> bloody read it. Disbelief. Dave Benson Phillips. I no. reckon he was at the front of the queue. No way. Yeah. We had that period of time when we saw his booking stuff where you could get him like a, a set of oranges or juggling balls. Or yeah, yeah. That's a sort of Epstein Island straight in there. He's just there gunging kids. <laughs> oh. And then he goes to Epstein Island. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Good save. Jesus. Um, I've never oh. thought about which celebrities would be there. Well, is, this, is this stealing from Big Pat McAfee then? Because obviously his mate said Jimmy Kimmel's probably on it. And Kimmel go, no, I'm not. So now lots of right-wing people think, aha, he must be. That was a sign on SmackDown, wasn't it? Yeah, Kimmel it's a huge sign. I went, tried to Google, what's that about? <laughs> yeah, Kimmel was on the list. <laughs> because he said he wasn't. He's like, oh, okay, right. If I had to pick one, I'd say Stephen Mulhern. He's just, he's an enigma, that man. He's just unsettling. His eyes, he's got the, the eyes of a baby on the head of a man. <laughs> 
on the head of a man, like they stick out. Like. Yeah, just on the top, like a little antlers. No, he's just he's unsettling, isn't he? I watched him on Deal or No Deal the other week. Not good. Not good. Uh, I reckon Shadow from Gladiators, because he was on everything else in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like you need to be a certain level of celebrity. I could name 50 British TV presenters from the 90s who I think oh, it might be, you know, might have done something. But would they make it onto Epstein Island? Nah, you're not you're not on Hawkins level. Barrymore was big. Barrymore was like Ant and Deck sort of level, wasn't he, of the 90s? Yeah, he was. Yeah, true. That's the pinnacle of television. What happened then, Ross? With what? <laughs> When's the rise and fall of Barrymore coming to call the holic? And rise again. It'll be rise, fall, and rise again. What rise again? On TikTok. T- TikTok superstar, he's yeah. Oh, he's big. Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's he doing swimming on TikTok? Followers? Everything. You, Just any, don't say swimming. Any meme, <laughs> any meme that all the kids are doing, Barrymore's on it as well. He takes his dog places, I've seen. Does little well, memes with his specifically dog. one place. No, not Epstein Island, oh, Matthew, okay, you cool. silly goose. He went to Winter Wonderland. He's been to Amsterdam recently. He's just enjoying retirement. After not enjoying retirement for the last, what, yeah, 15 odd years. He was working at the uh, garden place before, wasn't he? No. Called, where you buy trees and stuff. Before, that's like he? the rumour that Craig David was working in Shoe Zone in Southampton. That, that, that's not <laughs> a thing. that rumour? <laughs> I, I spread that. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to get that quite high on. You know, you know Beta? You'll know Beta. B3TA. <laughs> I posted that there and it, it took off. This is, like, this is like 20 years ago and it's still a thing that's ongoing. Craig David works in shoes. So you've always been like this? Oh, I've always been a wind-up, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's fascinating. <laughs> but you know what? Us saying all that can't be as crazy as the real-life news this week, uh, can it, in terms of the wrestling? So, uh, update on Brock Lesnar. Allegedly going to business for himself at Rumble 2022. So, Matt Riddle last week got high. You know, oh, wow, I'm as speechless as you are. And started saying that originally Matt Riddle was supposed to be in the Rumble 2022. Then apparently Brock Lesnar, quote, didn't want to do business. And then they got it changed. Because, because everybody apparently hates Riddle or hated it. it, got, it it's, I saw a bit of that because he's right next to Rob Feinstein. And uh, he was talking about how Lesnar didn't like him. Orton didn't like him originally. Uh, Goldberg didn't like him. He says, I'm not sure if Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens like me or start to like me towards the end. It's hard to see if anyone does want him back or actually put up with him. See, I, I don't believe it. But then I was thinking back to when Riddle was talking about his interaction with Goldberg and he played it out. They were doing their like watch party thing yeah. for one of the pay-per-views. And he was like, oh, I've just seen Goldberg in the corridor. Um, and he said, I'm not your bro and all this stuff. And I thought, oh, it's bollocks. He's just hamming it up for the camera. And then they showed the clip, and it was spot on. He was, he, yeah. he was telling the truth. It was almost word for word. Uh, I don't believe that Riddle was going to win. And maybe it was maybe it was like, oh, you might win it this year, Riddle. And It was also one of the worst rumbles that's ever happened um, when Shane McMahon did his Bob Holly impression. Goes, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, Shane, what's your idea for the rumble? I win it. <laughs> and then what? I beat everybody. <laughs> right. Uh, and Meltzer, oh, I'm, I just realized it's a soliloquy from Meltzer. I'm not reading all this. We said, no, it's not true. The, the rumble winner was decided months in advance. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, as far as I believe, Riddle's the interaction with Brock initially, where apparently Brock got him up by the, the collar and said, yeah. uh, that's as far as I believe. I'm Give me your lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Perry shows up to New Japan, rips up his AEW contract. Oh, that's how you get out of those. <laughs> <laughs> he had an armband on that said scapegoat as well. And we all know what that means, don't we? 
think he's the scapegoat. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a weird it's it's funny though because there was a clip got shared on Twitter this week of um, uh, Dante Martin and Anthony Bones. Oh yeah. Uh, and I don't know what they did. They're doing some sort of like card reveal or something like one of the packs of something game AEW does. Unboxing thing. Yeah, yeah, whatever they're doing. And uh, Dante makes a little quip like Bones is going mad about something. Oh yeah, you get put, put through real glass and he's like, oh, cry me a river in the background. So it's clear that everyone in AEW is laughing at this entire situation. And it's quite funny to know that. Yeah. Because you wouldn't do that out of just nowhere, would you? It's a running gag, surely, backstage. Yeah, because mm. that's all we've been doing for the last few months because the only thing we know about it is all the bloody NDAs. So uh, it was for the best he left, I think, at this point. It's going to be a hard thing to get uh, out of the shadow of CM Punk, that incident. You know, actually, he's, left. he's not left. No, he's not left. It's Jack just a, Perry. Yeah. It's just a worky word. I hope he is. I hope he has because it's Why? like... But because, he's, like I was, I was just saying, it's hard for him to get out of the shadow of CM Punk right now. His heel run wasn't going tremendously. It was just Jack Perry with shades. You like, finally oh, that'll got, work. You finally got something to work off, though, haven't you? When he comes but back, what's, I what's don't the think he's Punk beat me up. I'm going to challenge it. Oh, no, he's gone, hasn't he? I'm going to have that crap match <laughs> yeah, with true. Hook. Oh, I can't maybe, run over him, I guess. Put on an excursion, because remember the dread when we were thinking, oh, the devil could be Jack Perry, how <laughs> flat that would have fallen. See, that's what I mean. People going, oh, I hope it's not Jack Perry for this big reveal. That's not a good sign for a bloke, is it? It's like, maybe maybe just go away for a bit. Yeah, so maybe they'll just put him on an excursion for a little bit, which I think would be a good thing to do. Yeah. He hasn't left AEW, though, no. no, 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 no he no. just ripped up his contract. No, 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 no. It's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam Pierce urgently tweets definition. Uh, so, Adam <laughs> Pierce was talking about how, no, sorry, Ripley started off saying, glad talking to you, Scrap Daddy AP. Wasn't a full waste of my time. Good talking to you, Scrap Daddy. That's what bloody your DMs are like, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then Adam Pierce responded, I appreciated your full-throated and passionate argument of the two matches. My office thought is always open for you. Pierce's tweet was suddenly flooded with replies about his wording, to which he very angrily replied, for the lowest common denominator, which is apparently all of you, grow up and add the definition of full-throated. <laughs> Meaning, using all the power of the voice to produce a loud, strong sound. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's not a commonly used f- word, is it? He knew what he was doing. Oh, he didn't know, know what he was doing. He did. I can't believe this is the news, but there's not much this week. <laughs> the big thing we have to end it on, we have to end it on is... Again, apparently this is true. It's weird seeing uh, Hogan in the same way as uh, prevent or helps prevent driving collision. But here we are. Hulk Hogan helps rescue driver from overturned vehicle. That's right. Uh, the Hall of Famer and famous racist Hulk Hogan helped rescue a driver from an overturned vehicle last night in Tampa. That's where he lives. Uh, last night after we left in Tampa, we saw a car flip in front of us, brother. I truly admire my husband, Hulk Hogan, and our good buddy, Jake, who I don't know who that is, for springing into action, puncturing the girl's airbag and getting her quickly out of the car. All appearances, she was unscathed, just really rattled, which is an absolute miracle. And as many people pointed out, I'm actually about a bloody car crash. Your car's flipped. You're like, oh, God. And you look to the left, and there's Hulk Hogan. You'd think you were dead. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. you got to celebrate that. I think the bloke's a tosser, obviously, but he's also the reason that... Uh, we're watching wrestling still. Most oh, of he's us. to blame, right? Yeah. Damn uh, it. And I, I don't know. He's a human being, isn't he? And that's that's really nice. Chris Masters did it a few years ago, didn't he? Save someone's life. There's someone else. Who else? Jerry Lynn, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. What These are they? things. I can Stunt go into more sense. detail if you like. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's true. Stephen Mulhern. Oh. <laughs> Let him go. Don't let him go. That's harsh to say. No, that's lovely of Hogan. Yes, well done. Yeah, you got you got to celebrate when arseholes do nice things, haven't you? 
even when a racist does something nice, yeah. it's nice to say they've done something nice. Thank yeah. you, racist. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> He's still a racist. <laughs> Thank still you, a racist. racist. <laughs> was that the end of the news, was it? <laughs> that was the end of the news. Melter said Brock Lesnar's coming back to TV soon as well, the news this week. Just... Melter says a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> he does. It's his job. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah, now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, in third place, Joel. Oh, it's, a, it's a heavy one as well, Joel. Only fifteen percent. It was it, it was a tough week. Tough it was week. a hard week in yeah, terms, like yeah, the that's snow. So, but the yeah. comments have flooded with love and support for you. Yeah, how's that not translated? They're maybe not the paying customers. Yeah, don't exactly. Like it. That's it. They must not. Yeah. I did see a couple of comments on the poll saying we need to keep Joel grounded, so they were voting. Like out of spite, mainly ah, just for your success. Yeah. Oh, so they yeah. turned it yeah. against me already. Yeah. A Jack Perry situation. Our <laughs> oh, no. um, explains the love he shares with the Judgment Day promo from last week's Raw. Thirty-four percent. I think any other week that would have been clear because people love our truth like they love Joel. However, Matthews seizure Kavorka is the clear winner <laughs> with a percentage we don't have here because it hasn't been put. The Morrison seizure Kavorka was how you. Oh, oh right. I saw you post yeah, about yeah, that yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, I'm. I'm up to date with that. Like, 51%. 51%. Seizures so. are more popular than Joel. What did they nick? <laughs> a load of... No, they couldn't because the security stopped them because they were not having any of that. They're clued up to it. And you were trying to you were trying to do a Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh. With the moustache oh. and everything. Oh. <laughs> Imagine having a seizure waking up and Matthew's there. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> not you. You crap on the podcast. <laughs> Dies in front of me. Uh, yeah, that touching story there was uh, the lovely winner last week. Thank you very much. I'm glad people like my storytelling abilities. Great so, tactics um, from the, the robbers. Just a shame it didn't come off for them. That's it, yeah. You want to see them succeed when it comes to, you know, going to that level of, you know. Absolutely. It was the uh, Bikers Ocean's Eleven. Really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've sent a little image to the Magnificent Joel. It's not that one. It is here. Here's my pick for Hall of Fame. I think some people don't know this. It's the first time I've heard about it, so... Uh, I'm going to get the pronunciation right here. Here comes the lawsuit. Proyasti. So again. Proyasti. Nailed it. In brackets, alleged criminal. I don't think this is uh, on Wikipedia anymore. Proyasti was a supposed Polish national who was listed by the Garda, that's the Irish police, in a police criminal database as having committed more than 50 traffic violations in Ireland. Bloody hell, that's a lot. A 2007 memorandum? the hell is that? A 2007 letter stated that an investigation revealed to be Polish for driving license. With the error arising due to officers mistaking the phrase printed on Polish driving licenses to be a personal name while issuing traffic tickets. So they thought this criminal mastermind, who is this Prawodiasty? 50 offences, that's ridiculous. So it turns out, no, it's just people writing down <laughs> Whatever Polish was, but there is yeah, that, that, which is literally that. Uh, so we said. So there is someone who is Polish who has committed fifty offences, but they haven't. No, maybe been like fifty. I, I'm not saying the same person, people. like different people. But they've gone. What's your name? Looked at it and gone. Well, I, looks Polish to me. Must be your name. <laughs> so they've inputted something in the wrong box on the form. Yeah, which is that's really good, isn't it? So why is there a picture of a real woman on there? A sample of Polish driving license on Wikipedia with oh, the just, words. Just a words uh, no, that's a uh, that arrester. Our guard, do your job. But yes, yeah, so that's the dreaded criminal, brother Yasti. <laughs> Up to no good as usual. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought that was a funny little thing there. That was funny. Thank you, Brother <laughs> Yasti. That's good. 
So if you know where Proryasti's whereabouts, there will be a number at the end of the podcast you can call. <laughs> the hotline run by Joel, of course. <laughs> what else? Uh, <laughs> it's available 24-7. <laughs> That's it. Ah, that's good. Though. That's a short and sweet one this that's week. Uh, they can't all be epic tales. They can't all be Henry V, can they? <laughs> so uh, what have you got, Ross? Uh, well, last week on the podcast, I said I was going to sample the Too Good To Go phenomenon for the first time last Thursday Ooh. with a Toby Carvery. In <gasps> case you don't know, a Too Good To Go bag is basically what a shop or a restaurant puts together at the end of a shift to stop food waste. So I went to a Toby Carvery at 9 p.m. to pick up my Carvery, and it was that good. I'm nominated for the Hall of Fame. My mouth is watering right now thinking about said carvery. I sent a picture to Joel. So I paid £3.40 for all of that. Oh, my God in heaven. Everything in the bowl as well? Everything in the bowl as well. And you get meat. They say you don't get meat on there. I almost did this the other day. The picture does not do the pile of beef justice. It was unbelievable for less than an unclub carded Tesco meal deal. That's incredible. £3.49, I think it was, to be precise. But yeah, the only only shame is you don't get to pick what you want, obviously. So there was a lot of mac and cheese in there, as you can see. Uh, I wouldn't normally go for the mac and cheese, but the rest of it. And the fact it was £3.49 made up for it. So yeah, up the two good to go but it was a roller coaster because then me and Kayla got a bit excited about this phenomenon so come Saturday we were walking past M&S at closing time and they have them went in there and got £15 worth of sandwiches for £5 and a bit of fish and I can't eat fish uh, you rarely hear <laughs> that somebody gets a bad one I was doing it a couple of years ago uh, and the only crap one was uh, this, I don't know why I even went for it I'm not vegan a vegan fish and chip place Ooh. with a load of like fake fish, I don't know what it is, tofu or mushrooms or whatever. Um, and you hardly got anything in it. I, I could I could get two full bags full of stuff that I don't like and I'd still be happy because of the sheer quantity of it. And the price you're paying, yeah. Yeah, um, but that was the only bad one. It's a really great app, isn't it? Yeah, really, really good. But yeah, I would fully recommend a Toby Carvery too good to go back to anybody in the world. Is that gravy? It comes with gravy in the bottom of the box, yeah. Oh, there is actually gravy. I was going to say, the one negative might be the lack of gravy, but there is actually at the bottom. There is, yeah. I'm not being funny, but if I was involved in a police investigation, let's say a bank job or something, and the police got me and the thing goes, you need to squeal on your partners. And I'd be like, never! They say, we'll get you one of this. They show me a picture. I'd (laughs) I'd give them up. I'd give me family up. (laughs) Every alcoholic. It's an interesting one, because we picked a Thursday thing, and it's a quiet night of the week, so they're going to have a lot left. Is it the same case on a Sunday? Oh, that's gonna, an interesting question. Are you going to get the same quantity and quality on Look a Sunday? Look at that Yorkshire pudding. Do they have to replace the meat every oh. day? I assume they, they would. They get so, a fresh yeah. in, yeah. There was like six of us there waiting for them, so they made up six bags, and yeah, the, the pile of beef me and Kayla got was un- unbelievable sense. That's great. And oh, roasties. Do that. Roasties are like an old desk. It's exactly <laughs> what I want. Where do you go? The Metro Centre? Yeah, you go to Heaven to Chidi's, where you go Heaven directly to get a meal like that. The Good only thing God. is, you are like... With driving time uh, added in as well, you, you took it into a carvery at 9.30 p.m. That's so right. You, you wake, I woke up on Friday morning feeling hungover. It was terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> safe in the knowledge that I had a nice cheap carvery the night before. <laughs> Is there more in the top right as well? That's Kayla's. Yeah, we both got one each. So that's that's uh, my. That's the totality of mine just in the picture there. Those spuds look amazing, don't oh, they? you got four. Four large spuds. There's carrots. There's peas. There's stuffing there. There's mac and cheese. I assume cauliflower. No condiments. No cranberry sauce, mint sauce, no, apple sauce. Just no. the gravy in the bottom of the box. But there was a plenty amount of gravy. Just a tip on there. But I got too excited about it. Just because I was. I had low expectations. But hey, you get that. Life's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I ate before this. I'm hungry again. Too good to go. 
Oh, I have to move on. Have you done it before? No, you done the too good to go thing. No, but I'm gonna do it. Probably, I'm gonna ask Ross a question. What do you think of collision? It's been like on the app. <laughs> the one that I've I've got it on my on my phone still, and I'm not used it in a while. The one that I always wanted to try. What's that? Um, uh, Millie's Cookies. Oh in yes. The, in Eldon into Eldon Square Centre. Um, yeah, it used to be Auntie Anne's. Yeah. But somebody set up a bot that buys it automatically. There's some script going around on GitHub or whatever. Um, where you can download it to your phone. I don't know how you run that stuff, but uh, you can put in which one you want. So you select Millie's Cookies, Toby Carvery, Krispy Kreme, and as soon as it's available, the the bot just does it for you. So you can't get them for love nor money. And I, I want, because Millie's Cookies are a piss take. It's like three fifty for a cookie or something. That's a meal from Toby Carvery. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you can get, you, I don't know how many you get, maybe 12 cookies for three quid on Too Good To Go, but these bastards using this bot... Uh. Get to it first. God, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, Something ruining it for everyone. This is yeah. the depressing reality of what you, what you thought Cyberpunk was going to be, aka the Matrix. The reality of what Cyberpunk is, you can't even buy a cookie. <laughs> 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 oh well, we've hopefully stalled enough. We know that you weren't actually supposed to be here. Today. I'm not. I am a bit worried about where Jack is. But do you have anything for us? This, it's this okay is, if you do. I do, and I do. Uh, this, is, this is difficult because I actually find the Hall of Fame pick the hardest part of the podcast, and it I don't know how you, you do it every week trying to come up with something which is interesting. Or or entertaining or both. So I spend like 45 minutes thinking of a, a Hall of Fame pick whenever I have to fill in. Uh, I'm going to go with Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Oh, yes. Because she's taken off right now. She is hot, right? Uh, do you, are you familiar Who with the story? Who is Gypsy Rose Blanchard? So her mum had, uh, is it Munchausen by proxy? I think it's called, that's not the proper name anymore. You've got to call it something else, but oh. everyone knows what it is. Um, and uh, it was horrible to her for... Ages. I'm not going to go into loads of detail. Uh, Basically convinced her that she had all these medical issues yeah. with her, but she didn't have these medical issues with Horrible. her. Just Horrible. Just to get benefits and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, loads of attention, free trips oh. to Disney and stuff like that, but convinced her that she couldn't... This got a bit heavy. I wasn't really meant to be. Um, uh, that she couldn't even, like, eat. It, it messed with her throat, so she had to have liquid food and stuff. Anyway, fast forward a bit. Um, the, the mother is killed, and Gypsy Rose goes to prison. Uh, I think she got about 10 years or something like that. I think a boyfriend did it, didn't the it? The boyfriend did it, but they conspired together. Anyway, she's out now after having a horrific childhood, and she's big on, like, TikTok and Instagram, like 10 million followers or something like that, huge. She's on all these big US shows, Good Morning America and sort of the, the Today or whatever it's called, I can't remember. Uh, but people have started turning on her. She's had this miserable life. And I thought, if there's one thing that's going to pick her up after reading all these nasty comments about her and her new boyfriend, it's winning the Cultaholic Podcast Hall of Fame. Because I know she's a listener. There you go. Nah. No. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> commit to that bit at all. No, I, uh, I watched the documentary again yesterday. I feel, I feel dreadful for her. I'm not, I'm, not in, like, I'm not saying murder's all right or anything. That's a just but, a but it, it was... It was pretty grim what she went through. And people are so fickle now. And they'll What's just the reason people have turned on her? Because she's overexposed and her boyfriend, he's got a new boyfriend, he's there with her. And apparently like, oh, I get bad vibes from him. It's like, shut up. You don't know anything. You've seen these, these stupid little shorts that she's put on. Um, she's like, oh, she's releasing a book. Oh, she's monetizing this organization. She's had a miserable life. Let her, let her be a millionaire. Have her five minutes of fame. And just stop bullying this poor woman online. So a Cartaholic Podcast Hall of Fame 
wow. win would, would mean a lot to her. Well, I thank you for keeping it light. I, well, I didn't have time, did After, I? <laughs> You've not seen the documentary. After oh, it's a driving license. Oh, brilliant, though. Toby Carvery, ooh, in it nice. Gypsy Joe. Gypsy Joe! <laughs> oh, no, 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 That's no, the no, bloke no. New Jack oh, messed no. up. That would have been easy, wouldn't it? He needs it as well. Gypsy Shall I go Joe. Gypsy Joe? <laughs> Gypsy Rose, why? Dread is because of her name. The people are going, putting two and two together and getting five. <laughs> hey, I don't like her. She'd be for New Jack. <laughs> Gypsy Rose. <laughs> Gypsy Rose Blanchard. I think she's still got the Sometimes name. Sometimes my brain auto-corrects. <laughs> Auto-incorrects, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch the documentary. It's harrowing. What's the documentary on? Uh, Netflix. I think it's still on there. Oh, yeah. Cool. Because I, I actually just thought then, what's the last depressing documentary I watched? It was, oh, the one on Boogie Boo. Boobly boo, what? Boogie Boogs, the, the, the boogie big... boog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boogie two nine. Yeah, whatever it is. I've watched you reveal how much money he spends on uh, the women and takeaways and takeaways. Even trumps me. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't know about the Toby Carvery. <laughs> anyway, there's loads out. They, they, they did like a really profound. Done that open with him and his missus in the in the bathtub. That's a scene. Like. It, I just yeah. his missus who's like twenty. It looks about 12. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> I turned it off after that bathtub bit. I just wanted to check that we were talking I about the same watching, one. Man, I was Is it good? Whilst eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating because you're like, he's, he's playing this up, right? And you watch it and go, oh, he's not. Oh. He had it made. He was like, he was like the dad of YouTube for a bit. Yeah. When he was doing that Francis character, yeah. everybody loved him. It was just silly. Yeah. YouTube's not like it's, that anymore, is it? It's it so was... easy. To, well, maybe like Gypsy Joe can learn from him. Um, by the fact that uh, yeah, you can overexpose yourself. All glory is fleeting, especially in the very, very quick internet age that we live in. Yeah. Next week, people are going to be like, who's Gypsy Rose? So that's how it is. All you need to do is just not say horrible things online. So, which <sighs> <Easy laughs> that looks, eh? <laughs> NXT's looking good this week. So, thank you very much for that, pal. Appreciate you I'm off up. now, yeah. I've, I've got to meet I've got to. Yeah, I know you, you, you weren't supposed to be here. We all got that. I appreciate that. Anyway, so yours is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big time. Yours is the Toby Carvery. Just my Toby Carvery from last just week. Ross is Toby Carvery. Because I know that there is horror stories out there. We watched a YouTube video where this man got shafted good and proper with his portion size, so specifically mine, just because it was a good one. I saw one where some bloke <laughs> got four bags just yeah. for the coleslaw. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> There's a fellow who went to Aldi recently and he got 36 blocks of cheese. That's great. It's too good to go back. That cheese keeps as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a roller coaster. The old too good to go back. Wow. <laughs> and, uh. Go on then. That's right. Nice. Irish criminal. <laughs> <laughs> These picks are yours and yours alone to vote for. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Coldaholic. <laughs> That's patreon.com forward slash Coldaholic. Are you alright? You having a stroke? Is that right? Yeah. It's mailbag. Uh, at cultaholic.com patreon.com forward slash cultaholic yeah you end up saying stuff. five years <laughs> no no but you know what it is five years you've been the amount of people you ask do you know your pin number he goes no but I know the the sequence of quick fire you, what's you just your end pin up number? forgetting about it I know what it is but you, if you think about it too much you're like oh yeah I can't do the code on the door without yeah, being at the go. thing I, if, beep, 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 somebody yeah. asked what it was quite recently and I had to draw out a keypad on a thing of right. paper and like, <laughs> my brain doesn't work like that but in audio form yeah <laughs> thank you happy voting this is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha. Ah. ah, indeed, because he's not deceased. Jack is not dead.
he's not an Italian. He's dying from both ends. Uh, bless him, he's a bit <laughs> ill. He's, he's just suffering from anal bleeding. Wow. Wow. Silence there, they did the podcast. <laughs> commentary. Oh, whatever. Hi, he's uh, unwell. He's just messages. He's just woken up, bless him. So, yes, Jack will not be joining us this week. We're very sorry about that. Uh, because he's the guy who watches all the wrestling, we have no one to fill his lofty perch. I mean, we've got Puppet Jack here, who I guess will just read, well, not all of Jack's notes, because there's loads of them. It's the early ad. So, everyone um, else here just watches the stuff that relates to the stuff they work on. Mm. Us three are the only three who have to watch it all. By law, because it's our jobs on this podcast, so it's not worth having anyone else here. Me and Matthew and Joel have all the fun in the world. Hey! Hey. Come on! Joel saw the bit on the thing saying, make noise. So, (laughs) appreciate that, pal. So, let's just get into this. So, it's not going to be the uh, big thing that we usually do, but we'll do our best anyway, because, God, there was a lot of wrestling this week, wasn't it? We'll battle on, Matthew. We'll be fine. We'll take on the world together. (laughs) This week in wrestling, Smackdown. The opening match is supposed to be Waller versus Cameron Grimes, but Solo, Sokoa, and Jimmy Uso beat Grimes down on the ramp. I put down, he's called Grimes because he's in the mud. Bless yeah. Him. I'm sick of him being cooked, though, in the WWE, though, Matthew. Uh, hopefully this is leading to some sort of mental breakdown from Cameron Grimes where he goes back to being the crypto genius arsehole rich man that he was in NXT. Um, I don't understand why they've made such a charismatic man such a wet wipe on the main roster. A wet wipe. I don't know why I used that term. It's a why good term, though. Why have they made him such an ice cream, Matthew? Hmm? What have they done to him? Cause why? Because he's only worth 99. Uh, there was also a Kimmel on the list side. This is where it was on SmackDown. Oh, there we so go, yeah. up the Jimmy Kimmel going to a certain island. And I really enjoyed uh, Corey Graves on commentary at the start of the show because he's going, it's the Aussie icon and his pal Austin Theory. Yeah. We'll switch your route. Because, yeah. He's rubbish. Also, uh, did you see uh, Grayson Waller this week? I did. The modern day Vader and Undertaker. Hell yeah. night and Grayson Waller. Yeah. I saw the headlines and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm ready for this. It wasn't that much, was it? He's like, don't you disrespect me. Faker's out. <laughs> it's good to see LA Knight clearly shattered. Do you want to take this one? Well, he was being the Undertaker, the cool, calm, respectful baby face. Yeah, he was the Undertaker. He was dead. <laughs> anyway, uh, Waller runs away with theory. Nick Aldis arrives, and Paul Heyman blames him for putting Roman Reigns in a four-way title defense at the Rumble. Aldis books solo Jimmy and Roman versus Randy Orton, AJ, and LA Knight in the main event. Heyman points out that Reigns isn't here. Crowd boos. It's like, oh, all right. So Aldis says they better find a replacement partner. Backstage, Heyman tells the bloodline not to worry because plenty of people all want the team with them. (laughs) No, they don't. That's a funny joke, isn't it? And Solo's like, I never worry with all the charisma in the world. Uh, But I like Nick Aldis once again taking no bollocks from Roman Reigns. I I thought they were going to build Paul Heyman being the third man in the team, which is a bit of a shame that we didn't say that, but I can understand (laughs) why. Paul's an old man now, and he's in a suit. Um, But yeah, just Nick Aldis again, every week he looks and sounds the part, which... You look at what he's done before Doreen, you're thinking, oh, has he got the sort of, you know, amplification of his shtick? But it's yeah. working what he's doing right now. Yeah, he looks good in a suit. He does. He's kept that, that's been his thing for 10 years, and here it is. Mm. Wow. He just looked good. Santos Escobar is on guest commentary for the LWO versus the Shagging Cousins. I thought the nerve of them for him to go, La Familia. Oh, oh, no. Don't say that around yeah. them, they'll get the horn. They will get the horn, but they've lost the scra- scars. <laughs> they've lost the scars, Matthew, that they were had on because they were scratching in tribute to their yeah. dead um, uncle, was it? Or dad, or whatever. It was the it was. uncle with the one photo they had of the uncle. When they shared the bed together. That's right. So they've got matching tattoos. So it must uh, so it's come off in the wash. So I wouldn't go there for me, tattoos. <laughs> Bloody hell. 
Kalito attacks Santos from behind and they brawl in the crowd. Back in the ring, Gaza uses the ropes to pin Joaquin Wilde. Yeah, it's, it's again, we're watching NXT week on week and we're seeing the LWO go there and they're having some sort of fiesta. I, yeah, it's a party, apparently. Um, but yeah, they go to SmackDown, and they're just a bit castrated compared yep. to what they do in NXT, which I find arse backwards. But highlights of the match for me, there was a hell of a fall for Cruz Del Toro between the ropes, thanks to Angel. He yep. splattered on the floor, yep. like a one of those things that people throw high in the end, and it goes, bah. It's like a, a, a stretch, ball? A stretch Armstrong, but it just goes... And it just what flattens. a toy! You just yeah. You're supposed to splat on the floor. I watched a few TikToks of this man just throw, like going to the top of a stairwell and just throwing it down to the bottom. And it just goes like that. Just yeah, it, it goes on the floor. I don't know what it is, but is it's it a supposed toy. to do that, or is that what people are doing it for? Just doing it just for the crack, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was a toy. Like it is a toy, but it's Captain Fall Down. Yeah, Captain Splat Pan. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a toy you just reckon. <laughs> Uh, Joaquin Wilde they're getting back the match he's the man on form at the moment there was yep. a good hot tag for him they got a very quiet crowd into it the double gorilla press from the shagging cousins always looks good and the heels cheated the win in this match it was just a bit of a bit of a meh just because I'm thinking why why would you have them go to NXT I know like we think NXT is the big time but it's not is it in reality why would you have them go there and do everything and have them come to Smackdown and do less I agree completely and I think that thought <laughs> comes up later on so yeah we'll say yes and it'll happen later on as well in the GM's office, Nick Aldis is having contract negotiations with Carmelo Hayes. Speaking of which, the exact thing we're talking about. Melo implies that he wants to be in the Royal Rumble. Waller and Theory interrupt, which annoys Aldis. So he puts Theory in a match with Hayes. Waller declines because he's all sweaty from that grueling match he's just won. I just wrestled. Very good dick manoeuvre. Uh, classic dick. Classic yeah. dick. Classic dick, yeah. Carmelo Hayes is going to be in the Royal Rumble, it looks like. Which, it's going to be interesting because the story between him and Trick on NXT is Trick is upstage in Mellow. Yeah. So if Mellow's in the Rumble, does that mean Trick's in the Rumble as well? Ah. Ah. I have to start going, wait, why is he this on SmackDown? But on NXT, he's been, you know... Iago from Othello kind of like <laughs> maneuver things and be like hee 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 you can trust me are we going back to the old way where there was a big disconnect between NXT and the main roster it seems that way but they want there to be crossover mm. potential so I don't know what they're doing with this but me maybe neither. it'll make sense later on maybe we, oh. should have, we should have faith in Triple H uh, backstage Paul Heyman offers Carlito an apple in exchange for teaming with the bloodline Carlito says his only fight is with Santos Escobar but takes the apple anyway uh, I'm surprised it didn't bounce what, the apple? Yeah, because it's from Heyman. Ah, checks and apples, they're the same thing, aren't they? Not really. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, just like that the line. That was a bit forced, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, Bobby Jack. I like the line from Heyman just saying the apple and the S are a package deal, but in Heyman's shtick, it sounded funny the one I just did there. I agree, yeah. Uh, Heyman said something that anybody else saying would be like, whatever, but Heyman, oof. Mm. That's why he got by an ECW. Just, oh, this Lamborghini, which I've paid for, and this wrestling contract, they're a package deal. You can have both of them at the same time, but then nothing happens. Just, they're a package deal. Nothing. Nope, just me. Great. <laughs> Silence on the podcast. I'd say oh, yes. Cheers, Matthew. I think I got mulled up in my little speech there, but we'll move on. <laughs> I'm so eloquent compared to Barry. You shut up, Papa Joe. <laughs> Uh, a bruised Logan Paul sends in a video promo. He says Kevin Owens' cast is an illegal weapon, and he'll sue him if he uses it in their match at the Royal Rumble. Owens later replies with a video of his own and says he only wears the cast because his hand is broken. Well, that makes sense. He invites Logan to be on the Kevin Owens show next week. Now, maybe it's just because I've been watching some stuff of his recently on YouTube and on the old Netflix documentary, but I just thought, wow, this is 100% Andy Kaufman 
yeah. what Logan Paul's doing. It's like, yo, me from Hollywood, whatever, YouTube land, um, coming to a dirty city like wherever they were at in America, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and I wonder if he would have loved or hated the fact that he's become such an influence on this style of wrestling and celebrity uh, stuff. Yeah, I reckon uh, Andy Kaufman would love Logan Paul. He would love Jake Paul. He would love what they do on YouTube. And he'd love the fact they got so rich doing it. I think they're right up Andy Kaufman Street. <laughs> I think the pair of them are just what he would want from 2024 <laughs> world. Um, but it, it's, it is classic wrestling stuff. Because Logan, remember, is the guy who's got a metal plate in his hand. And he's moaning about Kevin Owens, who's wearing a cast. And that being a, a weapon and a liability. He just sounded like such a nerd in this promo. And it was great, I thought. The, the, just the line of like, I'm going to run your pockets so deep. You're a little cheetah, cheetah, pumpkin eater. I'm just like, you're doing well, aren't you, Logan? Begrudgingly so, you massive arsehole with the body of a god and the air of a lion. <laughs> Ross has been listening to Power Ballads from the 80s. <laughs> and then speaking of which, Tyler Bate and Booch go to a coffee shop together. Tyler says he knows Booch is trying to find his identity, but offers to show him some mindfulness techniques. Butch suggests they focus on their own singles careers, but Tyler says, Jesus Christ, no, I need, I need a hell lifeline here, mate. No, sorry, he doesn't say that. Tyler says this is their chance to show the world what British strong style is all about. <laughs> Unbelievable techers. Tyler says if Butch wants to make a name for himself, he needs to look inward. Remember his old self. It looks like he's about to say something, but like the end of The Sopranos, it just cuts to black. Just like the end of The Sopranos, where Peter Soprano asks for a <laughs> cardamom chai latte with oat milk, doesn't he? Oh, what's he like? <laughs> he's one of them that orders the fancy coffee. Are we still doing that? Yeah. Like, it's really easy to order ooh, coffee now from all coffee shops. Oat milk, though, how fancy. Oh, he's one of them. But it's like... See you a got... bit, you know... <laughs> Peter Soprano is being all. I mean. <laughs> Peter Soprano is being all like whimsical and fancy and whatnot. But then you got Dave Soprano, Pete Dunne, Butch, who just gets a black coffee. They're so different, lads. How could they get along, Matthew? I'm a real man. I have me coffee black. But I was from <laughs> a shift down the mines. <laughs> it's actually made from cool. Uh, but it, the, the start of the segment, I'm punching the screen because I'm like, oh, we are keeping Tyler Bate from NXT on the main roster. It's not going to work, but might it might just work opposite Pete Dunne if he does get called Pete Dunne again. Trying to get a new name or stick with Pete Dunne? Sure, it's going to be Pete Dunne. Shorty P. Shorty P on the MIC Wiggity Woggity Bugs Eye. <laughs> um, I also like the fact the way that they shot this. It's so hilarious seeing the difference between wow, HBK shows things, which is all the colors and everybody going, woohoo. And we cut to somewhere in England. <laughs> <laughs> shot dimly lit, like it's an A24 production. And it's just like, what a coffee shop, Pete. That's what a coffee shop's like in the UK, isn't it? <laughs> Specifically, Black Sheep Coffee, I believe it's called. The gnarly coffee place, I found it to be. Yeah. Oh, it shoots right through you. Yeah. Mr. Plops. Um, oh, that's yeah, good, though, isn't it? Tyler's. Is a good sign of a good coffee? I don't, I don't, I don't know, really. I know, ju they judged it on the how quick you got the toilet. I Is that how you judge a good coffee? Like, no, no, but they are, they are diuretics because of uh, that's how it works. That's the piss, isn't it? Is that just piss, not poo? <laughs> I'm out of depth here, aren't I? Joel, can you Google? Joel, you, you know your poo. good coffee. Um, but yeah, it's it's the segment was saved for me not only with Pete Dunn, obviously going back to Pete Dunn because we've been asking for a few weeks now on the podcast, haven't we? We have. Are we they doing Are they doing Booch? Are they doing Pete Dunn? But also Tyler Bate said unbelievable tackers, which is Andy answer 
from where Rain, Wayne Rooney's street soccer back in the day getting referenced on SmackDown. Is that what it was? That's where it comes from, yeah. Andy answer. Unbelievable tackers. But that wasn't a thing before that. I don't think so, no. Oh, wow. I, I think he that. was the originator of the tackers. Bloody hell. Yeah. Someone um, would throw a ball out of a building towards Wayne. He'd take it down and then Andy would be, just be there in the background with his specs on. Unbelievable tackers. Wow. Yeah. Right. It's, it's nice learning things, isn't it? So apparently, judge a good coffee by the flavor and the aroma, the acidity, uh, the sweetness, the bitterness, the body, and the mouthful, and the aftertaste. Sounds like cum. <laughs> so no poo. No poo. No yeah. poo. But he does do that coffee, doesn't he? Yeah, it makes you go poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when no, he calls can you stop talking like this? I'm ill. But <laughs> he talked about diuretic. I just thought that was out the, out the front words, Matthew. You know when somebody tells you something and you go, okay, I assume that's correct because I'm not going to check it. And you just say it years <laughs> later and people are like, who's taught you that? Which, which doctor has told you that's my mate? I'm probably wrong as well. Yeah. I've been, I've, I learned this week, I've been saying the word jeopardizing wrong my entire life. Poor jeopardizing. Old jeopardizing. How are you supposed to say it? That's how you're supposed to say it. Jeopardizing. How will I've you I've been say saying it? jeopardizing. <laughs> oh, I've, bless. I've spent 31 years of my life saying jeopardizing. Jeopardizing. I've been doing a voiceover for poor old Peaceful Pierce out there. Yeah. you got to have a bit of alliteration there with Pierce's name. It's the banter down here, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, yeah it's pretty good, isn't it? What's your best one for Pierce? Let me uh, know. Well, I can't say it. <laughs> he doesn't want you can have a guess, though, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Ross. Right, so I've recorded this line three times for Pierce, which is saying jeopardizing. And he was like, just say jeopardizing, you uh, silly tit. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. You don't saying. know. Did you say Jeopardy as well, then. Jeopardy. Yeah, Jeopardy. Ah, there is Lundy, Mardi, Mercredi, Jeudi, Jeopardy, obviously. Yeah. It's the French days of the week there. Bianca versus Bailey Matthew. That's right. Damage Catal. <laughs> Do not interfere in Bailey's match against Belair, which he loses as a result. And it was rather funny when, you know, Bailey throws her sizes and get them, girls. <laughs> and it's just nothing. Because Dakota Kai is the one pulling the old strings, isn't she? She absolutely is. Yeah, she's like the puppet, puppet master. The puppet master in NSYNC. Matthew video. Corbett. Yeah. You? Uh, the guy who did Sunny, I think. Is that who his name was? It's Matthew Summers. Yeah. Good tell, to, to tell Juicy Joel to Google who was Sunny. <laughs> Does anyone care? I just oh, say it was okay. Matthew Kelly for the crack. Matthew <laughs> Kelly. Sunny. <laughs> That's not yourself, Sunny. It's not just Sooty. It's just some random bloke. <laughs> Matthew Sunny. No, you don't know what I'm talking about. It's all right. It's all right. It's, it's sweet clear. And, sweet and Sunny. Sunny and sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet and Sunny. Oh God, Joel, don't here? pretend. <laughs> Sweep! There you are. Oh, I bloody hate um, them. You hate them? I've never liked them when I was a kid. Oh, created by Harry Corbett, but then run by Matthew Corbett, who I believe is still alive. Oh. Any relation to Ronnie? Um, yeah, <laughs> Ronnie's got some kids, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> Bianca versus Bailey. I thought it was yeah. a nice match. It was wrestled like a proper 80s main event for me. There was yep. lots of standing holes. There was lots of posturing to the crowd and the referee from Bailey. Uh, I like the tactics of Bailey, almost as good as the seizure from Morrison's of last week, uh, <laughs> where she tied Bianca's braid to the bottom yes. rope. But then Bianca reversed it and then tripped up Bailey. That yep. was a good bit of wrestling action. Uh, the match was evenly contested, which you didn't see just because Bailey's like a big arsehole heel. Um, I've, that's a choice turn of phrase, a big arsehole heel. I don't know why you used big arse there. When she must Bailey. drink coffee. I hate me for doing that. Um, but yeah, and then damage control, not getting involved at the very end. Uh, obviously, just we're, we're, we're slowly getting towards the Bailey turning baby face off the back of this, and I'm, I'm still along for the ride, so I am. Absolutely. Not since Robin Williams ever seen someone be able to do comedy in serious <laughs> so well, like <laughs> Bailey. Fantastic. <laughs> able to technically hang in with Bel Air using every trick in the book, but then, you know, hey, Come on, let's 
must be support, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, and she's, she can be either put in that position where she's like, hey, we're, we're friends, right? And all that stuff she's doing backstage or a serious threat to the title. Yeah. So it's a nice, lovely match here. I agree with you. And, yep, Dakota says she didn't want to get DQ'd, and they thought it'd be good for her to face Belair on her own to prepare the Rumble. They all walk off without Bailey. Yeah, she also claimed that the referee was looking right at them on the outside of the ring, which just isn't true. They yeah. were looking at Bailey, who was holding a knee, I think, at the time. Yeah. Dakota is a liar. Yeah. But there was like nine of them on the outside. I mean, this referee's not from AEW. You would have seen that. <laughs> it's not Rick Knox. Everything gets past him. He's like a. Go on. He's like he's about, a. He's about goalkeeper. He's like a. He's like a paper coffee filter. Oh, no, nice. Because it catches the stuff, doesn't it? It's like an overused paper coffee filter. Nice. Yeah. That's analysis. Yeah. A paper coffee filter has been used four times. By yes. the end, just all falls through. You wet wipe. Just dead inside, like me. That's right, Puppet Jack. <laughs> Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits call out Karen Cross's new stable. Paul Ellering comes out and points to the Tron. <laughs> Cheers, pal. <laughs> we see a vignette. Cross names his group the Final Testament. Still questions for me rather than thinking, oh, this is cool, because the, the promo package is well put together and whatnot, but the, the bell has still got to ring. And that's always been the issue for me with carrying Cross in the WWE. I just like the, the look of Bobby and the lads. Just the, They look like we're ready for a cocktail down Miami Beach. They wish. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I had a conversation with somebody this week, and I said, like, you know how easy it is for, like, lads of a certain age when you're 20s, you just, like, see somebody who's got, like, the same name or the same shirt as you on a night out, and you just hang out, and it's like, oh, it's good times. Like, mm-hmm. this is that. Lads, all got the same shirt. <laughs> We're on Saturday, we'll wear the same shirt for a night out. <laughs> it's all this looks like, just a bunch of lads. I like to think Bobby's taken them out on the town and just gone, pick any shirt you want, lads, from Bobby's shirt shop. The shirt where the shop where only Bobby can buy the shirts. That's right. That's why they have to go with him. Yeah, he has to build his own shop because he's that big. Yeah, there's no other. You human must like be. Bobby must, you must. Must be this Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> to, ride the Bobby the, to ride the shop. We're literally as far away from being Bobby as you can be, aren't we? We'd have to ask him permission. We're basically Roberts. That's what we are. We'd need to use that dodgy app that Bashiti was plugging for some reason on GitHub to get. <laughs> A Bobby T-shirt. <laughs> this has gone on long enough. Pretty deadly nervous he approached Paul Heyman backstage, suggesting that they team with the bloodline in the main event. He Lord says, Heyman. there's only room for one partner, and they change their minds. Shortly afterwards, Heyman asked Bobby to help him out. Lashley says the only time must be in the ring in the bloodline is standing across from Roman Reigns. Yes, Bobby. Who is as Bobby as you can get? Yes. Yeah. I was saying that, isn't it? We're Roberts, because it's like that's the formal version of Bobby, isn't it? Just the not cool version. Yeah, it's like Robert on the weekdays, Bobby on the weekend. Unless you're Robert Rude, because he made it work, didn't he? He did. Maybe we need to rethink the scale. Anyway, I really enjoyed Pretty pretty Deadly with Paul Heyman. Just Lord Heyman, my liege, my lord, wise man. Uh, I think it was Elton speaking about the the fantastic shower of physical excellence, which I've never heard that turn of phrase before, but I like it. Put it on a T-shirt, and I'll wear it because I am that. But not if it's from Bobby's place. No, because it wouldn't fit. It would be like a a tent (laughs) because he's massive. Uh, Not as big as Oberfemi, though. We should say that this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a bad week for Uber family supporters, hasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I didn't quite understand the segment because like, they didn't know what they were applying for, apparently, because as soon as they heard it was against Orton, Styles and Knight, they were like, no, I don't want that, which I thought was a bit weird, but it's them. They can make anything work. I thought they said they saw Hey Man and thought, ooh, um, <laughs> I can make that joke, sort of. So uh, I like this, though, because this whole uh, series of events with Heyman trying to get recruitment for this, it was like, God, this is a proper like 2000 SmackDown bit where we're seeing the life backstage of all the wrestlers and what they up to. So obviously, yeah, they make any sense, but it got them on the show. You got their character. You know who they are. You know, we don't know who P- 
Pete Dunne is yet. He doesn't know, I don't know who I am yet. <laughs> um, but we know we're pretty deadly on. They look nice. And Bobby Lashley also sowing the seeds going, yeah, me and Roman. Yeah. There was a nice thread through the show, which obviously yes. the, the bloodline at its best was always the thread through SmackDown, wasn't it? So yeah. I guess it was quite nice to get back on a juicy thread rather than a threadbare thread. Oh, lovely. Oh, oh suits you, sir. Oh. Oh. Bet that sounded horrible if you got that in your ears. Oh. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory's matches ended early after both land on their heads from a Spanish fly. Not much else to say, to be honest with you. It's uh, nice, though, looking at positive, uh, it's nice to say that the W staff are quick as out to yeah. go, okay, you're all right, you're right, you're not all right, I'll make the decision for you. Yeah, it's good that the business has changed in that respect, isn't it? We say it all the time when these things come up now, because if, if this was a smackdown from the early noughties, they would have wrestled on and... Theory's head would have fallen Ref- off. Referee going, get up, you girl. You yeah. know, it's like, it's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So it's good that it's like, yeah, okay, that was horrible. Let's just move on. Look at the crowd going, you know, it's fake, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I'm glad we've got the, um, the health of the wrestlers uh, priority. Trenton Triple H just sat there like, oh, man, that match. I could have just gone home. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, fuck. I missed I that. I did look. a pedigree on the announce <laughs> table with a gammy leg. <laughs> <laughs> a flustered Heyman tells Jimmy and Solo that he couldn't find anyone worthy of teaming with them. He says he has full faith in them without a third man. Jimmy says he's worried, but Solo wasn't. Makes sense, his name's Solo, and walks off. Jimmy changes his mind and says he isn't worried either. This was beautiful, Poo Housery. Like Shrek and Donkey. Yes. Jimmy is the donkey. (laughs) I guess Solo is the Shrek. Um, But I think Solo needs to speak up a bit more, because I'm finding in his segments I can't quite hear him properly. The way it's mic'd up, it doesn't really pick him up. That's a minor nitpick from me, but... Brian blessed yourself there, Solo. That's what I'm asking for. Imagine Solo with Brian Blessed's voice. Well, I couldn't get anybody for tonight's main event. (laughs) 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 Roman's alive. (laughs) The Bloodline beat Randy Orton down during his entrance, evening the odds in the main event. However, Orton eventually recovers and turns the tide of the match, getting the win with an RKO on Jimmy. Who else? Uh, Solo tries to attack after the bell, but the babyfaces team up to beat down the bloodline. They powerbomb Solo through the announce table to close this show. And I thought this was a very funny way of getting around the fact that they didn't have enough people. Sorry, didn't have Roman Reigns on the show. Is teasing Randy Orton may not be there. <laughs> and then having Randy Orton show up at the end. I'm like, that's good. Because crowd went nuts for him anyway. So. Yeah. And also making him like a, a massive arsehole in kayfabe. Oh, I'm a little bit hurt. I'll go backstage. But I'll come back for the glory when all the work's been done. I think the cool kids like to say, what a worker, don't they? What a worker, brother, brothers. That's Randy Orton. Because um, I, I was thinking like, oh, but this is just to set up to make the bloodline look really weak. Roman Reigns will come back and have a go at them and then we'll just go around in that circle again, again, again. So the fact it was different was nice. It was just weird to see a freshly healed AJ Styles in just because of how the, 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 the match played out. He was sort of the sympathetic baby face on the night to lead up to LA and I get in the hot tag. Again, I don't think he's that big of a heel. He's just saying like he's black. wearing black jeans. He's wearing black gloves. Yeah, but not black shirts from Bobby's <laughs> shirt emporium. Importantly, <laughs> and him and Elliot Knight were like, "Oh, we you we we helped." Because obviously he was like, "Hey, where were you?" And all that that thing that you know. Actually, no, you know he's a heel because he's yeah completely irrational about stuff. Yeah, he I needed de- you, man. And he's like, "Well, can talk me in now." Yeah. Because uh, he was being a dick after, uh, what, as you just said there, I was just, just going to repeat what you said there, Matthew, without reading my sentence on my notes. So yes, good point, Matthew. I agree. It's great when we finish each other's sandwiches. Yes. Uh, yeah, good bit of SmackDown business. I, it was all right, SmackDown had its highlights, but it, it's, just, it's one of those ones that was chugging along. Chugging along, like an old tugboat. Chugging along. And speaking of tugboats. Tugboats. That's our secret word, isn't it? That's your chance. Ah, Next Saturday is the Royal Rumble. 
and one of the many places across the country that's showing that is the Box Park at Wembley. That's a London town, so oof, watch out, lads. Uh, and we, the Cultaholic crew, we, we, we will be there, not only to watch the Bloody Rumble with you and have a good old time with some quizzes and fantastic prizes to win, Bloody Tugboat himself, a.k.a. Typhoon, a.k.a. Shockmaster. Shock, I was trying to think of it. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah, the Shockmaster, right. Uh, Shockmaster, Fred Ottman himself, will be there to answer all the questions, mostly asking you, um, were you supposed to be an evil boat in the build at WrestleMania 7? <laughs> and were you supposed to be a sheik at once? Were you supposed to be evil sheik tugboat, <laughs> the evil boat, that's pro-Iraq. Have you spoken to him? Has there been any preparation done with tugboat included? Or has it all just been, hello, Fred, here's what we're doing? It's been that. <laughs> We'll see him and we'll be like, hello, hello. And be like, who are you? I imagine on the day, it'll be all fun and games. So, yeah. Imagine he just rejects it all and just goes home. We're sitting here promoting the tugboat. Dude, me and Tom have been going through the questions, going like, was it was it, was it, it hard to put on jeans as a boat? <laughs> <laughs> just if it's like, if it's going well, ask these questions. So the Shockbuster, how was that? If it's going bad, like, you know, could you take on, was it, could you take on Night Boat, the crime-solving boat? <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> He's good. If you want to see, that's Matthew, only if it's not going well. If you want so. to see Matthew and Tom get sparked out by a massive man, box park, rum, yeah, Royal Rumble night. <laughs> that won't get people coming. Nothing will. <laughs> oh, uh, you might have a Preston on your hands, Preston from Nevermind the Buscocks back in the day. According to your book, <laughs> <laughs> my life is a boat <laughs> by Ottman. <laughs> yes. Anyway, AW Collision. Um. The, the collision's going to be Ottman's, Ottman's face and my face. Adam Copeland opens a show with the Cope Open. So it's with the cold open, right? No, the Cope Open. It's his open challenge thing where people can just announce themselves to wrestle Adam uh, Copeland. I wasn't sure if it was that all because the, there's got a cold open in TV where you don't have the intro, so. Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's an not, open challenge. Bollocks. <laughs> Lee Moriarty goes, I'm cold, and answers the challenge. <laughs> he is the prize fighter of Shane Taylor Promotions. Yeah, exactly. Big fan for the people watching Ring of Honor. Uh, Copeland wins via submission. Reminds us that he's still going after Christian Cage. Now, I'm in two minds about this because obviously it gets Adam Copeland on the show and it's good for the live crowd, what little there is on AW Collision, uh, cough, cough. Um, but to say, oh my God, look at him, hooray. But at the same time, God, I think he's lost a lot of momentum by not having a big feud. Yeah. After Cage, it's like, you're not moved on to one of the big lads up there. It's just, oh, you're just going to wrestle people on the roster. Well, we're still getting back to Christian Cage eventually because he called him out at the end of this thing, didn't he? After he hit the grindhouse. That's just the name for his submission. Which Whose like, house? The Grinds. <laughs> <laughs> on the street opposite him. Um, but I'm in two minds about it as well, not only because of the momentum thing, but also because he's obviously doing this to get people in the ring with him who aren't as established and to sort of build them up a bit by having him wrestle them. But he's beaten them with relative ease as well, which isn't due. Because I didn't come... Because obviously we're quite familiar with Lee Moriarty because he's been on AEW more than a handful of times. Mm. We know that he's a technical wrestler. Yep. So, yeah, we know what he's about, but he didn't really get to show a lot of what he was about in this match, I thought. Right. that's You made a very good point there, as you always do, Ross. I love you so much. Cheers, um, Matthew. It's nice that he's doing this with the lads, but we've been watching AEW week after week. One of the biggest criticisms of the fact is that, not that they've got a massive roster, that's all right. It's just they lose focus on who the key players are. So it's all well and good that given him or Griff Garrison or probably Maria next week uh, a push. <laughs> but okay, cool. What's going to matter next week? Yeah. Not, not be Griff Garrison wasn't on TV this week, as I predicted last week because I'm really clever sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's well good. But 
they can brag. I mean, obviously, the Marriott was on Twitter going, oh, I saw Edge when I was like 10 years old. And obviously, amazing. It's happy, nice. Yeah, it's nice. Happy for you, where, where the viewers. And it was, you're right, it could have been anybody because the, the formula was perfect. You know, Manchester Shane Taylor got a bat room on the outside. Oh my God, will Edge lose? Crowd like, you're daft. Are you kidding us? No, he's not going to lose. And then Edge did his thing, then got the win with the crossface. The Grindhouse. Whose house? Uh, Grind's house. <laughs> but I was just, they did a nice, because obviously sometimes when we see people come out of relative nowhere, like Lee Moriart, because Lee's not been used that much recently. So it's, he's sort of coming out of nowhere. They put a nice promo package on to show what he was about, technical wrestler, that sort of stuff. And then Adam gets on the microphone and says, Tiger style, what's that? And it just sort of nullifies what we've just seen from the promo package. I'm going like, oh, I think what's that? I get what you're saying. I think it's one of those things where it goes, I don't know what this, this is. Why don't you tell me, expert? And he goes, well, Tiger style. But we didn't really get that, did we? Yeah, it just seemed like he was mocking him after it made him look big and hard, the promo right. package. But yeah, I thought it was fine. I've just, yeah, I'm in two minds about the the, the Cope Open as a concept. Mm. Mm. It's rather cold. In the backstage interview, FTR and Daniel Garcia agreed that they're ready to work together in tonight's match against the House of Black. I love that Jack writes down every note of every segment. Well, it was a great segment because we asked the question, can they coexist? We love that in wrestling after the last few years. And also Dax Harwood got to say all of his words without saying any words at all. He was saying, we love this. We love no love tonight. We're going to batter each other. We love each other. No, we don't love each other. And that was the end of the promo. <laughs> he says words without saying anything, a.k.a. the Bruce Pritchard special. <laughs> Uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara are oh confident that God. they're about to become tag team champions later on tonight in a battle of the belts. In brackets, they go on to lose. Whoa, spoilers. Um, yes, they're backstage. Get used to that, Sammy. Well, this Jericho. was interesting because they piped in massive cheers over Jericho oh, for this, which they, obviously... And they did on Dynamite as well. They did, uh, which obviously a few years ago or a couple of, well, whenever it was, they were having to go at the WWE for doing the same thing. The silence is still deafening from Jericho's... No, I think that they've they've deliberately like not had the audio and just had the fake cheers. I just mean in general, just oh, you know, okay. just uh, this situation isn't true. Oh, you mean that's go matter, a long right? way, I think, because that's that's the only reason they're putting in the fake crowd noise and starting the street fight from backstage and just having them out Plays there music low, for a short yeah. period of time. They're just doing all this to cover up. Well, it, it feels like they're covering up something, which they might not be if you just came out and went, nah, there's nothing there, is there? Yeah. Also, it's probably worth mentioning that I think Brian last posted, like, here are, we don't know if this is true or not, which is a good way of saying you can put anything online if you say that, I guess, um, what looked like or made to appear to be notes from security detail. That was a load of bollocks, that. Got, we did this, like, only a few years ago, right? From yeah. that list of, like, here are people that AEW give money to, and it was just, you know, like, Belzer, We weren't on Span. We yeah, used to get it. Something awful. We're just like, we're doing it. And it, was, it wasn't even a Word document. It was like... The fact was, and this one... The, the fact that people felt for that, it's like, hang on, hang on. Suspicious this is coming out right now. And Jericho's name was misspelled three times. It was, yeah. It was a load of bollocks. It was almost as if a disgruntled AEW watcher or maybe just someone who hates the very concept of AEW, uh, emailed in a very anti-AEW podcast right. with a thing that would have gone, <laughs> look at this, <laughs> load of bollocks yeah, from the get-go. Uh, but the also, real news is dumb enough about having to make it <laughs> But also it looks like Jericho was trying to take Sting's gimmicks, seek and destroys his new catchphrase, which is obviously Sting's Wembley theme when he wants to go yeah, there. But he's a rock god and he's... No, he's not it. though, he's just an old I man. Promise, I promise mega death for Ricky Starks <laughs> and Big Bill tonight. Uh, Mogul Embassy beat Lance Archer and The Righteous to retain the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles, thanks in part to Prince Nana. I was so amazed when The Righteous music played, and I'm like, oh, I forgot how good this was. <laughs> and a few seconds passed, I go, and it's them. <laughs> but then the match carried on, and the big ones started doing dives the outside, and it's like, wait, wait a minute, the crowd didn't get, 
didn't give any of the dams about this team. But then they started getting into it. And then Jake the Snake Roberts started punching people at ringside. And you go, what? the crowd are cheering. The crowd are like, yay, righteousness. Yeah. And then they lost. Yeah. <laughs> the good Bishop. Bishop Khan with a pedigree for the win, which yeah. was a shock. Sign me up, Triple H Daddy. No daddy was saying. Is Triple H your daddy, Joe, now that you're an expert in the daddies? Could you uh, confirm or deny? Obviously, yeah, I... you got the same club together. <laughs> of course. Are you in the daddy club? How much is a membership for a daddy membership? Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> Joel's good at improv. That's I wouldn't what know how to answer that in fairness. Like, that's what is, a, that's what, a hard what's a twerk. funny 69 pounds? There you go. There you that's go. Oh, that's oh, the yeah, sex yeah. number. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say Triple H is a daddy. Yeah? Would you not? Oh, yeah. 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 He's not a daddy. He's the game. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it was weird saying, hey, you're always doing this, aren't you? Like, oh, I don't care about this team, but now I care about them because their action's so good. Uh, oh, they lost. It's the main, ah. cr- the main thing, like, what will the Mogul Embassy go on and do now? Obviously, we've had Dynamite now, and they went on and lost uh, the six-man Ring of Honor tag team, ta- uh, tag team titles. But it was one of those matches that went up through the gears. Dutch was doing all these big splashes and whatnot, which was fantastic to see. As you say, Jake the Snake was clogging fools. I thought there was loads of kickouts for a match that I didn't think at the start anyone was investing, but it, right. the more it went on, I guess, it kind of made sense. Um, but yeah, the, 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 we learned the Bam Bam Gang, one of those six-man tag team titles, and Prince Nanar gave him the shot on Dynamite. But it's just... I know that Lance Archer and the Righteous have wrestled together before as a, as a stable, as a, as a, as a threesome. <laughs> uh, but I'd like to see them more established as a trio. Just why are they together? Oh, rather than just wearing white clothes. I get that's, the, that's their only tie Aye. together. But it was a good match. J- Jake's lads, or whatever they call themselves, you know. Mm. Jake's Righteous Snakes. Jake's Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roddy Strong in the Kingdom. Interrupt the backstage interview with Preston Vance. Vance says he's going to kick... Strong's ass next week. Roddy likes that. So Pre- right. Big Preston's on a babyface push now after last week's sort of uh, Brody, um, Brody Lee t- uh, tribute matches, and he's in, still in the heel faction as far as I'm aware, the one with Roosh and all the lads. I'm not sure what's happening with that. He still had his, like, his loss in Garbanabla stuff, didn't he? Yes, he did. I've definitely said that right, haven't I? So it's in a weird one for Preston at the moment, but I guess a, a match with Roddy, if, have, if they get there and do that, would, would, make, would, would help him. I think he'd lose it, though. But it would help him, I guess. Yeah. We need to establish what Preston is because he's a big boy. Yeah, there's no point giving him a push or having him win any matches. Like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. He's still with the baddies. He's a big boy. He's a handsome man. A big, handsome big, man. Big, handsome daddy. Potential daddy material. Mm. Mm. Give him 10 so years. He's not the wrong crowd. to be all right. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes beats Willie Mack in quite a short singles match, to which I very annoyingly put, oh, so you can have short matches if you're winning, Dustin. <laughs> Just saying. This was an unreal short match, though. There was, it a, was. the leap and Enziguri from Willie always gives me the willies. Oh, uh, the Canadian destroyer from Dustin after Willie missed the six star frog splash was a fantastic little spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a hell of a sell from Willie on the crossroads where he sort of spiked his own head, yeah, which yeah. was tremendous. And it was just, it, uh, we knew this already, but just the, the two matches Dustin's had this week on Collision and Dynamite, he's just, he defies belief, doesn't he? Aye, be a rest of the week. Do the yoga. Apparently, that's what you have to do with your life. Just do the yoga, own big dogs. Yeah, and block everybody on Twitter. <laughs> Someone gives you a compliment, block them. Subtweet your own boss and then deny it. <laughs> Less of the tribalism, pals. But yeah, Dustin Rose is fantastic. I want to see more from Willie Mack because you see the odd promo because I don't watch Ring of Honor. I haven't got the time to watch all of the wrestling all of the weeks. Um, but you see the odd promo come from him and he just says things and he's just a really funny man. Yeah. So to have him more established on AEW, I'm all for because he backs it up with the wrestling, doesn't he? He really does. He, I've been a big fan of his you know, since the PWG days. <laughs> it's easy to say. PWG days. 
Those P- were days PWG's that happened. Days that happened in PWG. Yes. <laughs> so it's nice to see it. And again, it was nice because some of these matches have just been unnecessarily long since AEW Collision, Cliff Phillips, Sunhouse. So just a nice quick singles match. Really, you really feel the impact. Yeah, just to set up Dustin for a TNT title challenge. Absolutely. More on that later on. Renee then interviews Dustin Rhodes, who was interviewed by Christian Cage and the Patriarchy. And suddenly you hear the rumble of people going, he's not going to say it, is he? <laughs> he tells Dustin that he'd be a friend of Adam Copeland's. He's Christian's enemy. Dustin says he's been chasing the TNT title since the beginning of AEW. That's right, actually. I want a title match next week. I believe he was in the tournament for uh, the original thing. Christian says it's a shame Dustin's father isn't here to see the match. Everybody knows Dusty Rhodes is a legend in this business, but nobody would use that word to describe Dustin. Also, he's dead. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's just as you say when he comes on, the sort of rumble of like, oh, is he going to say it? And he just sort of sets it up. And like a tennis player throws the ball yeah. in the air before serving it. The line was like, that, like Dustin challenging for the TNT title. Sounds like a beautiful dream you've concocted there, Dustin. Oh. Dream, because that's how Dusty was known, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Dustin, this seemed to turn him on. Because then he started speaking about Christian getting his balls ready. I'm going to tap dance all over that ass. So I say to the fellas down at the pub. Daddy's recognizing daddies. (laughs) (laughs) I saw someone tweet like the when Goldberg and Undertaker had their Saudi match, their combined age was 106, and Dustin and Christian's is 104. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. They are doing very well indeed. Bit of a difference between the two. A little bit. But I guess you could say the heat isn't as bad in wherever they were for Dynamite this week. Just to, you know. Yeah, they had a cold open. Hangman Page wins a singles match against J.D. Drake. And this was very, very similar to the Edge match earlier because it's Hangman Page is win- wrestling this dude who never wins a TV match. Oh, no, his, his manager's battling him on the outside. What's going to happen next? I like J.D. Drake. It's just This was just, hey, look, it's that cowboy. Yeah, they're both just fantastic wrestlers, aren't they? There was a forearm after bouncing Hangman off the ropes, which was great. Well, I think I love that spot. Yeah. Does every match. He's the get. originator, isn't he? And someone in N- NXT so. nicked it. Yes. Who was it that nicked it? I can't remember. Was it Bron Breaker? Potentially. He's one of the big lads like that. Uh, Someone nicked it. Yeah, but JD just didn't stop moving the entire match, which I thought was fantastic. Cause no one's a JD. JD. McDonough. JB. BJ. Oh, BJ. There you go. I've got it right. Oh, Josh. Josh BT. Josh. BT Internet stole it. Big Josh. Yes. Yes. Not Big Josh. That's Don't the Not Big Josh. <laughs> Name any other wrestler than the person it was that stole JB it. JB from NXT. Uh, but yeah, after all the bollocks that was, the sort of like, oh, he doesn't look like a wrestler that I saw all over social media. The fact that JD... Uh, Drake went in that match and just didn't stop moving the entire time when he's whapping out moonsaults towards the end of it. The camera angle they used for that, by the way, was just sort of... Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Delightful. Um, just, I like the, I like what he did there. Because he, he's got an engine. He's like he's like the old, the old, the old Bray from back in the day, isn't he? The army tank with the Ferrari engine. Yes. JD Drake. I guess he could be more, more like a Land Rover with a Lamborghini engine. He's a tractor. <laughs> he's a tractor. You can't buy a Lamborghini tractor. How does that work? It's a tractor, but it's made by Lamborghini. But is there any, like, does it go fast? It does go faster than most. Oh, okay. That's how they market it. Lamborghini tractors, faster than most other tractors. I didn't know they did that for tractors. Oh, that's mint. I might have watched one episode of that Clarkson's Farm. Right. Oh, he, is that what they're doing? He's it got a Lamborghini tractor, yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> so the other farmer's going, oh, one day I'll be rich enough to have a Lamborghini tractor. <laughs> I just got me Rolls-Royce tractor until then. I'll just have to suffer. Diona uh, Perosa wins her debut match against Red Velvet via Subby Wubby. 
<laughs> Thank you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was Donna. Even though he's gone, his spirit remains there, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> this was Donna Parazzo going after Red Velvet's cake mix and arm. That was the story of the match. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that's a steering arm. That's yeah. right. And just before the comments go, that's what Tony Storm called Donna Parazzo on last week's uh, Dynamite. That's what the reference was there. No, I did it because I'm bad at saying people's names. Donna Parazzo. Uh, but yeah, there was a spot off the top with Donna holding on for the arm bar. It was like Torval and Dean, but fighting I've written down in my notes oh, there. What a wordsmith I am. Bollocks to you, Ross. Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that Red Velvet was also working Donna's arms as well because it was an arm for an arm. No cake for anybody this week. Um, <laughs> and I thought it, <laughs> it was a bit of an awkward first half of the match because Red Velvet got lots in, but this was like Donna's, Donna's first like proper televised match yeah. in AW where you want to showcase her a bit more. Just because Red Velvet hasn't been used for a fair while, it feels yeah. like having her have most of the offense in the early going was a bit weird. But then the final submission, I'm not sure what it's called, I didn't write it down, but where she hot locks mm. both arms behind her looks gnarly AF, my dog. I... <laughs> I, I agree, my fellow dog. <laughs> um, yeah, the subby wubby was fantastic. And yeah. yeah, Red Velvet, obviously, she's been slow cooking. That's why she's not on TV much. Uh, that's how the best cakes are made. And it was just nice that she got some stuff in. Because, yeah, you only look good if you beat someone with credibility. So yeah. good for her. Yeah, and uh, good for Diona. Yeah, and I hope Red Velvet stays fit, first and foremost. I think that's the reason why she's been missing, by and large, I think. Because um, she was very, very good in this match. But there is just something really unlikable about her, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> when she appears, I don't know what it is, but the, do you remember what she got? What was it? She got announced for a match and just people weren't on board with her at all. Was it the when she replaced um, Brandy? Do you remember for that match yeah, with Jade? I think there was another one as well, but like, it I mean, she's, feel- she's good, but uh, I mean, she had a period where she, she the offense wasn't the smoothest. This would be nice here, but you know, but you know how it is. You make one mistake and then there's some dickhead online to um, highlight it and uh, <laughs> people latch on. Like, let's move on. <laughs> Hook wins a quick swash match against Kevin Matthews. Fantastic. Twig obliterating people. That's what we like to see here. Kevin um, Matthews is Jim Ross's protege, apparently. He's the new... Oh, God, I've gone blank. Uh, brawl for all Steve winner. Williams? Yeah. He's the new Dr. Death. That's the one, Ross. You got oh, there in no. the end. Uh, it was nice to see Hook throwing around a bigger man who wasn't as big as Obafemi, but he was a big man all the same. Uh, just obviously ahead of the singles match with Samoa Joe. It was nice to see Hook work a bit more than he normally has to. That's not a right thing to say, is it? Throw men around more. Throw bigger men around more. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It was what it was. As a setup to the Joe match. Yeah. yeah. It was all right. Good. Uh, Hook having quick matches like this. That's what we want. None of these long matches against Willie Ute are boring me. <laughs> uh, in the main event, the House of Black beat FTR and Daniel Garcia. Daddy Magic checks on Garcia at ringside, but gets attacked by Brody King. The House of Black beat Menard down, but the baby faces with, uh, make the save with steel chairs. They hit the shot machine on Brody King to end the show. Now, what did you think about this, Ross? The length was like a Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hmm. Balling with the film <laughs> reference. <laughs> That's what you do after watching the films. Ah, it was just... That's the way through the ring. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was given absolutely ages, which was good. But off the bat of your point from last week's podcast, the intensity was not there from the start again. Thank you. Um, FTR having to work together to take down big bad Brody King was some nice stuff during the match. But I thought it missed the mark again in terms of the feud and the story. Because in the end, it just turned out to be like just a random feeling match in the sense that like both teams just wanted to get the pinfall win. Whereas we've had the House of Black go after Dax's family. Yep. Cash has got no family, so he doesn't apply here. Yep. They've gone after his family. They want those two to join the House of Black. So maybe there's a bit more story here. But that wasn't really pushed in the match, I thought. Thank you, Ross. My yeah. thoughts exactly. Uh, I thought they treated this match like it was 
they're trying to do the Bullet Club Gold thing again. Like, let's have a really good match, guys. I'm like, no, wait. FDR, do, can you show emotion in the ring? Or do you have to have every match to be like this? All right, we'll start off slow. But this is love, I love. We go hard all day and night. You know, they're doing all this stuff. They're going, and then we'll do this. And then it'll be like Greek music. We'll start off slow and then get quicker. And I'm like, no, where's, yeah, where's your intensity? I've, I've mocked the young bucks for like, oh, I can tell one match style. And that's it. And I think that's a big issue for them. But I'm like, FDR going, yeah, you're supposed to, you seem to be reading from a different script from what, AEW putting on TV because this well yeah where was the beef it does feel weird moaning about very good wrestling because when it got going towards the end it was very yeah, very good wrong. Yeah, but yeah. The, yeah. the story was and has been built up on for weeks now of like you're going to join us we're going to you know get to you by getting to your family and it just was like oh let's who's who wants the pinfall more yeah and also the crowd pop loudest for Garcia mm. the dancing man <laughs> Ross can you help us two two goth lads to burn photos of your family. Can you stand and dance on the apron? You, you can be the focal point of the match. That'll get in their heads. I'll and then we'll hump. lose. <laughs> I'll air hump all day to save your daughter there, Matthew. Yeah. And again, it's not necessarily the book. And I was like, that. it's just the actual match itself. This is the main event. This is getting the lion's share of the TV time. And you're like, okay, get ready for hit, get ready for heat. Mm. And where was it? Yeah. Bye. So nice wrestling. No, nothing against what happened in the ring. It's just the way they did it. So up the stories. Yeah. In the wrestling. There is, yeah. I watched Battle of the Belts, though. Did you watch it? I did, apparently. Uh, Billy Jack didn't. <laughs> did he not? I There's thought... no notes here. <laughs> well, well it was a one-match show, really. It was, but I thought the street fight with, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The discrepancies, the caveats, whatever it was, the starting That's of good. the match. Caveats are good word. Caveats, yeah. yeah. Despite the caveats, I thought it was very, very good, and there was lots of highlights. It was very reminiscent of an early... AEW match in this just how it felt with the out of the box sort of stuff like mm -hmm. the the light <laughs> the brum spot I've called it where <laughs> Sammy is in the golf cart in the dark and the lights come on like brum now Americans might not know <laughs> brum. I didn't think about that Joel could you get brum up because yes. brum was my get your brum up for the lights get your brum up because brum was my G when I was a kid that's not how you spell oh it. my god he's fucking brum <laughs> brum B -R -U -M. there's pictures of brooms <laughs> Brum the oh, car. First, you don't know who Sunny was. You don't remember Brum the car. Yeah, I do. Because really said, do, you know who actually. Brum is. You went, of course I do. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do. So here's Brum the of car. Of course, you Luddites. Of course, not the talking car. So there was oftentimes a spot on Brum where he would be in like a multi story <laughs> multi story car park or something in a, you know. a dingy part of it. And he'd have to get somewhere quite quickly. And his headlights, his eyes would come yep. on in the dark. Sammy Guevara repeated that with a golf cart in this match. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. In fact, I'm going to give that my move of the week. Oh, my. Oh, 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 baby. Because Brum is underrated. <laughs> <laughs> he was a thieving bastard, but it was all right. <laughs> and the old fella, he was confusing, wasn't he? What was he? Every bloody time he's like, where's, where's these biscuits come from? <laughs> He's like, your fellas from Morris. Yeah. Like, imagine Brum pretend to have a seizure on the floor. He's like, Kev, do you want to get rid of the whole car? It's just, no, I just keep it for sentimental value. And, you know, there's these piles of cocaine that show up every night. And I'm like, well, you know. There's a Brum album. Why? Oh. <laughs> Let's have a look at a few, a few titles of the songs there, please, Joe. Yes, sir. Why is there a Brum album? Brum, brum, get things done. <laughs> One more mile to go. The brum, brum, wiggle. Who's driving? Big town. Drive uptown. 
beep, beep. Scrub a dub dubbing. <laughs> Got my gears turning. <laughs> He'll be there. What the? <laughs> He'll be there. I guess that's what the, the, noot, noot, noot. the old fellow in the garage would sing every time Brum went. He'll be there. He'll How are we going to pay rent this week? He'll be there. Uh, Big Town Calypso. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Coca Coca Cabana. My God, I can't get that. At the big town, <laughs> the big town Calypso. Uh, who'd you call, <laughs> Brum? Yeah, uh, move in the right direction and the boogie woogie Brum. <laughs> Are there any reviews? Oh. Can't believe this is a thing. Five stars. So good. <laughs> I love this CD. Just like the Brum theme song and new songs I have never heard before. All songs were fantastic. Brought in 2013. That's for Mrs. K, who was clearly on Catlamin yeah, at the time. K by name, K by nature. James says a brumming good album. Ooh, oh, three stars. Hard to press that, lad. Great, great album. I really love Brum's vocals on track. <laughs> <laughs> on track three, as it brought out emotional issues I didn't even know I had. However, it did not have the hip hop track. Featured within series two, episode four, quote, Brum takes Compton, <laughs> which is why I can only afford it at three star rating. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's so serious. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't even know. Oh, yeah, Sammy Guevara's golf cart. Oh, oh yeah, right. All right. the highlights from the street oh, fight at AW. God. There was the choke slam on the pile of leaves to Jericho, which I found funny. That was great because there was a mat. Yeah, there was the spot with the uh, Rhett oh. Titus's car, which I thought was that was a bit where I was like, yeah, this is like old AEW thing outside the box. Bit that, where... that would have been nicer if they weren't trying to turn that into a comedy bit on the bloody thing going, oh, oh, it's uh, the, the Howard Finkel's car. I'm like, <laughs> shut up, you idiot. They're, they're doing the car spit. I didn't mind it. It was a it. stupid match. We had yeah, the... but then they went, no, it's Rhett Titus's car. Like, you, you trolled over that, didn't you? Yeah, they've, they've robbed him of his oh. deposit, the bastards. Uh, but there was the photocopying of Starks' face happening on the photocopy, oh, which was yeah. classic. Uh, there was a sick flip on the wall when I think was it Jericho sent him into the oh, sorry uh, Ricky Starks maybe sent him into the wall Sammy mm. Guevara did the old kick flip he did fantastic the Jody Fleisch um, then we had the stuff with oh. Don's family getting involved which I didn't see coming but I guess it makes sense because mm-hmm. that's rumbling on forever and a day it seems uh, Don still doesn't like Jericho I'm glad that Starks and Bill won I thought now Jericho can go away but then obviously now we've got the feud with the Callis family back again but it, it was. He got a few boos when he came did the, 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 yes. the crowd at the end there, so you can see why they did what... Well, I don't see why. Just, I don't even know. Just get him off the telly, I would do. <laughs> yeah, how about you do this like adults? Yeah. Oh, wait, what a silly thing for wrestlers and people working wrestling to do. Yeah. Uh, then we had Anna Jay versus oh. Julia Hart, where I think the stipulation was made mid-match. I couldn't... The commentators weren't sorry, sure. Sorry, did you... Did we leave out Steve... Uh, the, sorry, Steve. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Steve Blackman, Shane McMahon bump. Of course I did, yeah. The yes. bit that's wiped him out forevermore. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic, I thought. Bloody hell. The camera angle used was very reminiscent of Shane's from back yeah, in the day. You can only just see Hobbs grab him and they're like, ah, there he is. Yeah. Lovely. So. Nice nice fall, wasn't it? Nice shape oh. to the just using Sammy's gravity. good at falling, <laughs> you know, in terms of gravity in his career. Yay! I could see it coming. Thank you. Thank you for the finger points, Tom. But it was, uh, I thought it was, a, I didn't have any expectation heading into it just because it's, that's how you feel for most Jericho matches, is it not? When you just, but then again, it's over delivered, rightly or wrongly. I thought it was a very good match that harked back to early AEW. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. You added all the stuff there, especially the Brum bit. 
Just <laughs> give me a, a bloody hernia laughing at. Are you um, sweating now? You've been laughing that hard. No, no, I'm a, I'm a get hard Geordie lad. You're a crocodile. I don't, I don't feel I don't feel the heat, but I definitely feel the cold. You're a cold-blooded animal. Uh, speaking of cold-blooded animals, Julia Hart was taken oh. on Anna J. Uh, I think there's the no rope break stipulation was made mid-match because the commentators weren't sure. Therefore, I wasn't sure either. Yeah, um, what was that about? Yeah, I thought there was good heat in the match. I've written down good pop, snap, and intensity yeah. all the way through. Uh, I thought Julia was pretty flawless for her part in the match. She worked an arm for a bit, and that bled into the finish. It was good. It was more than fine. Yeah, I just. At the point where, like, isn't Anna Jay one of those select few that's in the like the oh they could win the title any time? It's just like yeah, but you can't do that and have them lose every big match they're in. So yeah, she's about that minor uh, criticism aside. Yeah, fine. She's in the same role as Big Preston Vance, isn't she? And the fact that she's been a heel Maybe for a so. while. The Brody thing, uh, the Brody tribute show, I should say, happened yep. last week, and now she's on a baby face. Push. Yep. Push her. Up the stairs, not down them. There you go. Opposite <laughs> to Sammy. Start from the mat and then push her up. <laughs> and then, oh, Sorry, I forgot. I've got, I'm doing the play-by-play for this. You are. You're doing really um, good. The lads are still arguing. This is Jeff Jarrett and the lads. As Tom wants oh. to call them, total non-stop arseholes. I'll never take off. Uh, Jeff's reacting. It's got him. It's got Ooh. him good. His little curly wig's going... Just when he hears Tom's little total non-stop arseholes bit, stands on end. He'll put his little wrist thing on to be all right. He's angry. The bad vibes. Karen wants merch and a team name, which is where the total non-stop arseholes bits come from. Uh, Jeff wants to get rid of Jay because need to get back to winning ways, which is interesting. We're going to have a match between the people who try to kill Ric Flair. <laughs> what? They did. Ric what, Flair what? and a pole match. Comrade Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> And it was nice to see that Satnam Singh's mom's a fantastic oh, cook. Oh, that was so nice. Because uh, Jay got some on his face and it looked lovely and flowery, whatever mm. it was. Much, it looked like a dumpling. Yeah. He was yeah. like, what do you mean you don't like this? To be fair, cold dumpling. I don't think I've ever sampled a cold dumpling, have you? Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, I'd eat a cold dumpling. What, with mints? Uh, no, no mints, just a dumpling on its Sorry. own. Just to put out Rhett Titus's window afterwards as well. <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy then took on Preston. I thought it was yeah, a, a good start to the match with the, the trading of the big bombs between the lads. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a match obviously that put on to make Preston really good in the midst of this new uh, push he's getting, I guess we'll, we'll call it, because I've, I've put down here, wrestled like prime Chris Masters, so good for him. I, what, what prime was that? Is that the oh, oh, five? five vintage? Yeah. Oh, okay. Going for that. No one was not actually 09. genuinely. No, yeah, nobody's yeah, right. not no, oh nine. Nobody's genuinely good. No <laughs> nine. Just as oh five. He did good big power moves and looked handsome while doing them. That's oh five, Chris Master. Yeah, no one can take that away from him. Um, it was just all about him having too much power for Orange's silly bollocks for a long old while, and then all of a sudden, Orange wins. Yep. That's how the match went, and I thought it was fine. It just it bit out of nowhere for Orange Cassidy who. I don't know if it is for me. Oh, it might be for me. I don't know if it is for you. Is he starting to spin his wheels a bit again as the international champion? Oh, I've felt that for a bit. Yeah. Like it's it's he's having like technically good matches, but it's just like yeah. But you've we've seen this from you. Yeah. From about, like a year, it feels like. Hopefully, it doesn't descend into what it did the first time, which was just every match feeling like it ended the same way. Yeah. With the roll up and whatnot, but yeah, that bled into Copeland and FTR coming out at the end to beat down the undisputed kingdom, who are. Boring as Bals, I think. It's a real shame because they, they've got... I don't know why they stripped Roddy Strong's character away just because he's a bad man. He can't be a bad man and a funny man at the same time. Because I guess if they need proper heels, they need him to not do the, the hee-hee shtick. <sighs> yeah, That's why, you know, the guns are doing well with their, you know, the gang-bang-bang-bang-bang-bang-bang stuff they're yelling about. You said that the wrong way around, crucially. It's not ga- <laughs> they're not gang-banging. They're bang-ganging. Gagging. See, I knew it. That's why I said it in a silly voice. What now, bang-gang style? No, that doesn't work. Oh, does it? Christ! <laughs> <laughs> 
coming to a badly drawn sign near but, you. But speaking of gang bangs, we did see Jesus. Adam Copeland do uh, Daniel Garcia's dancing, but taking it a bit, well, I guess rated R, you could call it. Speaking of Agent Rated R, have you seen <laughs> Rebby Sky's uh, Instagram? No. I don't know Uh-oh. quite if it's real or not, but Rebby Sky did when I, my face went sick of Matt Hardy cheating on you for the last time. And it was her putting on an Edge T-shirt. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's as well. the T we're here for, isn't it? Bloody hell! Is that what the crack is? Is Matt's been cheating on her? That's what Rebby Sky's Instagram has been saying. <laughs> Think about the kids, man, Matt. If you are doing that thing, I don't know why. <laughs> Who am I to say that? Anyway, Monday Night Raw, Matthew. <laughs> no moment too soon. <laughs> Seth Rollins arrives backstage with his daughter. Elsewhere, Jinder Mahal pulls up in an evil car. <laughs> a heel car. Bloody hell, that's what Jack's put. It was a massive carbon footprint, that car. <laughs> massive carbon footprint. That's, that's what they did. That was yeah. the opening to roll. I've got nothing he, to add. He arrived going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame he didn't arrive with his torso through the sunroof yeah. like he was that time. That was an iconic bit of... Because it was cold. Cinematography. Because if you'd done everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, Michael Cole kept calling it frigid, didn't he? Welcome to the frigid arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bless him. Obviously, they were dressed like uh, me, and it was a much quieter, subdued uh, crowd for all, but they showed what it looked like outside. Like, I throw nothing. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes opens the show. There's Indra Dubai. The most snow there's been at a wrestling show since the 80s. <laughs> Cocaine reference. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Tom alone. <laughs> Drew talks about how their similar careers, uh, both leaving WWE, only to become so undeniable. They were welcomed back. He truly believes that Cody will finish his story one day, but not before Drew finishes his. Drew attacks Ooh, Cody's Who'll character. finish first, eh? Let's turn this into a gum joke, eh? Why not? Oh. Gum Mondays. Who'll finish first? Game a soggy business biscuit between Drew and Cody. Let's go. <laughs> we're already, s- aren't we? You've said the word cocaine, and now you're on it. <laughs> Drew attacks Cody's Tom. Drew attacks Cody's character, saying he should stop pretending to be such a happy-go-lucky guy all the time. Cody says the difference between the two of them is that he relishes his second chance in WWE, whereas Drew just complains about everything. It's not his fault, mate. He's Scottish. He mentions Drew's <laughs> last match on the Indies against himself in WCPW and asks who won. Cody leaves. Cody won. I was going to ask the question if that was the match they were referring to because I went to my favorite online wrestling source. Which is what? Cage Match, which oh. is the place you go to to research things that happened in the past to make sure your memory's not faulting you. You don't go there to argue and piss and moan and that sort of stuff. It's the best thing on the internet. It saves this company I don't every believe you, Ross. I hope someone from Cultaholic can give the people behind cagematch.net a little talk. And let us know their secrets. Cocaine Campbell is your man there. <laughs> you stop that. Yeah, Tom's interviewed. Um, I've forgotten his name. I forget a... the guy's name as well, but he put a picture of Tony Khan and explicitly got the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the implication is there. Like, but yeah, so, Tony, what's Cage Match like? There's a team of lads in Germany who put together yep. Cage Match. I think, if, was it 40 lads, I think they said, which is a remarkable feat for those lads to put together because it is, it's an unbelievable source. Like, yeah. whenever you're in doubt about anything wrestling, go to Cage Match. But yeah, Cage Match did stay on the 30th of April, 2017, at WCPW Pro Wrestling World Cup Mexican qualifying round at Planet Ice in Coventry. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeats Drew Galloway in 20 minutes and two seconds. And I think the oh, highlight... Damn it, that'll take him away from representing Mexico in the World Cup. <laughs> I think the highlight of that match was Brandy getting pushed through a table off the apron. Oh. I think that was that match where that happened. Probably, yeah. I'd, I'd stop going by that point. 
<laughs> um, but it was a good way to start Raw. I like the fact they were like, oh, we be- uh, Drew was like, we became verbs to do a Drew, do a Cody. Go away, do a Cody. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you take the Lord and you take the Lord. Thank you, Ross. Big yen. Uh, <laughs> Up the Billy Connolly. Uh, Drew's angle, uh, I liked it. White, <laughs> just the fact he's saying, Cody, stop being a fake-ass bitch, yeah. you ho-ass. Um, I don't know where I came from either. Uh, stop being, like, basically doing what I was doing when I was a baby face, wearing the suits and the smiles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Be the real you. And I like the fact that Drew, once again, is justified in being an arsehole, bringing up Jay and Punk as reasons as Cody being a wolf in politicians' clothing. Oh! I love Drew right now. For all your listeners, I fingered the air in, in glee there. That's what the Netflix subtitles will say. <laughs> Ross fingers air. In glee. Yes, Drew McIntyre is fantastic at the minute. Complaining about stuff, but with just enough justification to make it go, well, he does have a point. But just enough repetition where it's like, wind it down, pal. Exactly. Yeah, AKA dick. the Bret Hart special. <laughs> So I'm loving it, and all of Cody gets to just bounce off and go, no, I'm nothing like you. Which would <laughs> either be working out really well for him if he stays on the path to Cody, or... To Roman. Like, yes. I mean, he went to terms of his inner monologue there. Like, <laughs> I say true, to Cody. <laughs> Not he's going to face himself at the WrestleMania, that'd be weird. But just in like, months later, it'd be like, you know what, Drew? You were right. So just there. Let's go and be the dashing ones again. He's like, oh, we were actually tagged They would be the daddy ones now. Joel could be their manager. Couldn't you, Joel? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, he'll do that. You could show him how to iron, do all the daddy things. <laughs> oh, I, I can't iron. Oh, some daddy you are. Daddies Did... don't iron. No, oh, that... God. No, that actually <laughs> don't. Don't show your true colours, Joel. Oh, no. <laughs> God, you should hear what he says off Joel camera. Joel of the patriarchy. <laughs> Damien Priest confronts R-Truth backstage for selling bootleg Judgment Day merch in the car park, to which Earl Hebner tweets, Oh, so when he does it, <laughs> he changes his mind when R-Truth gives him his cut of the profits. Priest tells Truth not to tag in during their match later on. Oh. It's not missing. This storyline, as the kids like to say. It's, it's really not. Scoring the goals every time. Priest ended that segment being fully against R-Truth. So a massive wad of cash. And then liked R-Truth. I like the fact that R-Truth is still looking for Nick from Tom and Nick. Uh, but he can't find him on Facey B. Mm. It's just, it's fantastic. Was it, am I remembering right? Did, did Priest say, you know, he's not on Facebook? I can't remember. I've just written down there, just right. R-Truth can't find him on Facebook, yeah. but yeah. This R-Truth thing is doing wonders for Damien Priest, who I think has been a bit like, you're not good enough to cash in your money in the bank, I can't see you like that. You're not even good enough to lead the bloody judgment day. But now he's doing these bits where it's just like, R-Truth, I've got... Wait, what's that? One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> no, we're good. And it's that, it's the fact that he's usually manipulated and the fact that I hate you, wait, you hate JD too? You know, I think our truth's alright. Yeah, yeah. There's those little bits there. I think are doing him wonders. So our truth is not only getting himself over and doing it amazingly well, and also making apparently this is based on real life. The JD T-shirts they put out were selling rather well, <laughs> to say the least. So it's like, oh, this is the real money you're getting. Oh, sweet. How could they not after that Hall of Fame winning promo from uh-huh. last week's Raw? Eh? Definite Hall of Fame winner. At next week on Raw. Well, David, uh, I was late for the JD press conference. It wasn't one. Well, I was at Morrison's. You see. <laughs> Imagine if there's a segment where our truth fakes a seizure so the Judgment Day can steal some sweets <laughs> steal from the Target. I'm trying to think of the... the what is the, oh, it's good. Oh, the American uh, equivalent? Walmart. Yeah, that's right. I went there with a wrestler once down the aisles. It's massive, isn't it? Yeah. It's, oh, the stuff you can buy there is terrifying. Knives, machetes. Yeah, you can get milk in one aisle, guns in the other. Tents, boats. Yeah. Boats? That's good, isn't it? Boats and knives. 
Oh my. I kicked a football down the aisle and nailed a wrestler in the head. <laughs> Which wrestler was it? Don't want to say. Wait, you kicked the football? Yeah, it was so good. Is this was ten? Like, <laughs> highlights of my career. Wait, and then a, a pigskin or like no, a, a, soccer, a, so- a soccer, soccer ball. ball? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, kicked it down the aisle, got great elevation, great shape, and then hit. Are they still wrestling? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Then. <laughs> DIY take on JD Google me and Tom and Nick Mysterio in a three on two handicap match. Well done. Gargano and Champa win. And I've said in this past, and obviously it's got to Gargano because he got rid of his Twitch one time. He says, oh, it's Matthew who doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. You're badly booked. Uh, this is a step in the right direction for him because they were starting off raw. You know, uh, it's cold outside, no kind of atmosphere. So they put DIY in there to go long. Crowd were chatting for him. Chatting for Gargano. Yeah. They were just wrestling like flippy little twinks. And the more so and more they twinked, the more and more the crowd went, yay. We like twinks. Because uh, that is the issue. It's the fact that when you sit back and think, 2017 to 2019 was six to four years ago, which is a lifetime. Yes, um, it is. So just to reestablish what... Because I think that's all they're missing, is just reestablishing what DIY is, why they're together, the history that was there, and all that sort of stuff. Not having Johnny Gargano be the comedy relief, because he's not that guy. He's not. He can't do that. We tried that, and it didn't work when JBL was getting the better of him in comedy. Well, I guess JBL is quite funny, isn't he? He is very funny, actually. The hilarious guy. Uh, but <laughs> um, oh, so it was JBL you kicked in the face. I get it. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, but yeah, just we need just a, a couple of things to explain who they are because the wrestling's there because, as you say, the crowd did get louder the match went the more the match went on. So yeah, just a couple of little promos here and there. They'll be yeah. fine. Tag team championship yeah. fodder, I'd say. Yeah. I think the mistake was just dropping in on Raw and going, you all know who this is? And crowd going, what? Yeah. Who's this? I, that, I'm sure that uh, the FTR... Well, the revival match was 2016, was it not? I think 2015. Yeah, November-ish sort of time. Ah! Oh, oh no, the we're con- all dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> the concept of time for Hall of Pitch up, <laughs> Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell tell Adam Pearce that 2024 is their year. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven interrupt to complain about their loss to the Cowie girls. They want another title shot, but Pierce books them against Candice and Indy instead. Well, that's happy circumstances, isn't it? It was a weird segment because Candice and Indy claim that 2024 is going to be their yeah. Lol. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> unless they get segments where they can show what they were in the way because they're not getting them, are they? They're just being bland baby faces, which neither of them are. They've both got the crack, we so like to call we'll it. just copy here. what we just said about Gargano Exactly, and yeah. And obviously Chelsea having a big issue with referee Eddie Arango, who was mentioned by name. Because Adam Pierce was being noticeably more like uh, Nick Aldis, I thought, in this segment here. He's taking no ballocks anymore. He's motivated, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, you're big and handsome in a suit, are you? Well, I, I can't quite be that, so I'll just be the same oh, Kavorka sure. as you. I'm going to send sexy tweets online. <laughs> Not those ones. Yeah, your deep-throated opinions. <laughs> oh, God, it wasn't deep-throated, <laughs> yeah. was it? What no, was let's it? go with what it was. Full-throated. full-throated. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> with the tag champs, we all love a full-throat. With the tag champs watching on backstage, Candice and Indy beat Chelsea and Piper. Now, I thought this match was okay, but like, it felt like the pair of them, was not the pair of them, all, <laughs> all four of them were having to wrestle and fast forward. Yeah. It's like, was it because the DIY lads took more time? They had very little time where to get some stuff in, but they were way too quick here. It was fleeting, wasn't it? Because it got off to a nice start when you realize the referee is Eddie Arango. I think I'm saying his name right there because that's the referee that Chelsea had an issue with from yeah. last week's match. Chelsea might be in a storyline with the referee, and it didn't really get like reference to again we just saw Candice do a nice code break at a Chelsea while doing a sent on to Piper at the same time Piper yeah. got a few nice power moves in there Indy was like her hoss for her team if that makes any sense yeah. and then there was an assisted line salt with some 
it's got legs as a finisher, but it looked rough for Chelsea and Candice with the knees making contact. But mm-hmm. apart from, as you say, it was just quick, a yeah. quick match. But they did what they did all right, I thought. Mm. No, it wasn't bad. It was just like, oh, can you slow down? It'll be cooler. But I feel like I had to slow down there while talking. Bless I felt you, like it was going, like a Dax Harwood promo. I love my family. I love wrestling. That's just a SmackDown intro. <laughs> anyway, the JD watch and IJAX hype package backstage. Uh, so Rhea Ripley heads off to take care of business. Damien Priest arrives late. He's been counting his money. And the rest of the group ask where he's been. Priest goes, where haven't I been? Woof. Priest says he seems to be the only one worried about Drew McIntyre, but the others accuse him of hanging out with our truth Priest shows them the merch money Truth gave him and tell them to go find and get their own cut. JD says, can I have some money? And they go, well, your name's not on the shirt, so probably not. Fantastic. With glee in his face. Yeah. Uh, Balor agrees to concentrate on their match later tonight. That was, it's just it's what a human would do in that right. situation. Are oh, you going to give me your money, are you? For yeah. free? Oh, I like you very much so. You, you little big-headed freak. You go away. Yeah. Go, go away, you <laughs> I feel harsh for saying yeah. that. No, but he has be. got a massive head. It is kayfabe massive now as well. It's kayfabe massive. He's practically Samoan. It's JD <laughs> McDonough. Yeah, and Balor's like, fantastic. A massive wad to put my other one. <laughs> Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser head to the ring. Gunther says that since he's been away... He's heard a lot of people arguing over who's going to win the Rumble. Now he's going to end all discussion because it's going to be him. Ha, ha, ha. Gunther praises Kaiser for his attack on Kofi Kingston last week, but they're interrupted by the returning and mad Xavier Woods. Woods wants to get revenge in a match against Kaiser, unless he has to ask his daddy for permission first. Joel? Is Gunther a daddy? No, he had to ask Joel the daddy. All right. (laughs) I was just one of Joel's. No, he's a a literal dad because the wife he gave But is he he a Daddy. He's the longest running IC champion of all time. Of course he is. But does that make you a dad? Like, wait, I don't think Honky Tonk Man was a daddy. Do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you actually? Yeah, look at him. No, I wouldn't feel safe. He's in an his 80s arms. daddy. Looks like he plays darts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're sowing the seeds for Imperium to break up, though, good and probably because the little look Ludwig did when Woods was like, mm. Do you have to ask your daddy for permission? Gunther's like, yes, yes, he does. <laughs> Aye, but we get, need to get Gunther involved in this game of Soggy Biscuit with Drew and Cody to see who could finish first because exactly. he lasted longer than anyone else in the Rumble last year. He certainly did. So if he's going to last any longer, he's going to win that game of Soggy Biscuit and make either Drew or Cody eat the biscuit with the, the icing on. Oh, I hate my life so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, says I'm going to do worse to Woods than he did to Kofi last week, so they brawled to get things started. And Woods gets DQ'd after attacking Kaiser with a chair from the announce table. They continue to brawl after the bell, and Kaiser tries to dropkick Xavier's head into the ring steps like he did last week. Woods avoids it and throws the ring steps at Kaiser's head. He gets out the way and retreats through the crowd. Uh, there was two noticeable bits there. Obviously, it was the match was just getting ready for the heat because up until that point, there was a lack of crowd noise. But then it, you have to remind myself, I have to remind myself anyway, that the yeah, the crowd's half there this week and it's very cold and whatever. But then they started brawling on the outside, and then the crowd got into it. Like, so he used the chair on him again, which... I'll take 100 power bombs <laughs> before I get one of those giant chairs dropped on me. That looked horrible. <laughs> but then the the kick Kaiser did to Xavier's head with the chair, like he just like proper kicked him. What I had written down here, Matthew, is this, this match is straight from the King's Road. Because <laughs> yeah. there was bits, the, the fact, the fact that cla- the the crowd, Kaiser's Road, the Kaiser's ah. Road, the Kaiser's Woods. Straight from the Kaiser's Woods. Because uh, the fact the crowd were quiet actually helped the match a bit, I thought, because they were battering each other with chops at one point, and the fact you could hear the... Ow. Ooh. 
Mm. <laughs> you could hear that going on. Stop it, Joe. Really added to the match, I thought. And as you say, the stuff with the chair at the end. Woods looked like an absolute madman. His yeah. hair was all over the shop. He had blood coming out of his mouth. He Knees could've weak, been... mum's spaghetti. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He could have been Jason Voorhees for a second there, I thought. I don't know why I used Tim versus the example, but there we go. That's a good one. He wears a mask, doesn't he? He does. Makes no sense. He could have he, been... He's hard to kill. He is. And you run away from him, like Kaiser did. So that's a good comparison. And he lives in the Xavier Woods? Uh, <laughs> Joe. Uh, that's, that's very good. It's good, yeah, well done. Yeah. Backstage, Bronson Reed is shown with sunglasses on, and he's put them on just so he can take them off. <laughs> Says there's a champ in WWE right now who doesn't realize he's coming for them. And that's the bit. Who's he talking about, Matthew? All I know is Bronson Reed, as amazing as in the ring, he has no idea what to do with him in the talking bit. He wears a suit, as you say. He, t- he puts sunglasses on to take them off and then to put them back on again. Um, but that's about it. At least he's not saying words like daddy-o anymore, which is a, a plus point. I think this got referenced to last week, and I can't remember who it was. I assume it's going to be Gunter, maybe, that he's going after. But I can't remember the story he- Heading into that? Card subject to change. <laughs> yeah. It, Christian Cage's TNT title. It's not going to be Rollins, is it? It might be. That's a champion. It can't be It can't be the Cowie Girls, because Bronson's not in that division. Mm. It can't be Rhea, because he's not in that division. And he'd lose. So we're, we're not left with much, are we? No. Got to be Gunter. We've I seen assume. that before, though, haven't we? Bronson Gunther. We have, yeah, and he's lost. Yeah. Conclusively. Oh, well, that was a while ago. Yeah. Let's go back to it. It's all right. It'll be a good match, but he yeah. won't win. Grab a random match at the Rumble in the Elimination Chamber, especially when it's outside the world that he's from, mm. the Elimination Chamber. Mm. And then Kaiser sneak attacks Woods in the middle of the interview, because you would, wouldn't you? But Jey Uso drags him off, and Kaiser don't want none of that. Aye. Could it be Jey Uso versus Gunter for the WrestleMania match? Because it's just... Ooh, the fact that's that nice. Jay obviously, I not about that until then. Obviously, the New Day and the Usos became friends in the end didn't they at the end of their big long years long feud absolutely um, so maybe it could be Jay versus Gunter that'd be a match that the crowd would certainly be invested in mm. especially with Jay since we all like going like that don't we yes yeah <laughs> yeah but what are they going to do for the Usos entrance <laughs> Tazawa shockingly beats Ivar oh this was the worst thing I've seen uh, all year thanks to a saucy distraction which is underlined for some reason from Maxine Dupree on the apron they celebrate, but Valerie Haller beats Maxine down. Zazawa tries to save the day, but Ivar takes him out with the big moonsault. Did you see Vince Russo's tweet about this this week? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I see a lot of people memeing about it. What, what did Vince Russo say, Ross? I forget what he said exactly. Joe, do you mind getting a Vince Russo's Twitter just so I don't sure. completely misquote oh. the twat? Uh, oh, I don't mind misquoting him. <laughs> you misquote him and make him sound normal. What he did was, he just... I know what he's getting at, but it's a weird way to say it. <laughs> it's about uh, Valerie nah, Haller. He, he knew what he meant. Yeah, he's disgusting. Anyway. Bro... I just want to speak. Can you do the accent? No, I can't do any oh, accent, Matthew. I can't even do my own. Um, I just want to speak passionately about the the Meat Planet division because it was getting somewhere with the likes of Bronson, the likes of Ivar, the likes of Otis yeah. doing these feats of strength every single week on Raw, and to see no, someone who going. not only keep on going. Yeah, it's it's just, it's a short one. It's a little one. We're not going to find it. Right, I'll do we? it from memory then because we're going to find it. Go on then. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> the Valerie Heller. I, I hope she stops shaving her armpits. Well, that's it there. <laughs> something like that. It was something like that. But yeah, he, just, he once had to stop um, shaving her armpits just to add to her character and Did look. How would delete it? 
Whatever, I don't care about Rusev's Yeah, teams. whatever. Anyway, it was just funny. It's worth bringing up, because it's funny, though, because how? where's the line on, like, you know, being a real Viking and not? Because is she going to have to stop brushing her teeth? Yeah, that's the most realistic part of it, not the fact that she opens her mouth <laughs> and it's, you know, the strongest <laughs> accent you've ever heard. <laughs> I'm a Viking, y'all. <laughs> y'all, I'm here to pillage. <laughs> You're right. Without that, it's completely realistic. <laughs> is this one? Wake in the morning was shaved their legs, I swear. No, I think it was people having a go with him. I think he's deleted the tweet. Yeah, he's deleted the tweet, he? What a coward. coward. What a dirty, pervert uh-huh. coward. You virgin. Russo talking about women doing makeup. Yeah, cheers, pal. If you thought uh, we knew we didn't what we're talking about. Eh? Anyway, back anyway. to my Meat Planet rant. Oh, thank you. Because it's been going meat. with Ivar, with Bronson, with Otis. Mm. All the big boys have been pulling out all the stops for weeks now on Raw. And all of a sudden we get a man. And I'm going to accept that Tazawa's half the size, but technically a very good wrestler. Of course. But also he's a massive joke. And he's yep. beaten one of the Meat Planets fairly clean-ish. I know Maxine wiggled her bum on the apron. Can't say that, Ross. She wiggled her bum on the apron. Bum, the album, with the three-star review. <laughs> straight out of Compton. Um, straight out of Cornhole. Cornhole. You and asses, Ross. You're obsessed this week. It's Cornwallis. That's one of my favorite... Mr. Hanky's child, the one that's called Cornwallis. That's my favorite name of all his kids. Is that what the kids' name? I can't remember the, the names of the kids. Just Cornwallis stuck with me. That one where... It's the Christmas one where... <laughs> yeah. have to go down there. Um... But He's yeah, arguing the, with his missus. Yeah, he M- is. Mrs. the poo. Mrs. the poo. Um, but yeah, Triple H clearly does not know what the fans want because we want the meat planets being meat planets, not getting cooked by men half their size. I was disgusted by this booking. This was a dirty finish, as they say in the business. <laughs> because at least... What? What? Look, they were there. Come on, man. Yeah. Only human. He is only human. Right. But uh, yeah, I agree. It's, I would like to see Tazawa just get, uh, get beaten up. But at the same time, they really are pushing that. Look, Tazawa's going to do that little dance. Come on, guys. He's like Prince Nanar. And again, I've only ever heard the wrestlers in the back reacting to this. I still haven't heard the crowd reacting to yeah. it. Yeah. They're really going in on this. But I he, think I'll be able to get over it. I'm sure he will. But it was just disheartening. As a meat planet... I know you said Meat Planet fetishist there. As a Meat Planet fan, Great as man. I am, I know, it's, just, it's a fantastic division. My favorite division potentially in all of wrestling, the Meat right. Planet division. The Frey Bentos division. The Frey Bentos division. <laughs> Take the top off, put them in the oven. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I realize um, that, like, related to the Hall of Fame pick, we'll talk about, like, oh, we don't know that that was actually just Polish with driving license. To people who don't know, Frey Bentos isn't one chef, blo- it's not some blogie. It's a franchise. Mr. Bentos. Yes. Ah, Mr. Bentos. He, he, he delivered it himself, didn't he, Mr. Bentos, I heard. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, Tazawa, the way that Tazawa's been, he's obviously a very talented wrestler, very likable, very funny. But the way he's been booked, having beat Ivar, the tear Ivar's been on, I thought was disgusting. Mm, I agree. Down with Triple H. Down with Triple <laughs> Death to the WWE. <laughs> we learned that Punk wants to speak to Cody on next week's show. Great. Oh, thanks. Maybe he'll join the game of Soggy Biscuit? Yes. Backstage, the Diamond Mine and the rest of AA, Console, Tozawa and Maxine. Ivan R says, enough is enough. She's going to speak to Adam Pierce and make sure Valerie Haller pays for actions. <clears throat> Gable says next week he'll teach Ivar a lesson. So you'd think it would be Maxine versus uh, Valerie Haller, but we've seen Maxine wrestle. We don't want none of that, so it's going to be Ivan Ireland instead. Yeah, good on them. Uh, it's weird how they've done it as well, because the big, obviously Chad was giving it the big, like, oh, I'm going to take him down and show him a lesson, but Tozawa just beat him. So if Gable, no, like him afterwards, isn't but it, if, so. if then Gable gets beat by the guy who Tazawa beat, that doesn't make Gable look very good at all, and I'm worried about that. This made, it made mm. no sense. This book and call for me at all. You are right. I'm looking forward to the match though. It will be a very I'm good going, match. Ooh, that's gonna be nice, isn't it? Because I want Ivar to win, but I also want Chad to get back up there because he is all that. He's got all the mm. bananas, so he has. 
Yeah. Um, all the bananas. He's got all he's got all them. He's been down to the local <laughs> grocery store and he's picked up the lot. All the bunches. You put your free bonus order in. <laughs> in comes every man. Four bags of bananas. To make a sweet banana and steak and kidney pie. Uh, but yeah, just the fact they've set him up set him up for another fall here, I think, with Chad Gale, which is a bit of a shame. They should never have Tazawa win against Ivar. It, it keeps got, the feud going, though. I, I guess it does, yeah. I just yeah. want to see the meat planet succeed. Oh, <laughs> Bless you. Lock up your bottoms. Here comes Rhea Ripley. That's what it says here. What you think that? you wrote this, but... What does that mean? Lock up your bottoms. Is what, she, all of them? Is she a fan of the old... I, I, I think... Can you explain yourself, young man? Go on, then. Oh, no, you're not saying no. All right, we're fine. You will show up the rest your, of the podcast. Lock up your bottoms. She says she's sick of Nia Jax, claiming to run her... Oh, is it because Nia's whole... Is that a reference to that? Mm-hmm. We'll have to ask him, won't we? This way he pretends to be ill. He knew he wrote that. He's pretending to be ill. Jack's seen the video, and he doesn't want to talk about it himself. Is she a Sorry, fan I can't of... come into work. I've got hairy palms. <laughs> she advises the winner of the Royal Rumble to challenge for a different title. Becky Lynch interrupts and talks about their similarities, but she admits that part of her wonders if Rhea is the better of the two. To prove herself wrong, she needs to win the Rumble and face Ripley at WrestleMania. Rhea says... She hopes to see you there. It's absolutely the best thing on Raw this week. Yeah, when Becky's music hit, I was getting out of, yeah, boy, yeah, baby, because this is the WrestleMania match. It should be, and it is going to be the WrestleMania match that will happen. I like the story of how they're both the same, but so different, but the same, but different, but the same. Uh, It's a nice... evil talking Austin Powers. (laughs) It's a nice promo from Becky, obviously, as well, saying she's worried that, excuse me, Rhea's better than her, so she's got to prove herself against the best... Naya being the match to set up this WrestleMania one with Rhea getting through that and then getting to Becky is a nice little WrestleMania season. Up the seasons. Completely agree, mate. Also, yeah. Before teaming up with The Miz, R-Truth gives the other JD members their cut of the merch money, apart from big old big head. The awesome Truth take on Balor and Priest. Truth keeps getting confused that Balor attacking him. Priest eventually hits him with South of Heaven and Finn picks up the win. It's a shame it fell a bit flat at the end. Because it, it was a weird yeah, position yeah, for Truth okay. to be in because Priest had told him don't tag in. It's Truth, told yeah. yeah. Truth was still wrestling and trying to beat up the Judgment Day even though he wants to be in the Judgment Day. It felt like the crowd were a bit lost watching what was happening. It didn't quite land like I think it was going to. You know what this reminded me of? What? Were you there for when WCPW did the... What was that tag team? Um, Lucas Archer and... Oh, sometimes a prospect becomes a legend. Yes, that's him. Sometimes a prospect becomes a legend. And the idea was... <laughs> They were wrestling themselves who were in disguise in a tag match. And on paper, it must have looked like the funniest thing. <laughs> and if you saw on TV and the or whatever did it, you're like, all right, fine, they put this one together. It died a death. Yeah. It died a slow, miserable, torturous death. Bless him. Because you could see what they're going for, and you're like, no, we get it. We're not thick. It's just rubbish, you know? And it just kept on going, and people were like, okay. And I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So they hate you, Drake, afterwards, and you went, oh, whatever. Well, as someone who wasn't invited to the creative meetings for WCPW, I'm fully justified in saying this one didn't land either. <laughs> I went to one, Matthew, then wasn't invited back. Oh. I just sort of sat there and went, mm, what am I doing here? Who am I to book a wrestling show, eh? Don't just join in, oh. pretend, pretend to make notes and just draw speak like <laughs> penis, 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 penis. I'll just sit there and watch YouTube for an hour. Um, but yeah, I like the stuff at the start with our truth just sort of bounced. The, the stuff, the, the thing in the sky that our truth was sort of bounced along with, that was a right touch. That was a nice thing they added. Um, obviously, JD not getting the cut in the middle of, well, before the match kicked off was, I don't think, I think that was, that was a shoot splitting of the, the wad. I don't think the one was supposed to split like it did. It was fantastic. Finn Balor's reaction was great, saying, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. But again, yeah, the, the ending didn't quite land like I thought they thought it was going to. Yeah. Much like Prospect in WCPW. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him, but I was just there live and people were like, oh, okay. And it's, you know, there's things we got, okay, fine. And it just goes on and on. And you're like, oh, I'm not even going to boo. I just feel bad for you. Yeah. Is that yeah. one of the O2 Academy shows? No, it was the, the batch tapings at the uni. At the uni? Oh, yeah, I we had like Pete Dunn. We had a singlet, and people were like, oh, it's a crap Jack Swagger. Yeah. It's just funny to think of. I was like, really? Is this... Oh, well, yeah. I guess. Yes, he wears a singlet. He was like 12 years old then, wasn't he? Yeah, he'd be wrestling, <laughs> be wrestling for 15. Uh, we get a Nakamura video package. He tells Cody that their story isn't over until he says so, but now his attention turns to the Rumble, where he'll feast on the dreams of 29 of the men. Again, like it's on SmackDown. It's just like, you're like, you're not winning, you idiot. But I like the fact they're doing it. They're making yeah. the trade. If more people think, oh, I like they're going to win the Rumble, the more exciting it is. And it's another distinctive character thing. Like, that's a Nakamura promo. It can't be done by anybody else, which is what I liked that's about it as well. Because well. um, that's what's wrestling about. It's about the vari variation of characters, the, the, the things that resonate with you and all that bollocks. Uh, but you've skipped past the Jinder promo. This was what happened just I before the knocking. Jack has. My God, what a promo. I'm still thinking about bottoms. Will you shut up? I know. What's the real... The old pegging. Uh... Is that what it was? The sheet of that? Joel? <laughs> I don't know. You're a daddy, you know. <laughs> Do you want me to ask Jack? I'll see if he's online. Go on, then. We're asking Jack if he's into pegging. No, we're asking Jack if <laughs> what that line about Maria meant. Oh, he, I'm just hurt. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. He's online. I'm going to ask him. Ring him. <laughs> I'll ring him. Oh, my God. Okay. He's not going to be able to talk. He reckons he might have COVID. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, he might give my phone a virus. Imagine that. Just <laughs> bringing up Jack and Jack's got a bit, <laughs> of a, a bit of a sore throat. He's like, oh, Matthew, this is what I meant by that. Oh, I'm going to do my, I can't come into work today, boss. Cough, cough. <laughs> I'm on right, we're ringing Jack now. Oh, this is exciting. It's on speaker. 
which sounds hasn't answered yet. We'll do it for the form of this for the video listeners. My God, this is exciting. Willie pick up. Willie pick up. Willie pick up. Oh no, Matthew. I don't ringing think he's going to pick up, is he? Yeah, this is going to be anticlimactic. This is going to be a massive. I, I know up. an anticlimactic. Oh no, name's Andy Jean. Sorry. Oh my God. His <laughs> was on the wrestling podcast today. Go on, pick up. He's not. He's not going to pick up. Referee's doing. The he's gonna. Referee's giving the standing eight count. He's gonna. It's not happening, is it? It's one not more, happen, one more, it? and then. Oh, oh what a letdown! Shocking, though. It's shocking. Anyway, Jinder's promo was fantastic, where he speaking about the seven-year drought, but the whispers are pouring in. What whispers are they? I've got no idea. <laughs> he's the most <laughs> talked-about superstar of 2024. So Every, far, yeah. everyone is divided, but my focus is singular. This has been 12 years in the making because that NXT tournament back in the day. Give him the title now. Uh, uh, that was a championship-winning promo. Yeah. Did you see someone did the uh, the Miz Monster video package yeah, to yeah. Jinder Mahal? And <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. I think we spoke about that on the podcast last week. I'm sure we did. Oh, I just want to give it another mention just in case. It was, it was a big fantastic. monster. Well done. And yeah, uh, again, I had to say the stuff about saying the stuff. There's been whispers online. The funny Jindal Harvest, well, Tony can't tweet about us, so <laughs> get in the shot. Cheers. You'd have to think if it was an AW, they'd be more likely to mention the other company because they've done it in the past, haven't they? I think they Dom's do. got a few mentions in the past. Obviously, uh, uh, the House of Black have been mentioning things recently, haven't they? To yeah. FTR. Then Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark win a tag match against Natalia and Tegan Knox with Shayna submitting Natty in your padding match for the week, I guess. Yeah, the silence was deafening from the crowd. Tegan and Natalia, speaking of arses again, now knock theirs together, which makes them a proper tag team. It's their entrance now, that's they right. go, huh. And the, that's, fa the Fabulous Ones did that in 84. That's their connection. Uh, Baszler and Stark did a fantastic corner stomp thingy. It turned into a decent little match, but the crowd didn't give a toss, which ruined it. And I thought they telegraphed the winners as well because they had Zoe and Shayna cut a promo with the champions before the match, yep. which Natty and Tegan walked in on. Mm. Like they got caught. Doesn't matter. Like they it's got the caught doing something there behind closed go. doors. There you go. Like Peter Andre spoke about many years ago. <laughs> behind closed doors. One of his underheralded hits, I'd say, Matthew. Worth it, worth it. What are some of his others? Uh, Mysterious Girl. Of course, yeah, thank you for that, yes. Insania. Of course. Uh, but Behind Closed Doors, I think it came out 0809 sort of time. Oh, oh, 0809. Great, great tune. <laughs> I remember being in high school for it. <laughs> Behind Closed Doors. In this year, I can't read gender for his title match. Good, they've remembered they exist. Fantastic, <laughs> wonder what happened to them. <laughs> Damien Priest enters midway through and thank, uh, thinks about cashing in, but Drew interrupts him and they brawl. Later, the referee ends up distracted, allowing Veer to hit Seth with the briefcase. Jinder hits the callus, but Seth kicks out and eventually wins with the stomp. The Don. The Don callus. It's the callus, isn't it? Anyway. Oh, that God, was, you're right. That was, <laughs> that was, Here's a word you haven't said before, Matthew. <laughs> that was the moment where they had me going when uh, one of the Indus oh, shared. Oh, shut up. Oh, they had oh, me. Oh, come going. on. That was a Kurt Angle kick out there, Matthew, from, Jin, uh, Seth, uh, from Seth Rollins. I do declare. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was all about the injury to Seth because it looked like it happened off the lion salt. He sort of landed on his knees on Jinder, then was sort of like, Meh. then like a minute later he did a pedigree landing on his knees, and again he was like, Meh. But that's just how Seth wrestles. Oh no, my knee hurts. Better go to the top rope, <laughs> idiot. Just slow down, Sethy Poo. It's fine because yeah. it is a, a potential. We're still not have like we're sat here on the Thursday after the Monday, mm. and we've still not had an update of what his WrestleMania is going to look like because it could be could be over, could be happening. We don't know what's happening. Um, I'm going with. I'm going to stake 
my bet on the fact that it's uh, it's all a worky work. Because they mentioned it on commentary. They the story of the match. They went, well, he's landed on his knee, and that does hurt. If you do that, I'm like, I oh, know, mate. I stubbed Ooh. my toe. I can't walk for an hour. But so. he was seen hobbling. I think Peter <laughs> Insider said he was hobbling. Seth Rollins seen selling. <laughs> Actually, that is a new story, exactly, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, just the fact he did the pedigree straight away afterwards. CW inside it stopped talking about how they need to cut down on this extreme violence. This <laughs> says the people were there at the ECW Reno 95 show. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm there like, come on, man. But I mean, if you want to believe it, and it goes into something fantastic. But at the same time, look, this was as good as it was going to be. It's fine. We got it. It was exciting. But it, come on, man. That class, I'll never oh, forget yeah. it though. Where I thought Seth was going to lose the title to Jinder in 2024. <laughs> Jinder hasn't done anything apart from, you know, get being up to the <sighs> rock. <laughs> so now we're both champion. That would be so funny. Uh, but yeah, my, my, my thoughts went straight to WrestleMania 32 when Rollins missed that one because of his knee as well. I thought that was like yeah. November time when he did the old oh, yeah, yeah. sunset it. bomb on Kane, wasn't it? But yeah, if you say it's a work, it does make sense of being a work. The fact that the match wasn't called off. I guess maybe, but I thought it's it felt like more real than work just because of the noise coming out in the press after the, the show. The noise he made we landed it, which was <laughs> <laughs> my knee. Uh, oh. NXT. Camilla <laughs> Hayes and Trick Willie beat Edris Anafe and Malik Blade to advance in a Dusty Classic in a lovely encounter. Fantastic! It got off to a wonderful start the show because they've done that thing that they used to do back in the day. Play a bit of player one theme, play a bit of player two theme. Booker T getting audibly pissed off. Ah, oh, damn it. I'm just trying to vibe, man. Because they kept cutting off Trick's theme. It was fantastic. Um, there was a drop kick from Williams that I thought Bob Holly would have been proud of. It was fantastic. We saw the best save since David Seaman in the FA Cup oh, semi-final yeah. at Old Trafford against Sheffield United with Trick uh, saving Malik Blade's life after that tope over the top rope. Yep. Um, the story's been laid out very blatantly, like bluntly by Vic, just saying Trick is outshining Mello in many ways. We're going to get a turn in the final. I think that was confirmed there. And then Malik did a Spanish fly DDT. That's what I've called it on Mello, which was unbelievable. And obviously Edris did the Edris elbow as well, which yeah. is what he does. It was a fantastic opening match. Edris elbow. That's his name. He's an actor, isn't there? Yeah. He's got, <laughs> yeah. he's got yes. a similar name. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's his name is Sean Connery. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is fantastic. I think we get one of these smashing tag matches on XT that gets cruelly ignored by most people. Because it's a joke, isn't it, Matthew? It oh, we prefer it when they all wear kick pads and we're moody. That's right. Oh, <laughs> for 15 minutes of no reaction from the crowd and then a the roll-up. Oh, yeah, the carrying cross NXT era was fantastic. Wasn't oh, it? it was so good. That's why they changed it immediately afterwards. On the edge of my seat all the time when he was stood there getting his pants right. pulled down by other men. On the edge of my seat reaching up for the, the remote. <laughs> but yeah, yeah lovely match here. It was very, very good. In a backstage interview, Fallon Henley says she thinks everyone enjoyed Tiffany's trip to the ranch last week. I didn't. Now she's concentrating on the number one contender, Battle Royal. That's tonight. Making hoarse noises at the very thought of you not enjoying that segment. Did you enjoy that, Matthew? <laughs> no. She's putting on her work boots and making it to the, the final four because they're doing like Brett in 97. It's going to be a Battle Royal and then the final four. We'll wrestle. It was a, an inspired booking decision, I thought, to do that in that, as we'll talk about later. But yeah, mm. Kelly Kincaid, I'd like to reiterate that's her name. Not whatever I called her last week, which was not that. Um, oh, I forgot what you called her last week. It was like Kelly Clancy or something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rancid Kelly Clancy. Kelly Clarkson was in the uh... <laughs> Because of you, I, something with a horse. Ah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, yeehaw, bitch. <laughs> 
Yeehaw, bitch is a great catchphrase from Fallon Henley. Now that's all I've got written down about that promo. The rest of it was paint by number stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you right Here's a <laughs> this is when Jack can do something. I'll just die in a corner. Now it's like all the focus on me. It is um, harder when there's just two of you in them and there's not like the, the regular, like all the time. Because I know Joel's here. Jack just momentarily like breaking it up, give us a rest period, just hit Jack going, hang on, lads. <laughs> just Incredibles name. <laughs> oh, no, lad, I just realized. He's watching this going mad at home now. <laughs> Good. He's just put he a should hole, have answered the phone. Hole in the wall because of you there. Bosh. When he punched that punches, table, <laughs> punches all like old boy. Okay, you Matthew. Uh, where we at? Lola Vice can't wait to battle Lyra Valkyria in tonight's tag match, and Elect Lopez is confident to win the battle royal. Lopez says this would make Lyra's next defense a triple threat against the pair of them, which Vice doesn't seem opposed to. Then Tayton Paxley interrupts from behind a door, but it's not it's from behind a well, it's in the it's like a blind, yeah, it? blinder. Thank you, and says she'll be the winner of the battle royal. And she won't even make Lyra defend her title. But that means that she waited that exact place behind there. I'm telling you, Matthew. That exact bit. <laughs> I'm telling you, Matthew. Tatum Paxley, I've said it before and I'll say it again, is a superhero. She knew that these two lasses were going to have that conversation and walk down that corridor and get to that point of the conversation when she could do that. Yeah. She can see the future. She has taken the crown yeah. from Apollo Crews in predicting the future. She's on the superheroine. She is. And it's fantastic. But oh, I, oh, I, I, Electra's a bit of a tit, isn't she? Believe in all that. She's like, oh, yeah, it'll definitely get made like a triple threat if I if I win and you've got your thing there. Lola's just going to whistle Wazzler. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought a lady who was involved with La Familia back in the day. Excuse me. That's what they're called, wasn't it? Was it what were they called? I've forgotten now. Santos and the boys. I don't think they had a name, did they? Oh, my God. Oh, did they? Los and Garbonables de NXT. <laughs> that was it. That was their name. I've gone blank completely. But yeah, the, the fact that she was involved in... If you can't think of what stable they're in, just say Bullet Club. You've probably got 50% <laughs> chance of being right. Bullet Club, Mexico. Uh, the fact that she was involved in the Mexican mob, essentially, you would you think she'd know better? Mm-hmm. Like, they make, they're used to treating people. Oh, whatever. No problem. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Legado del Ta- uh, Legado, Legado del, del Fantasma. Yeah, Thank you, Joel. No. What did Ross just say? Los and Gabba Nabla NXT. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Guys, <laughs> yeah. Pull a club NXT. Yeah. Shut up. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? How does that feel having a daddy say sorry, oh, sir? God. Yeah. Well, I, I hate that word. Won't be the first time. <laughs> I've been on more dad's laps than the TV guide. <laughs> <laughs> Obafemi Femi tells us not to be surprised to see him as North American champion. <laughs> Don't worry, Obafemi, we don't look at you that anymore after this oh, week. Because God. the prophecy was long foretold that he'd be the juggernaut dredged in gold. He talks about his background as a college athlete. And he wants to continue his dominance in NXT. He will crush the competition into dust because he's back by destiny. Now, before we get the little bit that comes after this, it was like, it just sounded cool what he was saying. He's new, he's exciting, he's big. And the fact that the crowd were going, Ooh. Ooh. He's got his own watch chant yeah. already. It's like, oh, this is so cool. People love him. Dragonly interrupts, and although he doesn't blame Ober for taking the chance last week, he wants a rematch tonight. Oh, Ober says he won't be issuing open challenges, so Lee wants to start match at Vengeance Day. Ober says Lee doesn't get the side anymore, but he may consider it. Oh, and you're like, oh, is he a heel? I guess he is, because he cashed in after a match and all that other stuff. But like, oh, I don't want him as a heel. No, he was the Superman babyface we've all been waiting for. It, we we yeah. should reference it, shouldn't we? He shared a thing on the gram this week. What did it say? Oh, it just basically was saying that 
what was it the kids who don't or who aren't religious should be beaten essentially i think is what he shared which is a I could only assume. And Valhalla shouldn't shave. Yeah, I could only assume he's been brought up in a very religious surrounding, so that would be the outlook he would have if he's twenty. Well, he's either twenty-two or twenty-five. We learned this week as well because his man was on Instagram saying he's twenty-five, and they were like, "No," and the rest, and he's twenty-two. So I guess it could be a bit of a kayfabe age, or it's an Oberfemi Martin situation because he was either twenty-one or twenty-eight when he signed for Newcastle. Um, So all the Oberfemis have that about them apparently as well. So yeah, it was. A topsy-turvy week for myself, the leader of the Oberfemi um, fan club. Obviously, he's saying he was so big and saying he's the guy who should beat Roman Reigns last week on the podcast. And now that, it's just a, that's why I put so much stock mm. in wrestlers' dogs. You can't, can you? Because the dogs will never let you down. Exactly. <laughs> or do anything controversial. Wait, hang on. Oberfemi's dog's just been on the ground this week. <laughs> <laughs> because I, he looked and he sounded the part in his nice jumper with his big bling on as well. And the, just the, the, the ooze were adding to what he was saying. It was... Not the most exhilarating promo, but he is brand new with the promos and what this is. Of course, for a, course, for a first it's one, NXT, it's the training ground. Yeah, right for there. the first one, it was very, very good, I thought. And it's the crowd going, ooh. Like, yeah. I hope they change this and go, oh, yeah, we made a mistake. Let's just go back. <laughs> like Bronson Reed going, daddy, oh, we'll just change it immediately. All right. Um, but yeah, Dragon. I was shocked to see Dragon Lee there. I just assumed that him losing the title last week would be the end of him in the next Right, but, yeah, me too. Um, oh, well. I thought he was fully smacked down now, but no, I like the fact that Oba was just like, nah. You're not having a title shot. That's you know that's Wesley's shtick and your shtick, not yeah. my shtick. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a weird week for fans of Uber Femi. Yeah. Just thought we had to reference that because there are going to be people going like, oh no, he's dead to us now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get used to wrestling. Yeah. Uh, in the locker room, various babyfaces congratulate Eddie Thorpe for winning the NXT Underground match. Trey Bearhill shows up and thanks Eddie for defending their culture. You'd have thought this would be a big moment, really, between the two Native Americans, but it, it was just like, oh, yeah, all right, all right. I'd like to explain it a bit more because we don't. Yeah, it wasn't given much time. We don't know or, or get that, do we? We we need yeah. to. And I also thought there'd be like some sort of I know I'm being very white here, but like some sort of cool <laughs> thing they did to go ah a, a, a meeting between the tribes, fantastic. They did the mention ceremony. their tribes, didn't but they? But it was right? just like ah oh, yeah, all right, pal. Yeah. Like oh ah oh, you're from the I forget what terminology yeah. you use, but you're from that one and I'm from this one. Oh sweet. Yeah. I was, ah, like, I was, I was a family. You know that that was it was like oh okay. <laughs> But I need, to, I need to say, though, Trey Bearhill has taken Oberfemi's mantle because he was eye-to-eye with Dijak. Trey Bearhill is so big. <laughs> he is so big. A hill made of bears. He's a hill made of bears, actual bears. But I guess that the story of them, like, if someone challenges your culture, you smack them in the face. Good. Yeah. I just want to know more about... Because it's not been... We've laughed. We, we can't say we haven't laughed at Eddie defending trees and whatnot. And I'm sure there's a very important reason why... He defends certain trees and why he doesn't. We're just being obtuse knackers, for a better word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> by in, a, laugh, in a word, yes. By laughing at him. But yeah, just the promo where they're together, explaining what, what their business is, I think is, is needed. Mm. Just for idiots like us. Yeah. We could just Google it, I guess. No. <laughs> Dajak interrupts and says that they might be part of their culture, but never taught them when to quit. He threatens to put Trey on the shelf. Well, if you put them on a shelf, it's going to break. Yeah, oh. unless it's Fallon Henley's top shelf, because that's thick. That's, right. that's thick. That's where they put the best liquor. That's yeah. right. And the big bears made of hills. Nope, hills made of bears. I've, yeah, don't be silly, <laughs> Ross. Backstage, Ilya Dragunov chats to the Trick Mellow gang. He apologizes to Trick for not being medically cleared for the title match. He makes the match for Veterans Day instead and leaves. Trick is excited, but Mellow points out that they'll potentially be competing in the Dusty Classic finals at the event. This is another segment where you've got 
trick Willie. Cool. We can never be like him because he's cool and we're sat here talking about him. Mellow. Cool. Same thing as trick. And then Elia comes in. They didn't let me fight! Eh, what to beat them with all the vigor of the dragons and the men and me! And I was like, tone it down, man. You're the NXT champion. You've got to, you stood there in a lovely suit and you open your mouth and that's the first thing that comes out. I'm like, you're not going to, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't, I can't do it. Give me trick. Yeah, you're right, mate. Like I said, it's, it's, it's only been noticeable when the Baron Corbin thing, he goes, when Baron Corbin's like, lol, you're poor. Yeah. Get effed. And, Bar- and then Ilya's like, I will hug you. <laughs> and I was like, what? The like, reason I fight is because I love the pain. <laughs> the pain of not being able to see my family. Give me a cuddle, you big bald freak. It's just... <laughs> Humanize the guy. And the crowd are like, oh, he's so relatable. <laughs> and it's, it's a, just like, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's sticking out more and more every week, you know. Yeah, it's a role that definitely works somewhere on the card, but not the champion. Not the big champion. It's yeah. not that guy. He's not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for headphone users at that point. Hopefully Joel <laughs> used what they call in the trade as the hard limiter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tatum Baxi shows up in Lyra-esque ring gear, the tag match against Vice and Lopez. She saves Lyra from a lower Vice spin kick, taking the move herself, but falling into an accidental pinfall on Lopez. Silly Billy. This was fantastic, because I was awake while NXT was happening, but I was trying to sleep, but I was looking at Twitter, and Lyra tweeted out, If somebody's seen me gear, I've had some stolen. Could you please let me... She tweeted like it was a real theft of her gear, and all of a sudden, Batwoman herself... Tate and Paxley rocks up wearing her gear. Oh, is that how you're supposed to watch wrestling? That's, oh, that's where it good. got stolen. She ah. got stolen in kayfabe, but I thought it was real. Um, Tate had once again proven she's some sort of superhero because it's on the scene at the right time, like Batwoman would do. Yes. Um, it was a classic Miz and Miss Down, Miz Dow situation yep. for large parts. Uh, there was a hell of a wheelbarrow slam thingy from Tatum onto Lola. I thought there was a nice finish as well with the creep like inadvertently benefiting the champion so the champion would warm to the creep. Um, but the creep will hopefully use the champion's trust against the champion down the line. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> What a freak I am. I've, oh. uh, but no, yeah, that's I, her. I'm, I'm really enjoying sort of Tatum and uh, Lyra's. It's not doing Lyra any favors, though. It's all about Tatum. That's good, though. Because like, <laughs> like, Lyra's hit a ceiling, I think. Just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, get someone else over. Yeah. There was a, did you see that tweet this week that was from Bomb. Tatum? Uh, sorry, Lyra's account from 2014. Not did say. It was like a picture of a young Roxanne Perez. In 2014, they're tweeting this, going like she's met uh, AJ Lee, uh, and it's like, ah, oh, this woman, oh, this, this kid looks like she's gonna cry. This that, and the other. now they're gonna face each other for the title. Mm. How's that for long-term storytelling? Right. They wouldn't even know each other existed back then. Surely, it's crazy when that happens. Direct, they were messaging back then on the old on the old boards. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan's there, Lyra Valkyria, <laughs> and, and a teenage Roxanne Perez. <laughs> no, not like some that. Impl- some implications there. Let's move on. No, just because Tony Khan's a, 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 a message board man, isn't he? He would have been talking yes. to them. He would have been on the same. Not in 2014, he wasn't. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Made a pig's ear of that. <laughs> Sometimes it's good just watching you like yeah, one of those little toys that like you do the the wind up thing and just see how far it can go. Yeah. Will Ross fall off the table? Yeah, yeah there he goes. Yeah, he fell there. Hey, chat. 
Stevie Turner, and various other members of the women's division that you may have forgotten about are warming up for the Battle Royal. Ariana Grace got a bad pageant queen. Beauty pageant queen, right? It was a fantastic beauty up there. She really did, yeah. yeah. Uh, preemptively declaring herself the winner, but everyone slowly leaves around her. Classic wrestling. She cleared the party like a bad smell. She talked that much. Everybody just walked away. It was fantastic. But yeah, obviously, sometimes at work, and you've had a couple of office jobs in your time, haven't you? Just oh, where you absolutely. sit there and just crack on with your work. Num- number of times during a day, you always feel the need to stand up and project what you're thinking at that moment of time, don't you? Like, Imagine being the number one contender, locker room, fellow locker room users. Right. The idea is <laughs> be, we'll be wrestling ourselves, but in disguise. <laughs> but it just it made sense for Miss NXT, as she likes to call herself, for, mm. to do that sort of promo. But for Stevie Turner, hey, chat, to stand up and go, imagine being the number one contender. Hmm, I do declare. Hark now here, the angels sing. What she cutting promos I have for? This is meant to be real life, this. <laughs> that doesn't happen in real life. Aiden upstairs and just suddenly stand up and go, I love corned beef. You're on a boat, it's all Discuss. they do. Discuss. Discuss the corned beef. I've seen Aiden Gimmers go, who's Sting? <laughs> Ridge Holland, in brackets, Joel's brother, hey. oh. beats Joe Coffey in a singles match. Gallus, because Joel is single. Uh, Gallus beat Ridge <laughs> afterwards. I got over Nobody there. comes to save... I'm trying to help you. Uh, nobody comes to save him because he has no friends. <laughs> Unlike Joel. Unlike hey, Joel, who yeah, has many friends. You. There we go. He's got, yeah, he's got a special friend called Rebecca Mason. Rebecca, oh, Rebecca. Billie Jean Mason. <laughs> Remember, I hope so. It was only an hour ago. Uh, 47... Uh, oh, I don't want um, But yeah, it was fantastic to hear Ridge's old theme again. You know, the one that starts like... <laughs> It's like club singer from Shooting Stars back in the day. You know what I mean? I miss that. Oh, it's a fantastic theme. I was too distracted because Booker, I know, like a, a broken a broken old, worn out, on DoorDash clock is sometimes <laughs> right twice a day. But Booker was right on going, because Big's trying to tell the story. Oh, Ridge, he accidentally injures people and stuff like this. And Booker's like, I think he meant to do it. And if not, he should just say that he did. Because it is the hurt business. That's yeah. what the game's about. And I'm like, yeah, well said, mate. And even when he said that and gave him, obviously, Booker T's seal of approval, I was still surprised when he beat Joe clean. I'm Easily like, as well. Yeah. That's the leader of Gallus. That's a real man. And he's beat him really easily. Um, but yeah, I thought Rich... Oh, my God, what a sentence I've written down here. Rich Holland looked like a young Brock Lesnar in there in the early going. I'm thinking 2002 Brock Lesnar fighting the likes of Jeff Hardy. Mm. That sort of Brock Lesnar. Off topic, but kind of on topic. Me and Tom obviously watched the... O2 SmackDown, so that's what we're at, the one after Mania. So it's when Brock shows up the first time. I forgot that on SmackDown, he gives an F5 to Hurricane and just clotheslines the hell out of Molly Holly. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> bloody hell. Because <laughs> I remember the Raw debut where I was yeah. no women were present. I think Al Snow was there and Spike getting the power bombs right. and whatnot. Yeah. And then I remember the feud after the bit where you're at, where we're building the Judgment Day 2002, I think. And it's the, the one where... Him, I think it's Backlash first, then Judgment yeah. Day, or the other way around. It's about the Hardys, isn't it? And then, and then Heyman goes through Lita's say, bag yeah. and just goes, "Ooh, panties!" <laughs> Starts like fondling them, <laughs> and he's like, Matt and Jeff, are like, "Why, you scoundrel!" And then Brock batters the pair of them. Yeah, <laughs> those are our panties now. Wrestling back in the day. So eh? they're gonna do this next yeah. week. Next week on NXT, Ridge is gonna find the the suitcase of Lyra Valkyria and lift out her underwear and go, oh, this is lovely. 
I hate my job sometimes. What a sentence Why? that was to say. I don't know. <laughs> just to not make well, it. Who else is hiring you to say this? Just to make it like Brock Lesnar. You up in an office and said that. <laughs> Just to make like Brock Lesnar in 2002. That's yeah. Uh, uh, creep, yeah. creep, 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 creep. creep. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, at this time again, I was on Twitter because I just couldn't sleep on Tuesday night into Wednesday. That sounds like a horrible way of getting to sleep, by the way, being on Twitter. I just get frustrated. I'm like, oh, I'll have a five minute browser Twitter. And then, Let's give my brain some anxiety. Uh-oh. Yeah. But I was at the game, and when Ridge was getting his ass beat, and no one came out to help, and Pete Dunn shared his like shrugging gift. Like, uh, so they're 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 officially I don't know. they're officially dead. The brawling brutes are. Oh no! Yeah, what a shame. Not really. The hell was that? Was, was that an elephant? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? It was a really loud chair. I think. <laughs> it's a bathroom door. Oh, that's it. The bathroom door it sounds like something from a medieval dungeon. Yeah, it's like a. I'm just gonna go to the toilet. <laughs> Clunk, click. How do you describe that door? It folds in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. What's that kind of door called, Joe? Mm, I don't know. DDP yoga door. <laughs> Man of doors, Joel. That's what they call me. He's Mr. <laughs> Mr. News this week, he said. What's his, his new name? His new gimmick in the office is Mr. News. I am Mr. News. Mr. News? Owen wasn't in, so I am now Mr. News. I came downstairs with I came down here with the cards after shooting a news video because to uh-huh. handle an editor. And Joel went news, 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 and then turned away <laughs> and continued saying news, 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 news. <laughs> Why was he doing that? Because I was Mr. ready, news. I was gagging for it. <laughs> And he's still a better promo than Ilya. I opened the door and he said, news, 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 news. And I was like, there you go, Joel. And he turned around saying, news, 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 news. That was the end. I was like, It was a bit weird because no one else was listening as well. Oh, that that word a day toilet paper I got you for Christmas worked splendidly. Fantastic. <laughs> so yes, Rich Holland's just like Brock Lesnar from 2002. Without Paul Heyman in the panties. Ah, that's what he's missing. Paul Heyman in the panties. There's an image. Now you're enjoying that. We see NXT anonymous footage of JC Jane praising the women of Chase U for their help so far. Carmen Petrovic has also agreed to help out. Isn't that nice? After everyone else leaves, however, JC asks one particular student, Jasmine, to go for a drink with her. Okay. Matthew. Ross. I really struggled through this. Because <laughs> it really sounds Ross like... Ross echoing the thoughts of many people watching NXT. I, uh, I, it really sounds like they're speaking about a particular thing. Because... Carmen Petrovich helped them out with all of this. I believe yeah. she's the fighter with the sticks or the swords. I forget which one. Well, neither we're here in this segment. But they're all getting complimented on their jobs. This looks great. That looks great. Uh, JC Jane's going to be in touch with them. She then compliments Jasmine, as you say, and asks for a number. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They're either... I'd like to think they're planning some sort of heist still and they've been doing some sort of, I don't know... Some sort of, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of a GTA mission where you have to do something that involves pictures, maybe just, you know, taking pictures of the vents mm. in, a, in a place to rob something, maybe like the, the university to do an insurance job. That's what my my PG thought is. But then it just sounds like they're talking about dirty snaps. It yes. does. It just, it sounds like they're talking about raising funds by going on the OnlyFans for Chase U. And That's what I got from this. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I had to pad Look that out. my seal of approval there. Don't worry, I give it to you, Ross. I had to pad that out just to make me not sound like a creep, a yeah. dirty old man watching NXT. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Shawn Michaels. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad you agreed because I hope it's a heist and then we're doing it because I've was, I was, been doing a GTA 5 again. What if they steal? It's like, we found this big wad of cash. Oh, where'd you get it from? I can't remember. And then on Raw, JB and Priest are going, where's my shirt money? <laughs> That JD must have taken it. Oh, you'd love it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, all the world's becoming one. Give me back my money. (laughs) Did you hide it in your head? (laughs) 
But I just sound like JC Jane is, is going to get all the lasses on, on the OnlyFans. Mm. How many OnlyFans are you subscribed to, Joel? <laughs> Zero. Same. Yeah. You haven't been subscribed to anybody on it? I've been tempted to, but then I'm there like... <laughs> some of them like I follow anyway on twi the Twitter machine. Uh, I can't stop calling it that, right? On X. But I'm like, they're like, are they going to tweet that? I've... The type of people I'm like, thanks, Matthew, for subscribing. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm embarrassed, but I like, you know, there is a bit of the... That's right. <laughs> the illicit nature of, yes, I'm giving you money for this. <laughs> if you tell everybody, it loses some of the allure, you know? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I support that type of work, <laughs> but, you know. You want I, to have him, yeah. I am, of course, of course, talking about, like, beautiful landscapes and pictures of trees and things. <laughs> In the locker room, Kalani Jordan says she's sick of being patient, and I swear to God, I read that as being pregnant. But she's going to win the battle royal. Brindley Reese is doing a handstand. That's Brindley! Here, <laughs> right, because I've written down that spirit squad lady was a twat, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Wilfred Brimley is doing a handstand nearby <laughs> to get rid of the diabetes and is excited for both of their chances. And then they just walk. It's so unnatural, these segments. Yeah, just the way that, um, oh, who was it? It was Clowney John talking to herself at the start, like, oh, I really, I really are. Who does that? And oh, there'll be someone watching who just talks to themselves like that. I'd like to have moved to a new place, been there for a, nearly, well, yeah, over a month now. But yeah, God, the amount of talking to myself. I think. <laughs> yeah, actually. But I'm there, like, I'm telling myself, it's okay. It's because you're by yourself. <laughs> and as I'm the real, like, oh, I'm going to the kitchen now and make myself some of the drink. Like, no, it happened. The I, I, monologue, yeah. I Other people say it's the same. Well. But I'm still there. Then I get away. I'm telling myself, bollocks. The only time I talk to myself is when I'm playing FIFA <laughs> and I pretend I'm the manager in a press conference. <laughs> 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 That's the only time. <laughs> Why are you laughing at? That's not that bad. I think that's worse. <laughs> so you do, you do this. I'm, play, I'm not. You do the press conference at the end of the game. Sometimes I normally skip them, but I'm just sitting there playing the match itself. I'm just looking how the game's going. And I'm sort of pretending I'm in the post-match press conference. Well, we've made a great start today. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's adorable. But I, that's. My bloody hell, I gave us a warning when you dropped a bomb like that. But I, I've, I've never taught myself just like, oh, I'll go to the kitchen and make myself a sandwich. I've never done that sort of talk to myself, just when I'm playing FIFA. <laughs> He's I'm gone. A, I'm a freak like you, it's a full recline. <laughs> a full recline on the podcast. <laughs> He's gone horizontal. <laughs> the twaddle recliner must oh. be the blind of Matthew. Oh, God. <laughs> But I, Kalani Jones, a weirdo who talks to herself. I love you, Ross. <laughs> I said that, yeah. <laughs> oh. But Brindley, I didn't realise that was big. Brinfit. Do you want to get Brinfit? I think I am after that. <laughs> Proper Thea Hale oh, vibes from Brin. Jesus. She cartwheeled out the segment, Matthew. <laughs> That's how she left. <laughs> Whee! I'm going to do that right now. What a tosser. <laughs> 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 Oh, this was the highlight of the show, this. Rancid Kelly Clancy. There she is. To give her a proper name, Kelly Kincaid, I think her name is. No, it says Rancid Kelly Clancy. I'll go by Jack. He's not sick. Interviews Baron Corbin, but Ron Bray interrupts, claiming that Baron told him the wrong time. Oh, they argue about who was responsible for their win last week. Bron suggests a new team name, The Wolf Dogs. He says he came up with it in the shower. Which freaks Corbin out. Whoa, you're thinking about me in the shower? 
They ask Kelly who the bigger a-hole is. I know, that's Jack. And she says both. They agree. Baron wants a better team name. Bronze suggests the Wild Boas. <laughs> Boas. Boa. He's put Boa here, like B-O-A-S. I thought it was Boas. B-O-A-R-S. I think it was Boas as well. Thank you. And Car- uh, Corbin tells him he should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> oh, those wacky a-holes. <laughs> it's a classic segment. I was very much enjoying it. I didn't think these two would have this relationship, but it's working for me. Oh. And also, I'm just waiting for the them not to come up with a name and just for the ring announcer to go, and coming to the ring, the arseholes. But they'll have to say a-holes, yeah, won't Mr. They? Anderson. Mr. A-hole. I, uh, it's, it's funny, this, because uh, I know these one set up with my mates where they're both, like, two miserable people. <laughs> and you're like, oh, near crack with these two. Like, and they end up, like, getting a relationship. And you're like, did you just bond over being <laughs> like, like this? You I ever, was like, oh. You ever watch Celebrity Gogglebox? No. With the cinnamon from uh, the chase and his husband, that's you've just described those oh, two. Really? They have oh. such a miserable time <laughs> on the sofa. It's just the cinnamon from the chase going like, "Well, that's not right," and then <laughs> his husband's like, "Well, you should just watch it and enjoy it." Like you know, he's like, "No, no, no I can't do that." And that's the end. That's all, <laughs> they, that's all they show. Clearly, a wrestling fun. Seems like such a joyless yeah. thing they've got going so anyway. This is good. It's, it's very forced, but then remember, I'm watching NXT, uh, but it's fine. The crowd seem to be re- reacting, and it's. I liked their match last week. So. Classic. This is like American Pie. You think about me in the shower? Don't do that. <laughs> really good. Uh, they should have doubled down. I think about you all the time. <laughs> I love you, Baron. <laughs> Let me get some of your hair. I'll hug you tighter than Ilya. <laughs> the Ilya. <laughs> The LWO beat Delightful Hudson and Riley Osborne of Chase U to advance in the Dusty Classic. Wow, they absolutely sweep them. Yeah, they did. It's a game we're watching stuff like the assisted split, split-legged moonsault off the top rope from Joaquin, I think it was. The Tope DDT on the oh. floor. There's 450s. There's yeah, all sorts yeah. going on from the LWO. Why did they get to do this on NXT but not do it on SmackDown? There'd be so much more popular on SmackDown if they got to do it. It's bizarre. They're not um, kissing their cousins enough, clearly. Clearly. Uh, shag each other. And get your cousins, bend them over. Oh my god! <laughs> Delightful Hudson um, again. Really disgusted by the. Loss. I know I've gone too Completely. far. Completely. When Daddy incarnate in the corner is going. Oh my god! What are you saying? <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Max? It's like the mean gene. Whoa! I can't believe that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Delightful. Um, Hudson, I got the name wrong. I'm completely talking complete rubbish there. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Um, Andre Chase completely still messed up. Tears mm. is, is squiff. Nah, you know what? I'm I'm brought a bit of energy there. I'm just making up words because I'm still recovering from what you just said. I'll he's a bit messy. I'll, I'll he up, looked messy, and he's like, ah, he's telling the story. Yeah, he's a mess. I'm telling. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a statement that might, I might regret, oh. but I fully believe it to be true. JC Jane is a cancer to the university, and the sooner she's gone, the quicker things get back to normal. Because the fact that it was her call for Riley, that little. Kayfabe virgin. Oh, I can do a flipping smile. Oh, give over. Mr. Chase beat Carmelo Hayes while wearing slacks. I don't see Riley Osborne doing that with his little flips and his little square head. Pathetic. The fact that she made Riley get in that match instead of Mr. Chase, they deserve to lose that. And the quicker she gets this insurance job done via heist and or OnlyFans and she gets out the uni, the better. I'm sick of her. It's all gone wrong since she came around. Here, here. There you go. Got Joel back on side by not being <laughs> dirty. That's the bit you need. To, that's the bit you need to submit to 
the Academy when the <laughs> next Golden Globes come up. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, just wipe my nose on the microphone that oh, have you? thousands of people have <laughs> spoken to. No wonder Jack gets sick. He kisses every week. The Riz is nervous ahead of the Battle Royal. Tony D and Stax remind her that the Riz always takes care of Biz, and she brings up the bridge. You know, the, the bridge of death. Yeah, the killing bridge. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff in here. She's got a left hand like Iron Mike. Susie was snoozing. She sparked out loads of people, including the, the Carlucci sisters. I like this segment because Tony was wearing a T-shirt with Captain Goodfellas on it. I don't know what he's called. <laughs> Captain <laughs> the Good- guy with what? a little stash and a big chin of the Goodfellas. Is it Goodfellas or a different film? Little stash and the big chin. Old Which... fella, he's got the receder, he's got the little stash. <laughs> There's lots of people that describe this, but like, what? Is this that an actor of the Jones, film? Jones, you might go to... Go- I need help. Robert De Niro? No, it's not Robert De Niro. Ray Liotta? Ro- not Ray Liotta. Joe Pesci? Not Joe Pesci. Okay, he's not good for us then. Like, Is it a different film? Is it Casino? Pacino? Is it Casino, the film? You know the guy... Harvey Keitel? Oh, Marlon Brando. Is it Marlon Go- Brando? From The Godfather. Get Marlon oh, Brando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was him. Does he yeah. have a little stash and receiver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you'll see him in two seconds. My God, yeah. I can't type one out. Marlon Brandy. <laughs> Marlon yeah. Brandy. I love Joel's ability to search. There's a picture where Godfather. You... Put The Godfather Is in. It it's a famous film he was in. <laughs> Ask your dad. Oh, wait, you are him. Yeah, that, yeah like, uh, Tony had that picture on yeah. his T-shirt there. It's an iconic thing. yeah. Well, see, to some people, al- alpha males love him, <laughs> which Marlon Brando hated. He's like, no, it wasn't the point of the role. But anyway, yeah, you yeah. spaffed on my family. <laughs> what? Is, what was go back there, Joel? Sorry, Marlon Brando was as dead as could be. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, he is, but was as dead as could be. How Marlon Brando beat the odds and became the Godfather? Oh, right, his career must have been dead before he took that role, was it? Yes, they didn't bring him back to life like we're going to burn him. <laughs> Look, Marlon Brando's name's on this contract. He's going to be in the film, all right? Is that a fake? Go on that black and white one where a man's putting something in his mouth? Up. There you go, that one. No, because he had... Um, yeah, he landed the Godfather over some shoe polish and Kleenex. Yeah, he had uh, something... I believe it was Kleenex or tissues like in his mouth. Yeah. yeah, that's... All right. Yeah. Well, fair play. Commitment to the role. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 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 but I was just, I was yeah. sad that Tony wore that t shirt because it was too on the nose. You know, would have known about that Jack on film. He would have known about it, yeah. We oh. have a response from Jack, by the way. Oh. Sh- shut up, the lot of you, is that what it says? <laughs> no, no, go on. Because I asked what he meant by lock up your bottoms, it's Rhea Ripley. Yeah. He has responded, it was a cunning double entendre. Lock up your bottoms, oh. as in folk with submissive sexual preferences. Oh. Because she's a big, strong goth lady. But also, bottoms means bums as well, doesn't it? That's actually really good from Jack. Well done, ah, mate. Kinky. Lock up your bottoms. Yeah. Uh, uh. Locktober, I believe it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I saw from Marlon Brando to asses, <laughs> And now to come. <laughs> this was brilliant. Oh, God, this was an accident. And by the way, Brian Alvarez claiming he's the biggest come Tuesday. In fact, he claimed he's the biggest Von Wagner fan in the world. What a load of pish. What, Brian's now saying you liked him? Brian Alvarez's Twitter. I got mentioned it a few days ago. Did you? Not by Brian, but by people going, no, it's it's Ross and Cultaholic. It's a disgusting... Alvarez. (laughs) 
You should tell you to watch this show because he'd hate it and he'd yeah. probably block me for all the bad impressions I'd be doing about him. Imagine having fun while talking about wrestling. Um, but yeah, it'll be on Wednesday night, Wednesday sort of time. Yeah, wait, what did Brian know about fun? Just before Dynamite. It's disgusting. I hate fun, Dave. Anyway. Come oh, yeah, Tuesday. Go, go, go. Pretty sure I'm the biggest Von Wagner fan on earth. Oh, and then Jack the Jobber with the, are you sure about that? Cena gif. Get him. Mm. Get him. Which makes him look like, because it's white, he's not done a transparent version, so instead Cena is coming through the cum to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Peeling back the cum. That's right. I'm in a big pile of cum. I'm, <laughs> I'm in disguise. So, yeah, I, I assume our podcast does bigger numbers than Brian's. So, yeah. Uh, I mean... Bollocks to that's, you. Let's not say things we can't prove and look foolish, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, now he likes... On, what's then, it called? Figure 4 Online on don't, YouTube? Don't, I don't think we'll win this. Figure... Figure 4 Online has been around since the dial-up days. Yeah, but I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to quickly have a look. And they don't talk about stuff like, you know, Bert Kreischer's downfall. <laughs> <laughs> they actually talk about wrestling on the podcast. What's, what's Big Brian's called? I'm trying to look for... Uh, uh, what's rest, Big Brian's wrestling Observer, wrestling Observer Live. Is that his? Y yes. 1.9K. We wiped the floor with them. Oh, uh -uh. you to see it five days ago. <laughs> what we took some of these episodes get. get I love six, the fact that you figures, Matthew. went. What's the name of the podcast? Like, <laughs> been around for literally decades. I know. I listened to most it's of them. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's Ross why on wrestling. <laughs> that's why I was confident in saying we do more. Feet. Oh, all right. Thank God you came prepared there. You haven't worried like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm but surprised I mean, at that actually. They, we are the innovators that come. This is where Terry Spunk was born. No one can take that away from me. Exactly. <laughs> the next commentary link is brought to us by Joe Gacy. No, you can't skip past the cum segment. <laughs> no, it's, it, I'm reading Jack's notes. He's done them out of order, like oh, in right. Pulp Fiction. We see footage from last week of Von Wagner and Robert Stone talking in the locker room. Stone asks Von, what is New Year's revolution? <laughs> it's I don't it's have any. Revolution. Resolution, man. <laughs> is, but much like Gigi Dolan, Von doesn't do them. What did he say? I don't have them. That's all he said. Thank you. That's all he said. Now I'm Dar and Oramensha enter the room and Von puts an athletic cup in Dar's heritage cup. This is because... And Dar goes, oh, no. <laughs> I knew. Uh, Dar walks in and said, oh, I've got a cup there. And then comes like, I've got a cup too. And he whaps it out and chucks it in there. It's highbrow quality comedy. As in his brow is too high. Stop. He's got a medical condition. That means he's got a massive disproportionate head. Leave him alone, oh, you bully. I won't say that then. It's yeah. on Jack's notes. It's all right. He's not here. He can take the blame. <laughs> Shocking that, Jack. He wants a shot at the trophy, but Dar says the rules would confuse him. Von successfully multiplies six by three. It's 18. Come can do maths, which I didn't think was possible, but yeah. he's done it. Well done. Dar gets frustrated trying to explain the rules to Von and leaves, but it's revealed that he was just playing dumb. He got an A in algebra. He did say that. I got an A for algebra. He's Captain Algebra. It's He wants gold this year. He's going to start with the Heritage Cup. He's going to go up from there while wearing a cup. It's brilliant. Come Tuesdays on the, on the move. Vaughn wants to win gold in 2024, and Stone is excited to hear it. Yippee. Yippee-i-a, mother bleepers indeed. I don't know what else to say yes. there. I was just rattled by Alvarez. That was good. Day. Yeah, I could tell. Man. Disgusting. We are the innovators of... Terry? Yeah, Heisenberg, Heisenberg say my name. <laughs> Come Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> Next Country Links is brought to us by Joe Gacy, who can't wait for tonight's main event. Booker T likes, it looks like you might actually kill him. He sounded, to be fair to Joe, he sounded a bit like Todd Grisham, if you close your eyes. Um, but it is the continuation of the worst gimmick I've seen in wrestling since 
maybe Retribution. Is that the, the last Ooh. the last big whopper? The Nightmare Collective. It's it. They all merged together that that time. That yeah, Nightmare Collective. But like that Roman Reigns dog food feud. Yeah, Dog Ziggler, Shorty G. Oh, Shorty G. Um. Just the existence uh, of the the last last few weeks of Uncle Howdy, I guess. Oh but yeah, we like to bring that up, obviously. But oh. yeah, but uh, this is I don't know what the end goal is. I mean, we've got a little inkling that maybe he's going to move away from that. The end of the next thing you're going to talk about, but what it's been so far. What how if if a punter walked up to you in the street and said, Matthew, what's Joe Gacy's gimmick? What would you say? How dare you speak to me? <laughs> uh, Stop dodging the wacky, question. Wacky. <laughs> wacky Joe Gacy. You don't know what he's going to do next. Will he commit suicide? No. Will he do wrestling That's commentary? something that happened on the, the thing, by the way. Yeah, he, tra- he t- threatened to jump off the top of the PC. That was the first week, wasn't it? Yes. And since then, he's been under the ring. Now been on commentary. He's been in the crowd. <sighs> he's been... A, he's. <laughs> what was he doing? Was he in... Oh, he had a cup of Joe with Joe coffee. And then he was on a... Was it a forklift? Yeah, he's on a forklift. Yeah, yeah. his license. Shocking that. Uh, that's, that's, it, this is this is the sort of stuff that gives NXT a bad name. Our truth done wrong. Yeah. Our false. Our false. <laughs> Joe Gacy remains on commentary, sadly, for Dijak versus Bill Hare. You dumb individual. <laughs> Bear Hill. Wow, it's our time, man. Look, Come I'm on, running, Matthew, on, running on steam. You know, one of my Jeremy Clarkson drove that car. That's because like you're evaporating in your many layers. Take yeah. a few off, you'll be fine. No, no. <laughs> one more clothing. You know, one of Jeremy Clarkson had that. He drove the car that zero petrol in to see how far he can get. Yeah, yeah. The, the Volkswagen. That's right. right. Yeah. Dijak wins, but Gacy attacks him after the bell. They brought the back while Lexus King <laughs> comes out. What a meeting of the minds this is. Comes out the crowd to beat down Trey in the ring because obviously the tournament and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Because Lexus wiped out Trey, didn't he, from competing in the tournament. But Trey, during his entrance, made me ruffle, I think the kids call it. I was rolling on the floor laughing. Because he sounds like he's being scalded with boiling water all the way down. Watch his entrance back. That's what he does. You hate headphone listeners, don't you? No, I moved back from the mic. That should be fine. It's not as if I was right near the microphone doing... I'm not going to do it, don't worry. But he was just making those noises. It was fantastic. Mm. He also runs the ropes like a ballerina. Do you notice when he pirouettes and turns backwards? I it's didn't a, notice that. It's like early Don Mysterio did the same thing. Oh. He doesn't do it now that he's a dick, but he does this little pirouette thing. It's beautiful on the eyes. Uh, there was a lovely test boot from Dijak, and after the bell, Gacy then gets involved with Dijak, so hopefully that's the end of Gacy being our false, and hopefully he becomes... And <laughs> <laughs> my head, I go, wait for it, wait for it. Joe Gacy. Thank you. Hopefully he becomes him once again. Yeah. It was it was fine. It was Trey was mesmerizing though. He's a big boy. He's so big. Not quite as big as Oberfemi, but the way he moved around that ring was beautiful. A true artiste at work. Called Trey Bearhill. <laughs> Picasso. <laughs> Rembrandt. Bearhill. Sorry. <sighs> You're so beautiful. Do you want five minutes? Josh Briggs. I'm just letting that settle. It's going to give it time. There. Josh Briggs is watching back his previous match. He's greeted by JBL. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were this week. And asks him for advice. JBL says Briggs has all the talent in the world, but he needs to look inside and discover who he really is. This is terrifying. He mentions going from being Bradshaw to JBL and wants Briggs to show WE who he really is. So, what gimmick? 
will JB rock up with next week or a couple of weeks' time? Because it's going to be very, very different from bar-going cowboy, yeah. rootin' tootin', I'll wear brown boots because I work on a farm. Uh, furry. Do you reckon he'll become a businessman? Nah, furry. A furry? A full-blown furry. They know how popular it is on this on this podcast that we do. Well, there's only which one. Which you've proven is bigger than Brian Alvarez's. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one that exists. It's just the wolf, isn't it? That's what we've proven in terms of furries. I know. <laughs> Other fairies do exist, but in terms of people who are involved... Doing that one dodgy quiz online proves there is only wolves, yes. That, you, did you, did Not you do this again. Yeah, I was a wolf. He was a wolf as well, yeah. I know, because it was a crap... Anyway, anyway. Four I people did We're wolves. digressing. We are digressing. So, but yes, I think you'll be a big furry. I'm going oh, it, 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 it really is. It's either very, very exciting or very, very scary. I can't work out which the one. NXT difference. Because JB is good. He proved that in the Iron Survivor. Yeah. But he does need a different gimmick other than guy with long jeans on. Yeah, potentially, yeah. But it depends what that gimmick is. We've just been speaking about Joe Gacy and what they've done to him. They've massacred the boy from day one. <laughs> to, to use a quote from your favourite actor, Marlon... Sorry, Joe's favourite actor, Marlon Brandy. Um, <laughs> Look what they did to my boy. Look how they massacred... Anyway. Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> Marlon Brando is the Irish godfather. <laughs> We see a vignette from the No Quarter Catch crew. Catch claws. They reveal that there's a catch claws in each of their contracts, allowing them to decide which member takes part in each of their matches. It's, oh. it's, it's the BCC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in so many words, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. Um, I hope they somehow differentiate. I know the BCC don't have their own catch claws, uh, so to speak, but I hope they do more to differentiate themselves because it is just like... William Regal was in A-Dub. He's gone back to NXT to work with his boy, and now his boy has what he was doing in, in A-Dub. That's funny, that, no? Yeah, that's what it looks like from the outside. Like, like I was in the Blackpool <laughs> during the, the 70s and 80s. You make a kill, quack! You make, make a killing on the pier. Doing strongman contests. <laughs> that's, that, that's great, Mr. Regal, but I asked you how your day was. <laughs> uh, backstage trick apologizes to Mello for accepting Ilya's offer for a match at Benyon's Day, but he has a solution. If they reach the Dusty Classic final, he'll just win both matches in one night. He's so naive. As the Cooks said back in the mid-noughties, you're so naive, yes, so. Joel? Cooks, yeah. Yeah, he knows. Do you know? No, actually. You don't know the Cooks? She moves in her own way. What? Uh oh <laughs> Oh, what? oh yeah, do, yeah. do, 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 do. That's another one of theirs. Whoa. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They were kooky. Uh, <laughs> they were pricks, weren't they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know were they? The guy, the Simon Amstel look like he was a bit of a dick, wasn't he? What, because he looked like Simon Amstel? I don't know. <laughs> Just making stuff up now. Yeah. Uh, Drake yeah. is excited to become the first superstar that simultaneously holds the NXT singles and tag titles. A light bulb appears above Mello's head. Whoa, whoa. It's interesting which match comes first on the night. You would assume it would be the tag team finals, then the world title. The world title. Yeah. The world's title, NXT Championship. But it feels like he's playing into Mellow's hands and Mellow will somehow come out maybe. Imagine if Mellow takes the shot somehow and Trick's left with egg on his face. Yeah. Mm. It'll make for a decent pay-per-view match. Like, you know, or maybe the WrestleMania one's where yeah. Trick. Yeah, it writes itself. It, it, it doesn't. Someone has to do that. <laughs> Before the Women's Battle Royal begins, the announced team inform us that Cora Jade will be out for close to a year after getting injured on a house show. They claim her opponent was the debuting Ren Sinclair, although in reality it was Lyra. Rustin's fake. 
Uh, various things happen in the Women's Battle Royal. Here are just some of them. Feel free to interrupt at any time because there's a lot of notes here. Uh, Adriana Rizzo and OTM's Jada Parker instantly target each other, but both get eliminated early. They did it in a really silly way as well because they stood on the apron for ages after being put over the top rope. It's an over-the-top rope battle royal, ladies. Come on, get back in there! Yeah. <laughs> Guy Jordan does an escape spot, landing on the announce table and managing to get back to the ring steps. Big compares it to <coughs> Kofi Kingston, whom he calls one of Booker's favorite wrestlers, Booker denies it. He still hates the New Day. <laughs> I've won more tag team titles. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't, Booker. <laughs> Made him sound like Kane. <laughs> Booker T, I will set myself on fire. <laughs> I won one. Say, why does this do the exact same thing Ross has done? Lola Vice eliminates her ally Electra Lopez, but is then thrown out by Tatum Paxley as she celebrates. Vice and Lopez brought the back. Lola's a bit of a tit for doing that. Use Electra till you've won the title. Surely, Lola, what are you doing doing the turn too soon? There's no friends in the, the Battle Royals there. Oh, no, there's not, Matthew. It is every woman for herself. Yeah. <laughs> Blair Davenport is a sore loser after being eliminated by Petrovic, knocking Carmen out with a big knee. Ariana Grace is struggling to get elimination, so she throws out the unconscious Petrovic and celebrates before being eliminated immediately herself by Thea Hale. Booker in commentary... For whatever reason, when referring to Blair Davenport, said, never has so much been so... Oh, I'm messing up. So little... I'm completely pushing the World War II quote. Uh, never has so much been owed by so many to so few. And I was in reference to Blair Davenport. Why? I have no idea, have no idea why you're going to bring it up. <laughs> I'm Googling famous British quotes. I've mangled completely, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've written down here, Trevor Sinclair did well at the end. Was there someone with the surname Sinclair? Sinclair. Trevor Sinclair. I've... Ren Sinclair. Was... Ren Sinclair. Yeah. Trevor Sinclair. That makes more sense, Ross. Yeah, Ren Sinclair. Trevor Sinclair. I've written down then. <laughs> Trevor Sinclair. Friends well... of Rancid, Kelly Clancid. <laughs> Trevor Sinclair did do well at the end of the match when she replaced, obviously, Cora. Never heard of her, but I thought she played her role well. Yeah. Um, the other thing I missed from the non-fatal four-way bit was uh, Tatum Paxley's elimination. I think I'm besotted. I think that's the word with Tatum Paxley. Uh, the obviously the, the the better half of um, I know you said no way Jose there. Big body Javi. <laughs> very similar style. Remember yeah. big body Javi from NXT yeah. back in the day? Yeah, is he still around? Though? He is. Yeah, but he's not been used for a while. Oh no. Uh, but anyway, Tatum's elimination by Lash Legend was class because she was Tatum was in the midst of jumping back in the ring yep. over the top rope and Lash tested her with a big boot out. It was fantastic. Uh, but the fatal four way bit was a thrill ride. Uh, but in the end, I can't believe we're going back to Roxanne. Roxanne, right? Even though we had, uh, I guess the other lasses involved in the finish weren't exactly like built up to be a title contender. Th that's it. No one is. I mean, that's why we probably did the battle royal. Man, people, here's the, the division as it is. We get a final four of Roxanne Perez, Fallon Henley, Kiana James, and Kalani Jordan. Jordan almost wins the moonsault on Kiana, but Izzy Dame pulls her out the safety from the outside. She's massive as well. It is what it is. Perez hits pop rocks on Kalani to become the new number <coughs> one contender. Lyra arrives for a stare down to end the show. And then that tweet got resurfaced from 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Long-term storytelling without even knowing about it. That's wrestling. But it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I think that turning it into a four-way at the end, as I said, made it a better thing than it would have been than just being a normal battle royal. Yeah. A decent way into the show, but I'm not at all... It's just me. I'm just not at all invested in Roxanne versus Lyra. For me, they are the same lady in different bodies. <laughs> yeah. They're fantastic wrestlers, but really bland characters. 
I'm excited for Tatum to get in there. Hop the Tatum. Aye. Or, or even Fallon. Yeah, Fall, yeah, yeah. She was coming in hot after the stables last That's what week, I mean. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, they've done that. They get a bit of a push. No, all right, sold you then. Yeah. Oh, they've done a bit of an AW, haven't they? Booking strong one week, not followed up on the next. Yeah. But I guess it's also, in fairness, it's a hard time to be pushing people because it's like, who's going? Like, this is Rumble season, right? So, you know, someone's going to be, be appearing. So I think they're like, look, we'll just place our, hedge our bets. All right, Tiff, t- Tiffy's done. NXT, I reckon. I reckon that was way right or off, yeah. yeah. Royal Rumble debut followed by a move to SmackDown. I'll put a fiver on it now. Ooh. That's probably going to be bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't I'll let you off. But CM Punk's going to be gone in six months. Whoever break, please. For yeah, you can Jesus. <laughs> just before we get going with AEW, there's been huge developments on a website I don't go on too regularly these days. But I thought I'd have a look. X.com. Bex Rebecca is now followed. Followed (laughs) by Joel Holland. Oh, no. I've just seen that Joel not only liked the tweet. That's what got my attention (laughs) to Bex's initial tweet from last Friday, I think it was. But now Joel has followed Rebecca. More on this story as we get it. It felt rude not to follow her. (laughs) Joel's followed her on the Twitter. On the Twitter. It's the start of something beautiful. <laughs> when does this start becoming too weird? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it already is. After the first kid. AW <laughs> Dynamite. me. Imagine that. Thanks right. to a lot of distraction interference from Killswitch and Nick Wayne, Christian Cage beats Dustin Rhodes to retain the TNT title. Yes, he does. Hell of a start from Dustin in the match. Christian takes that bump over the steps like prime mankind. It was fantastic. Whee. And then Christian worked him doomed for absolutely ages. Then it just turns into this proper ding-dong where these lads with the combined age of 104 yeah. wrestle with the combined age of 40. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen like Christian fly around that since the Saracens. Bloody hell. <laughs> Where did this come from? I don't know. Yeah. Oh Chris- wait, Christian Cage is really good. Yeah, as is Dustin. Yeah, Christian is a proper like Kurt Angle kick out from the crossroads oh, off Dustin. Absolutely. I like the finish as well with not one but two finishes from Christian just to rub the salt in the wounds and take down the valiant bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a way better match than it ever should be. Credit to both lads involved. Absolutely. Way I. But where's Shane Wayne? That's everyone's question, isn't it? <laughs> no one's asking that. <laughs> In a backstage interview, Swerve Strickland says that he's chasing after the AEW World Championship, regardless who wins between Samoa Joe and Hook. Ah, <laughs> he's such a kidder. Uh, Rene mentions that Hangman Cage is also chasing the title, but Swerve says despite all the greats Hangman has beaten, he still can't beat him. He has no reason to face Page again. And he's right. I'm really enjoying Hangman's facial hair. Mm. How he's shaved down the sides, he's got the stash in good and proper. It l- makes him look harder, and his yeah. promos fit that as well. Yeah, it makes him... Uh, obviously, it felt like it's developed and changed since the Elite, who he's kind of with but kind of not with. And it's for the best. It is for the best. Because they're all a bunch of diddlers. But I basically, Hangman's, he's just saying, sorry, Swerve is saying Hangman's buggered. <laughs> so, but yeah. also, Hangman is saying Swerve's buggered. Yeah, like, how dare Hangman say that? Yeah. Anyway, we'll get that. It's going to be a good match when they finally have it anyway, isn't it? Yes, it is. Jericho wants revenge on Takeshita for interfering in the tag title match last week. He's interrupted by Matt Seidel who says Jericho needs to wrestle someone who's beaten him before. Like himself. Remember 09? <laughs> no. <laughs> and Jericho goes, sure, kid. I'll, I'll face you on Rampage? Yeah. I'm like, 
that's the most unrealistic thing I've seen AEW for some time. Even more so than 54-year-old Dustin Rhodes doing Canadian Destroyers all the bloody time. But and I'm like, ah, go on, why? It's pre-recorded. We can edit the crowd. <laughs> Brian Lass going, you see? You see? <laughs> I enjoyed Jericho saying they were th- they had the titles thripped from their hands by the Don Callis family. Uh, he reiterated again that Seek and Destroyers his new catchphrase. It all just feels off. I don't think it'll ever get referenced like good and proper what, you know, went down, what came out, what yeah. happened, excuse me, why everyone's turned on Jericho. Um, but it should do just for the sheer awkwardness of every time he appears on screen. That's yeah. what Arthur reckoned about it, but it, it won't. Yeah, they, they don't even have the audacity to have him like sort off for a bit like Lou Perry. It's just like, no, no, we're just going to go through it. Yeah. Just just tweet through it's it. Push through. Push through. Like Rachel and Joey on Friends yeah. have an intercourse. Like Jonah Lamu through English Defence. <laughs> Accompanied by Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and Orange Cassidy, beat the t- well, that's horrible wording there, sorry, but whatever. Beat the team of Penta and Commander. They go the do the hug after the match, but are interrupted by Roddy Strong and the Kingdom. Roddy asks why Cassidy had a tag match tonight if he's such a fighting champ. Is it because he knows the belt belongs to Roddy? Cassidy wants to prove him wrong and have a match right now, but Roddy says no. <laughs> Clearly not Obafemi strategy there. No, um, no, no. He wants that match to happen at Revolution, so Cassidy can spend six weeks with the knowledge that Strong is coming for him. March the 3rd, Revolution. I didn't realise how far away it was, yep. but it, is, it feels far away, but I bet it'll be here next week. Yep. That's how life works. Like uh, the match itself, just absolute Ron Seal. Absolute, unadulterated Ron Seal. It's the match that does exactly what it says on the tin, with Orange and Trenton Commander and Penta involved. We need a All... graphic for that. Yeah. Swoop by. Yeah, if you want to make one involving non-copyright music, we'll play it. We'll play anything on here. Yeah. You make it. Even though we've just named it after a copyrighted thing. <laughs> Never mind. Ignore that. Ron Seal. Um, Ron Seal. The yeah. new NXT signing. Ron Seal, yeah. A seal named Ron. A seal named Ron, which describes the fact that when you think a match is going to be a particular way, because the rest is involved, it is that way. Ron Seal, like that wanking one from Whitley Bay from a few years ago. <laughs> That's what he produces when he finishes. Now hey, look, it's Ron Seal we do. Is the, just the PNG of wanking Seal goes past. <laughs> was the walrus? Doesn't matter. But uh, there was lots of moves, lots of kickouts. I don't know what to say because all the moves were all perfectly nailed because they're all four fantastic wrestlers. Yeah. Taz with the fantastic puns on commentary, calling Trent Trenter when he was fighting Penta. That was really good. Really enjoyed that. Um, but again, I go. I just. I feel I understand why it had to happen. Them stripping away what made Roddy really funny, but it just when I watch it, I'm like, oh, you want to do it, don't you? You want to do it, don't you? But you can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they need them to be proper bad guys right now. Yeah, you know, it's the only way this stuff, the stuff works is if you know we're gonna be yeah we're gonna take away the stuff that you liked, but good. You're supposed to boo them. It's just when the other two are so bland, and then they make yeah. Roddy blander. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I get what you're saying. They are the old school heels that Ric Flair said quite rightly that the NWO killed off. Yeah. So. Less about Commander, and if Roddy Strong continues in the way he's going, he'd be Kablander. <laughs> All right, Taz. Kablander. Oh, it's been too long, this podcast. Never miss one again, Jack. <laughs> Save us, Jack. Two, two, two. <laughs> Hangman Page is interviewed and says, five years ago, he decided he wanted to win the AW title, but I realized he wants to hold it for as long as he can. He said it doesn't matter what Swerve says because he isn't the champ. But look, they keep on talking about each other. I know. Just stop, stop, stop flirting and just shag. I, I gotta, <laughs> that and yeah, Hangman's like, yeah, yeah. When I get the world titles, what? Whoa, 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 sweet child of mine. What you grew a tash and think you're the, the one contender all of a sudden? Whoa, 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 whoa. After losing two big matches, I'm ready 
to lose a third. Yeah, I hope that gets like sort of brought into the story somehow. Because surely, from a swear's like position, you'd be like, "Well, I've done you twice, pal. See yeah. you later. Move on." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Briscoe leads a tribute segment to Jay and brings out his nieces and nephews on the stage. And the Jay Briscoe video package is played, and it's rather beautiful. It was lovely the way he sort of built it up, just to say like the daughter. Well, mentioned the daughters who were also involved yeah. in the accident, and then they came walking out. It was just a. As I said, they may not walk again, and there they were. So. Bit of a tearjerker, wasn't it? It certainly was. Can't believe it's been a year though already. I was terrifying. Just mm. like, oh god, I. Where'd it go, man? Too I don't quick. know. I don't know what else you say about that. It was just anyway, a nice. Yeah, nice... Say, we'll say it, obviously yeah, it was very nice. They could have they, they could have passed it over, but I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they yeah. gave it a proper like recognition on the yeah. show. Then Renee Jose sit down interview with the Young Bucks, who insist on being addressed as Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. And just like to point out that they're wearing hats and big silly mustaches. <laughs> Again, <laughs> just pointing out. Oh my God, Brian <laughs> Alvarez! You want to be from a Brian Alvarez? We need it. To... Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> Very similar. I'm red and you're blue as well. Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> the, question, the question is, which which Jackson's which? Joel, who are you? Matt or Nick? I, I, Sorry, Matthew I, or Nicholas? I, I can never remember the I'm difference. the more annoying one. So you're Matthew which then. Ooh, good, good satire. <laughs> good satire. I genuinely can't tell the difference. Too. Yeah, too. <laughs> I it's just forget. Where the, where, the, where the Jacksons, then the Rosses, you know, the knockoff Shane Gillis. <laughs> <laughs> People did used to say I look like him a lot without yeah, my beard. Yeah. yeah. I wish I was as funny I as I it. Yeah. I wish I was as funny. <laughs> anyway, like you said but the twice as much problematic things as he would ever this say in this podcast. Anyway, I know. So, yeah. I might just stay for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Renee hosted an interview with uh, Joel and Matthew. She asked them about the rumors of temper tantrums, which they deny. They ask what Renee would risk losing to protect her child, friends, reputation, legacy. <laughs> what? They do the same to keep AEW a healthy, sustainable company and take credit for Renee getting paid this week. She asked why they decided to challenge Sting. The books say they're used to being disruptors and rebels. <laughs> But things change, and suddenly the perception of their company shifted. That's because of an over-reliance on yesterday's self-serving superstars. They put over Sting, but says he represents a dying breed, something they don't want AEW to represent. Nick shows Matt something on his phone, sorry, Piggy Pan, Joel shows Matt something on his phone, and they seem confident about getting Sting to agree to the match. Okay, their heels. Thank Christ. Yeah, I agree. See, the problem with this is I haven't, I haven't, watched, <laughs> I haven't watched the rest. You've got, you are, the, you've got all your notes. You are just there for the really visual of looking like the, the, the young yeah, books yeah, currently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing, I to, I, we are meant to take them seriously then. That's what we're meant to do. We're supposed to take this podcast seriously. This bit hasn't worked, has it, with me sat over here? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they are, we are meant to take them seriously because we were wondering if they were a bit of a parody or if they were serious last week, but I it turns it's out... me speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Oh, they're, they're proper serious, them, aren't they? <laughs> Ross, can you Google Brum, please? Uh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock everything Br- off now. Aren't I? Okay, Brummy, let's... a bunch of Birmingham people show up. <laughs> what are you doing? Wait, what are you gonna do with his login details? Uh, there you go. Well done. That's the, the pe- stoned <laughs> mafu. <food>. No. <laughs> He's got got too much power. (laughs) Oh my god! Isn't the first tweet you you about to click on? By the way, if you go back, picture in picture. I'm helping our magnificent editor. No back. No what? You know the back. Click back. That's not back. You're worse than Joel. (laughs) That's right. The back button. Fantastic. The first tweet. Yeah. No, that's that's right. That's That's right. Yeah, but that's that's going to show the picture, isn't it? Okay. It's not. 
Well, the, the, I tricked you. Let's end this bit. In the okay. <laughs> Joel, do you want to? Good experiment. Matthew, do you want to talk? Well, Matthew, oh, what do you think about given. the promo? Because I, I, I don't know how I feel about taking the Young Bucks as seriously as they were presented here. It felt like with the little mustaches, it was a bit of a parody, but it's well, yeah. not. How do you? Who takes the Young Bucks seriously when they do anything? It's the Young Bucks. They might make them even more annoying than they were before, which I thought was uh, impossible. But here we go. We can put a dog on the moon and we can make the young bucks more annoying than they were. It's fantastic. Well, well, well we're living in them. <laughs> Joe did the old man when he sat down after being stood up for three seconds. No, no, I just dropped the microphone. He dropped yeah, his sure. microphone on his winky. Um, but no, it, oh. it does have legs because they were like to Renee, oh, you're welcome for the paycheck, that sort of assholery because they are mm. EVPs. Take them more seriously. Excuse me, I've had three bourbons before coming back on. I feel like I'm going to choke. Um, but the, the angle of like, or oh, the vision we had for AEW before it started. And then Sting, who's like the least egregious example of the opposite of what the vision was, having that viewpoint on him, I guess with them being heels works. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's old and people like him, so we want to take the titles off him. But he's not the worst example of like an old well, lad. No, who was... <laughs> take your pick from the ones yeah. who just add nothing. Yes, but he's leaving right now, isn't he? So I might as well get some glory say- out of him. I'm saying you might be sitting there thinking it doesn't work, but because they are heels and arseholes, it does work. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, the books <laughs> should never be faces. No. They're horrible faces. Their entire act is a parody of wrestling. Oh, their own words, I'm with Sonic Cornet here. They like to go over the top of their stuff. They also never shut up about how great they are, even when they're supposed to be sounding, you know, likable. Mm. You know, Ilya sounds more reasonable than these two. So I'm glad they're heels. Hooray! They're annoying people again. Hooray! They're supposed to be. Fantastic. But I hope there's Mustaches. less there's less references to the other company, like the, the, the lines about self-serving cancerous superstars and the line that was always said about Vince McMahon back in the day that like we would never ask anyone to do anything we wouldn't do. Like that was remember the, the early days of the Brody Lee character, like in AEW, how it was like a parody of Vince McMahon. Oh crap! And then when it became his own thing, it, beca- it got really good. Yeah. Hopefully they do their own thing rather than going like. Yeah, I'm doing a Vince McMahon bit. Why? Because when they're doing better than you, in my opinion, anyway, when they're putting on a better show than you are, those jibes don't land. That was it. As yeah. People point out like, oh, obviously the anniversary of uh, Dynamite must be coming up or stuff like that, and it's just like there was a big difference between WWE of 2019 when AW first showed up and the WWE of today. So it's, yeah, they're taking jabs and stuff like that. It's like, you know, you your issues on your own show. Yeah. You know, Taz going, oh, you're in a sloppy shop. I'm like, yeah, why don't you look at your own shop, mate? Yeah. Anyway, I don't look at that too much or overlook it. I think I'd waste too much of my precious life on earth. I could be, you know, working on OnlyFans, I guess. Um, Overanalyzing what the young bucks have to say for themselves. I think this is just a good heel promo from two lads who I'm very eager to boo. Yeah. And they'll make Sting have a good match, won't they? Because that's what they do. Yes. Yeah. I think Sting's had great matches without the Young Bucks. But for a final one, they'll pull out all the bells and whistles, yeah. won't they, surely? The Young Bucks versus the old Fs. <laughs> Don't talk about Darby like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sting's a better condition than him. Bloody <laughs> hell. Mogul Embassy then defend the Ring of Honor six-man titles, which all spruced up after that lovely match they had on the other show against Bullet Club Gold. Andy Bowens stops Prince Nana from interfering and the Bang Bang Gang become new champs because, yeah, it uh, turns out he's right. Being in a stable is very stable. It is very stable. Their new theme is fantastic. It's mm. an upgrade on Jay White's like New Japan theme that we're using for the time being. Uh, they were very good in the babyface role, I thought. The the guns especially. Crowd very eager to cheer them. Yeah. They've been cheering Jay White throughout the entire CC, big old tournament thing. So now it's like, oh, so you're okay with the guns as well? Of course, they're hammier than even Jay White. Imagine fantastic. When, imagine when Juice comes back. Oof. Right. Be the loudest pop since Linda McMahon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like now the the... 
the Bang Bangs want the Scissors titles. That's what it looks like at the end of this. But it was a good match. Again, we went back to the, the Moguls getting the big win on Collision and losing straight here. But that I'd, I'd rather have the Bang Bang Gang. Well, no, I'd rather have... I'd just rather have Ring of Honor titles out of AEW. But that's a different point altogether. I'm glad the Bang Bang Gang won. Yeah. More invested in them. It was a good match. Absolutely. The strength while the iron's hot, which AEW doesn't always do. They did here. Fantastic. Yep. Good yeah. Adam comes backstage with Wardlow. He says it's sad. He said the same thing for a third week in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get why these segments are happening, but you're like, all right. You haven't seen the full extent of what Wardlow is capable of. He'll run through everyone to win the AW title, which will then be the property of the United Kingdom. Boom. That's what Wardlow said with that exact yeah. accent. And then Wardlow went... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tony Storm's on guest commentary for Diona Peruz's victory over Anna Jay. After the match, Diona says she's known Tony for a long time. But clearly, she's changed a lot. But she's not the only one who's changed. Tony may not have been friends of Diona Peruz, but not, sorry, sorry, may have been friends, I should say, but not this version of her. I think you know her pretty damn well. Her name is Cactus Jack. <laughs> <laughs> or the Virtuosa. Tony stays on the outside but gets on Luther's shoulders. She says her past is none of Diona's concern and would fight her right now, but they have to go to commercial. She gets Mariah May to throw a shoe, but Diona catches it and Mariah runs away. Tony furiously leaves, still on Luther's shoulders. It was all about the the match was good. I thought I think mm. keeping Anna Jay baby face, especially after last week's interview about Broly. Did you see that backstage where she just I find her very naturally like likable. Yeah. She doesn't feel forced when she's being a babyface. Uh, there were some nice combos from Diana Parazzo or Donna Parazzo, as Tony likes to call her. Um, but yeah, it was all about the promo at the end. Just the line of like, my past is none of your concern. I ought to march into that ring <laughs> and sock you right in the box. <laughs> Which means vagina. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy what. what? I'm just reacting. I can't believe she said that on the air. It was fantastic. Um, but I can't, the, the, the Taz line when Luther's walking up the ramp or by, down the side of the ramp with Tony on the shoulders and Taz is like, he's supposed to have a bad knee. <laughs> but when Tony wants up there, it's absolutely fine. A really good segment. Um, it's going to be interesting to see when Deonna eventually gets the shot, how people could take a potential win for her because Tony's that stupid. She's that popular at the moment. Like it's it's that it's yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? It's not farcical, but it's like it's, it's that. It's almost ridiculous. Though, isn't it? It's a weird thing where again we said this for the last few weeks. Tony is so over and uh, gimmick is so entertaining. It is overshadowing the title in the yeah. rest of the division because it's like all right, we're supposed to have serious wrestlers here. They're, you know the people who aren't doing 1920s shtick, and it's like yeah. So someone's got to get that thing off her. I think Tony Storm can still be doing her thing, but with that women's title. Yeah. It feels like we need an Anaya Jax level heel in mm. the women's ranks. Is if that... only we'd had one built up for a year and a half and let go because we suck at booking women, huh? Who are you talking about there, Matthew? I don't know. She hasn't shown up in the re yet. <laughs> also, like this exchange in commentary. Uh, Ian Rakaboni, I'm blushing, Taz. She's mistaken who you are, Tony. I know exactly who this is, and this is the best he's ever looked. Ian, don't tell her. Yeah. Com complimenting the clean shaven look, the new haircut. Thinking it was Tony Schiavone, but it wasn't. It was the Bone Master. Private party. He, he it... has the, bo the, the, the Bone Zone with his wife. We had this on. Do you remember? I'm gonna take my wife to the Bone Zone. I mean, Riccoboni. That's what his shtick was on Collision. I can't talk now about the, the, <laughs> those Bourbons. Whoa, those creamy Bourbons. <laughs> they go down easily, don't they? <sighs> they do. Private party win a tag match against Top Flight. 
thanks to a sneaky rope-assisted pinfall from Mark Quinn. Ah. You open the trap door because this match was Ron Seal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a proper... It felt like a throwback, mainly just because it was a, a tag team match involving private party. It feels like ages since we've seen one. It was nice to see Mark Quinn get a lot in because he's obviously had injury troubles. And yep. He got the hot tag in there and just got to show what he could do. Um, it was just... It was it was nice. I, I feel like an absolute twat coming on a podcast and using the word nice. Because when I was at uni, I was told never to use never the word nice. Because yeah. it's crap. But it was just a very good watch from start to finish. And it was just what you would think a private party versus top flight match would be. Yeah. It was interesting. I thought they rebranded to Zay and Quen last week. But apparently they went, ah, oh, sod it. <laughs> Why Whatever. change it when it's not exactly broken? Yeah. And to me, it was like, ah. I thought, look, this is like bad booking on theory. Because it's like top flight are getting a push. Because, you know, they've got these amazing segments where one of them, get this, drinks water backstage and it's getting big pops um, and also the family back and healed so it's like oh finally let's get them doing the thing so having private party come along and do this it's like oh isn't that our position on the card I was so happy when they cheated to win like yeah. oh there you go they thank should god be, for that they should be heels as well shouldn't they private party you can't come in it's a private party no matter if Jonathan Ross's favourite wrestler Action and Wetty wants to get in <laughs> I also like I saw some people be like a private party didn't look that great I'm like well Hang on, man. One of them has been on the shelf for bloody ages. Yeah, I think it's a bit harsh to be your. Wait, both of them, have, haven't yeah. they? No, not both of them. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, top right's been back for like one's oh, been on the oh, shelf, and the other one's been caught yeah. like held hostage by my heart. <laughs> yeah, it's even worse than being injured. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, I think it was. Yeah, it was all right. It was good. It wasn't like the amazing five star classic. I think some people want every match in AW to be, but that's fine. Yeah, let them get their feet wet. Yeah, <laughs> and wetty. That's what he calls himself, isn't it? Yeah, sure. yeah. I'm sure it is, isn't it? Because himself and wet. Action and wetty when he does the water thing. Yeah. You get next to the whole bottle in one. Oh. In the main event title match, <laughs> Smojo puts Hook through the announce table. Yes, he does. And oh. power bombs him on the apron. Yes, he does. Hook beats the count and kicks out the muscle buster at one. What? Josta wins, though, choking Hook unconscious with a coquina clutch. Joe goes to leave, but Hook wants more. He gets hit with a muscle buster, so Hangman Page runs out to chase Joe away. Okay. Then Swerve is seen watching on from the crowd, laughing and being cool. Hangman tries to help Hook up, but he's able to walk away on his own. I've yelled at the wrong time there. Sorry, <laughs> Matthew. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a boring match. Bit no, oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, big fan of the simplicity of the match structure I've written down yes. here. Hook was on a mad one from the start, as it should be. Just going radio rental on Joe's sorry ass. Then Joe batters him for a while. Hook just about stays in it. Then Hook valiantly uh, fights back. And then Joe eventually beats him with the old arm gimmick. Valiant defeat. All that sort of stuff. Hook will be back another day. The match wasn't overbooked. It is what it should have been. Yep. Hooks should never be winning. I never. To be fair, I didn't see anyone say Hook should be winning now. But he shouldn't be winning now. He'll come back stronger later. As was said there, the spot on the announce table was oh. gnarly AF. On the corner. Going back Arr. of the head, back of the neck first through the announce table. Um, but yeah, when in the in the midst of the the, the the fight back when he gets Joe and does that, I forget what it's called, the suplex where he sort of hooks him and oh, yeah. throws him over his no pun intended, yeah. but throws him over his head. The pop for that and just you could tell he was sort of wrenching him up as well. Like a, yeah. I'm not gonna say it was a deadlift, but it was it looked impressive. It was exactly what it should have been. I thought it was a yeah. good main event. Yeah, and I like that the fact that Hook's like, oh, 
I've got this. I'm going to go for the Kataja Haji May. And Joe's just like really nonchalant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Like, counted, counted with no effort whatsoever. And like, after the table bit, he did this amazing little walk around the ring that I, can, I compared it to. Remember that video that went viral of that politician on that Zoom call in this country? And his kid came in, barging through the door, walking like that. That's the exact walk Joe was doing after he put him through the table. It's like Bora and his king of the castle, <laughs> king of the castle. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, I thought it was a very, very pleasant little match there. Probably Hook's best. Oh, yeah. He says he's only as good as his opponent. He's in the ring with Samoa Joe. This could be a good match. Yeah, my only ma- minor criticism was Hook selling. I thought he got up a bit too quickly for certain things that happened in the match, like just before his comeback. Yeah, I could do without the, oh, he kicked out at one. I yeah. don't like that. But it's just, it's a minor but, gripe. Uh, it was a, it right, was right, didn't get the way of the good a stuff. A good TV main event. Better than the one that Raw did. <laughs> That's right. We checked the cage match ratings. <laughs> oh, God. What are they saying? Um, it says, something, let's have a look. Uh, log off and go outside, you virgin. <laughs> 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 See, they know me. Yeah. Oh. Ah, that was the We Can Wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, the mailbag. Dear Diddlers, big fan of the pod, helped through the good days and the bad. I'm a big fan of RVD, so I decided to go through the old school ECW pay-per-views. Unfortunately, Fonzie and that bloody whistle of his drove me absolutely insane. Someone throw a punch. Fonzie blows his whistle. RVD poses for the crowd. Fonzie blows his whistle. Fonzie literally blows his whistle every five seconds. I dare anyone to try and watch RVD versus Al Snow at Hargo Heaven 97 without muting it. The whistle completely detracts from the match. I understand it's a heel tactic, but it made me turn off the match rather than stick around and watch Fonzie get slapped. So with my rant over and my fury in mind, <laughs> fury, what is your choice for the most annoying thing in wrestling? Special shout out to young Cody Rhodes not wearing knee pads. <laughs> Used to infuriate me for reasons I can't quite explain. Yours sincerely, Jay from Liverpool, a.k.a. legendary midfielder Muzzy it? Wait, hang on. So it's supposed to be the way around. <laughs> <laughs> Is this actually Muzzy it then? It might be. Masquerading as uh, Nameless Jay. Anyway, thank you very much, pal, whatever your name is. So what's a most annoying thing in wrestling? As I'm sat here at 1649 on the 18th of January 2024 recording this podcast, the first thing that came to my mind was Kelly Kelly's theme. Hmm. Oh, it would pierce my eardrums. Beautiful. Not a fan at all of Kelly Kelly's theme yeah. tune. That's that's the first thing that came to mind there. Wasn't Bree Mode? Bree oh, I love yeah. Bree Mode. Did you? Oh. You love Bree Mode over Kelly Kelly's theme? Oh, right, I do. The origins, are, the origins of Bree Mode are strong. I know the theme wasn't the best, but the origins and knowing what Bree Mode means when you've had too much shandy and you want to go rizzle-razzle on the town. <laughs> it's a fantastic concept. What about you? Is Come it me? <laughs> oh, don't be sick. How can I hate you? Um, it's Jack being sick. Uh, most annoying thing in wrestling. I'm trying to think what annoys me. They'll probably change day by day, won't it? Yeah, so really, you, man. The, there's so many annoyances, you have to pick just one. I was going to say, the um, the editing of WWE, which actually brings me to a point, because obviously, yaha, Kevin Dunn's gone. Do you notice this week that the Becky Lynch versus... And that wasn't a batch, was it? The Bel Air confrontation seemed to like be filmed a lot. Was it just by the maybe no, I'm imagining this? Yeah, doing yeah, did they? circles, weren't they? Yeah, and lots of facial close-ups. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was more cinematic. On. wasn't Yeah, it? that looks way nicer than usual. Yeah. So it was Kevin Dunn, but he's gone now. 
Good has been vanquished. Mm-hmm. The exorcism has been successful. Um, annoying things. Joel, do you want to no, fill man. some dead air? Just one Yeah, sorry, man. Um, I hate dead air. I hate that move. You know, when the, 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 they get them by the legs and they flip them over and they flip them into the turnbuckle, but they like jump into the turnbuckle. You know which move I mean? Well, they get them slingshot. Like, yeah, slingshot. That's it. Whack, yeah. Triple H's feet. I hate that move. Yeah. Yeah, it's so silly, isn't it? Yeah. Because they always just ju- take an extra leap once they land. Yeah. yeah. Physics yeah. off, though. Not if you're Maxine Dupree. Um, <laughs> yeah, at least favorite move. Oh, you still see it nowadays when, oh, two people go into the corner. Being Irish whip, whatever. One person turns around. Oh, glad we're heads. Yeah. Hate that stupid spot. My worst move is the old Del Rio corner stomp ah, where yeah. the opponent has to hold themselves up. Mm. Why would you hold yourself up, man? You silly goose. Yeah, the worst thing Del Rio's ever been called. Go and watch the old episodes of Straight to Hell because we get people from around the wrestling world, Matthew included, <laughs> to list five things they don't like about the wrestling, either life as a wrestler or as a wrestling fan. We do. Series now over. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right it's over. Dead for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Greetings and salutations, humanoids. Ooh, old school fan. I'm a huge ice hockey fan and have been since I was a Wayne and decided to give you all an L, uh, an LHL, oh, come on. <coughs> NHL. NHL team to support and NHL to pitch that. Like Soccer AM, ooh, you have to now be a fan of your new team for life that I have dished out to you three via a spin wheel. Matthew, you are now a Florida Panthers fan. Hell yeah. Ross, you are now an LA Kings. Yeah. Yes, I am. Fan. And Jack, you are now a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Team I've supported all my life. Monepens. Oh, I like the LA Kings kit. It's black and white. Oh, can you look up the um, Florida Panthers, please? Florida Panthers. Oh, yeah, like red and navy. I've put La Florida Panthers. There you go. Okay. It's very, very, very happy. Looks Canadian, your kit. Yeah, it's all the red, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anywho. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Calgary Flames boy. I just like to make Oh, and Joe's a Calgary Flame. Yes. Why? Uh... I think they were the team I picked on like NHL 07 back in the day, <laughs> that game, and I've supported them ever since. Oh, I've also got a medicine hat sticker. Oh, yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. Is that the same sport? It's the, oh, I assume it's the Canadian Hockey League, mm. CHL. I'm out of depth here, sorry. Anywho, after rewatching Vice's documentary on CZW's Tournament of Death, oh, where's this going? I've been watching some compilations and videos on death matches. My question is, what typical deathmatch weapon would you hate to take the most? For me, all of them, because I'm a little bitch (laughs) when it comes to pain. But glass panels would be more painful than sitting next to a crying child on a plane. On a plane. Nearly got that right. Cheers, swanky of loser travels from Scotland, currently New Zealand. Bloody hell, thank you very much, swanky. Cheers, swanky. (laughs) Loser travels. Is that a thing? Okay, cool. Um... I don't know where you start. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't understand the concept of deathmatch wrestling. Every time I'm watching it, I'm just watching it thinking, why would you want to put yourself through that? And I understand it's like an art form to some and just like, you know, the scars and whatnot mean a lot. But I'm just like, oh, I'm, I, I'm a bitch and I don't understand why you put yeah. yourself through that. Absolutely. I'm a bitch, but I would absolutely take exploding barbed wire. You would? Out of respect for Onita. <laughs> I know everyone else is like, you know, Funk and Onita and uh, obviously Moxie and uh, Omega are like, no, no, resist. Uh, and going in. I'd be like, wee! <laughs> you might get burned, though, and stabbed oh, at the oh, same time. Oh, a man can dream. <laughs> yes, daddy. Just, um, for, just for, you know, someone with really good photo skills to take it. Like, oh, 
Was the question what we, what we would take or what we wouldn't take? Least likely, but I mean, it's, okay, everything Ooh, else. Wow, what the... Syringes. I hate oh, those syringes, yeah. Piranhas. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Sam watched that once upon a time. Ah, Mat- Matsunaga versus Kendo. Aye. Um, light tubes, yeah, just because all the little bits that fly off and stuck in you and whatnot. Mm, mm. Even your simple thumbtack. I know, I know it's not really on up on the on low, on low on the totem pole. I accidentally trod on one not that long ago because I was putting stuff up with them. And I was obviously walking around barefoot and I was just that pretty asking for it. Now I think about it. I try on one. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm all right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of them anymore. I'm just all the above. I'm very much the same as whoever that was in the mailbag. I can't remember what the name was now. I'm, I'm an arsehole. This I was uh, Swanky of Loser Travels. Oh, yeah, Travels. Swanky. Can you yeah. Google Loser Travels? Loser Travels. Loser Travels. Yeah, is this them trying to plug some? Losertravels.com. For the Normans. For the nomads. <laughs> for the Normans. <laughs> nomads. For the nomads. By the nomads. I haven't got me glasses. For the cum dragons. <laughs> Hostel reviews, travel articles. Oh, nice. If that's the right one. I'm a loser. I like, I like traveling. I'll have to have a look at that. Any mention of wanky? Not wanky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. I'm off. I'm <laughs> Sorry, swanky. Thanks for visiting. <laughs> wanky. <laughs> Contact. <laughs> Contact wanky at loser. Yeah, wanky's not there. Swanky! Said it again. Swanky's not there. Right, what's the third question, Matthew? There isn't one, it's just Reese's Pieces. Should we go right into it? It's oh, lovely, right. There was a middle question, I'm sure. I'm sure there was three. Start, I always yeah. do three. <laughs> there was a, a gladiator's question. Gladiator! It's the format, and then this is just possible. Oh, right. <laughs> is it my bad notes? I'm sorry, pal. Oh, do you need it on me thing? Joel, do you want to read it out if you've got it in front of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you do me, so to speak. And I, <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't do it, uh, you. Uh, hello, diddlers. With the return of Gladiators this past week, I'm here to ask you a simple question. Which wrestlers would you book as Gladiators? I, for one, would love to see Jordan Grace as a Gladiator. That would Ooh. be ace. That's how I talk. <laughs> That's ace. Uh, love the pod and all that good stuff. Former Hereford... <laughs> I make it look easy, don't I? Hereford United striker Gary Hooper. For, what, who do you play for? Hereford... Here, I, can't, I can't say it. What? And now I've just closed it. Cool. Or, oh. <laughs> Hereford... What the hell's that? That's the wrong set of notes. This podcast's gone way off the way off the rails. Hereford, Hereford did God, you say? I can't even get it back up. Which wrestler would you he have? Can't, he can't you? get it back up, Matthew. Hey, 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 where are we? Um, Hereford, you tit. You know where the Normans live? Hereford. Hereford. Hereford United striker, Gary Hooper. Right, which wrestlers? a good time, not a long time. Which wrestlers would go into Gladiators? Have you watched the reboot, Matthew? No, I haven't. It was fantastic. I've been told by Tom, there's a lad from Bishop Auckland. Yes. It's a lad, Alex, who used to be a NFL dude for the Atlanta Falcons. From Bish? Yeah, right. <laughs> I saw people used to say, my mates used to be really into NFL, they still are, but it's, oh, it's boring as hell. But then I found out, yeah, there's a guy from Bish, was like, that's my team. He only played for like one season, I think, which and doesn't matter. I mean, it's amazing that it even happened. Like, yeah. A lad from Bish in the NFL. Atlanta wow. Falcons, proper. The so now he, did, now he does gladiators. This man is living the dream. The same team as Goldberg. He was Atlanta Falcons, was he? I think. I hope I'm right there. I don't know NFL at all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bianca Belair. Oh, amazing. I'm just thinking, basically what you want is the one who is the most, like, fitness influencer-like. Yeah. yeah. Although it would be funny to see someone like Scott Steiner or 
Ridge Holland in there, just the dangerous lads. <laughs> Baron Corbin, just for the S talking. Yeah. Gotta be good. And here he is, Baron. Ooh. I'm trying to load up the gladiators from la- from this year's series, but their website is currently broken by the looks of things. Do the demand of people click on it? Imagine. Yeah, obviously. But I watched. Does the it first, have their names? I watched the first episode, and there was a lot. It was a kayfabe story. It was oh, very. No. It was very wrestling. They had this little lad, and he was look. He looked very trustworthy. That's the website there. That's the one. You're on it. That's the one. Uh, it was very trustworthy. Little ginger lad. Very, very good athlete. And he's doing the first... Oh, I forget. It's either the first or the second thing he's doing on the show. And he hurts his knee. He's down. He's out. Oh, it's a Seth Rollins. This is right. it. But then he comes back for the final one. Hmm. Obviously, it's a pure wrestling story. And he just wipes the floor with the other lad and just wins. And like at the end, he does... You know, they have to swing through the big bit of paper. Yeah. Essentially, he just lands and his knee bends. It's like, you faked that earlier on for the show, you bastard. Yeah. There's no ch- no chance that gladiators can be faked. But I tell you what, there's a few. Yeah, last- they have to do the things, then like go back and do some like, yeah. segments. But no, is it just the internet in here? Is it that's packing uh, up? That website's not loading for me. Either. That's not. No, that's not. That's the one from the the 2000s with um, your lad Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis was yeah. on. Yeah, that, so, that's uh, that's this year's. There's a couple of lasses on there who could be superstars in wrestling. That's for sure. I'm not sure about the lads. There's but- Alex in the bottom right. Was that him there? Is yeah. it? One looks like Wheelie Yuta from a distance. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I think your main heel from what I picked up on the first episode is either your lad who's doing the double biceps bottom left or the lad who's just above him, who is massive. I'm sure he's called Giant in the show. That makes yes, sense, he is. It? And they did a radio skit the other day where the I radio was, was pure Little Britain. You know, and De- Was it Dennis Norton on Little Britain where they tanned like a normal sized bottle would be a giant one for him. The radio presenter was doing that with Giant. It was uh, classic stuff. Oh, good stuff. Oh, oh. Some things just don't got a style. And obviously, he's watching Gladiators, the redo. <laughs> I so. couldn't believe it because that fella top left there, Joel, with yeah, the short. Yeah. I, I know him off YouTube by building a house. I think he's a fitness YouTuber. That's not the reason I watch him. He's building this. He bought a house, knocked it down, and built his dream house. And he's on Gladiators now. He can do it all. How do you knock it down with his bare hands? Probably, yeah. Uh, uh. He's a big boy. A big boy. <laughs> Everyone's been talking about it, though. All yeah. my mates who obviously there you go. So oh, quite your, cool. your friends Apollo, Alex Gray. Apollo! So we've got Athena, Bionic, Comet, Diamond, Dynamite, Electro, Fire, Viper, Steel, Saber, Phantom, Nitro, Legend, Giant, Fury. Won't you pull my sleigh tonight? I wish they didn't have the... the... Oh, I yeah. thought that was way yeah. better on my head. I mean, it's good. And I thought, I decided in the third one goes, I've got this. Sorry. Let's be a bang of this. Let's pretend I didn't do what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I was I was in the middle of a sentence in my old head. I was no, just like, absolutely fair enough, mate. I wish they didn't have their real names below them. Like, I don't want to know that Apollo is just called Alex Gray from Bish. Yeah, you get one name. Yeah. I don't want to know that Fire's <laughs> called Montel Douglas. They do. They're like, if I'm on the show, I want people to know my, my gram details. Or, or Viper's called Quang Luong. I don't want to know that. I just want to know him as Viper. Mm. That's how he was born. Is he yeah. the most famous person from Bishop Auckland then? No, you are, Matthew. Cheeky bastard. <laughs> no, there's also the uh, UFC fighters who do well as well. Yeah. So, Yeah, I'm not even in the top five at this rate. So. But yeah, I'd recommend watching Gladiators because they've captured the essence of the 90s show. Good. Still got the same theme. I mean, the, the Bradley Walsh and his son aren't, you know, they're not what... Um, oh Ulrika. Ulrika and Thing used to be back in the day. Aye. Who was it? Who was the fella? John Fashnu? Ruger, yeah. John Fashnu. Because you're not in John Fashion anymore. <laughs> That's the end of the mailbag. <laughs> 
We didn't answer your question at all, did we? Which wrestlers make good gladiators? That's oh, you said Bank of Blair, and then I just dawdled. Yeah, Rich Holland. Oh, I know, Ricochet. Ricochet, yeah. Scott. Yeah, it, that's actually perfect for him. Do some athletic, here's some dialogue, pretend to be, I don't know, a sausage, and then that's it. <laughs> Shut up. Click the paycheck and make like the stars of the 90s ones do loads of drugs. Aye. Alleged. No, no, they've said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've been, all the, you hear about them, that was all the stuff they were doing, so. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> Mailbag at callhike.com. <laughs> I nearly forgot. I nearly forgot. Ah, wrist piss. Hello, chaps. If you're not already bored of Royal Rumble stuff by now, it's not possible. Here's a wrist piss where you get to determine who would win a special 27 man rumble to crown the Royalist Rumbler. Entrants are made in order of their first rumble win. And for the purposes of the Rispers format, one person is eliminated before the next entrant arrives, much like Jack's Battle Royals from the Pitcher series, right? It's up to you to choose who would dump the other one out over the top with both feet, etc., until ending up with one <coughs> eventual winner. Order, uh, order of entrance is below. Have fun, diddlers. Former Ever Ah, come on with you. Former Everton left midfielder. Dinier Billionettinoff. A.K.A. Alex from Sunderland. Sulin. Thank you very much, Alex from Sunderland. Sulin. All right, so I think we've established that, what we're doing here. So basically, you'll read a name, then you'll say another name, then I'll say, yeah, Yeah, when it stays on. Number one, Jim Duggan. Oh, well, obviously, yes. Uh, Two, Big John Studd. Duggan stays. Three, Hulk Hogan. Duggan Duggan stays. Real American, non-racist. Four, Ric Flair. Duggan stays. Although 92, though. I know. you got to the Flair and Heenan. Man, greatest rumble of all time. Yeah, Flair. Flair. Yoko Zuna. Flair. He'd find a way, wouldn't he, Flair? Lex Luger. Definitely Flair. I'm glad that Luger's including this, by the way. <laughs> uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Well, did he, we- did he-, <laughs> did he really win? <laughs> 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 I know he got a louder. Yes, I know yes. he got a louder cheer, but you know, mm. Ric Flair stays on. Ric Flair, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, sexy boy. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, not Ric Flair. Uh, I'm picking Flair because Shawn Michaels dead eliminate Davy Boy Smith, shouting <laughs> our hearts and dreams. Uh, Stone Cold. Oh, I'll I'll stick with a sexy boy for the time being, even though it was a bit of a poo house win. But I do like poo housery from now and again. That time and again, now and then. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking old Stone Cold. Uh, Mr. McMahon. Sexy boy. Sean Michaels, I'm staying with you. Good old Stone Cold. The Rock. Sticking with Sean. Up the big show. Oh, the Rock was really cool, Mumbles. Um, yeah, The Rock. Not that one, though. He lost. Triple H. <laughs> um... I'm going to stick with Shawn Michaels just because, you know, he came back from injury at the right time of year. Therefore, he doesn't really deserve to win, does he? Does he? Mm. What if he came back in May and had to fight his way through until the following that's January? That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> Lesnar. Oh. His first year in him. Yeah, we'll go Lesnar. Yeah, absolutely, Lesnar. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Chris. Uh, I'll stick with Big Brock. I'm going to change your thoughts there, though. We, okay. Jack did the... We did, like, an FA Cup sort of format knockout tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was... Two Benoits, and they were both really good. It was the ladder match with Jericho, and then the mm. one with um, Angle. Angle, yeah. 
And, and the, then the 2004 Rumble as well. The actual Rumble, Rumble match. Yeah. Just three Benoits. Yeah, so I had, to, I had to speak glowingly about good old Chris. <laughs> so that was a great time until he got knocked out. Um, but yeah, we'll sit with Brock. Uh, yeah, Brock. Batista. Batista, that finish was unbelievable. I'll say. Uh, Rey Mysterio. Oh, no. Batista, the finish was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I'm picking uh, Lesnar still. Undertaker. Sticking with Dave. I'm sticking with Lesnar. Und- uh, John Cena. Try to think. So it was, oh, it was the return, wasn't it? Ooh. Yeah, it was um, 08. Oh, I love 05, though. I'm sticking with Dave. Lesnar. Randy Orton. Sticking with Dave. Oh, his, his rumble sucked. Edge. Sticking with Dave. It was a great rumble, but I'm I don't think Edge was only a very small bit. Uh, Alberto. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Seamus. That was my uh, first rum. That was my gateway drug into where I am now. That really? was my first event. Been all on Seamus. That was my first event back at uni, oh. staying up. But uh, now nah, I'm sticking with Dave. Yeah, Lesnar. Roman Reigns. Boo. Yeah, uh, Dave. Uh, Nakamura. Like the end of the 2018 one, like the new school versus old school, but I'm going to stick with yeah. Dave because I like farcical stuff. I'm going to pick Nakamura because I love that rumble and for the reasons you just said. Seth Rollins. Sticking with Dave. Sticking with Nakamura. Drew McIntyre. Ooh. Oh, no, man. How are they getting tough? I'm going to stick with Dave. I just love uh, 05. Nakamura. Uh, sorry, big, big one. Drew. Because I love that rumble. What a magnificent rumble. It was an unbelievable was. rumble. I think I got, it, did it win the whole thing? It got no, close. It got to the final. Yeah, it got to the final. What yeah. was the other one? 92. You, well, the oh, one. Oh, one. Well, okay. Well, well no, no spoilers. <laughs> I was, was going yeah, uh, to go watch the video. But, and finally only uh, Cody Rhodes. I mean, since he didn't finish the story, it's all been a waste yeah. of time. So we're going to stick with the unbelievable finish of Batista in 05. I'm picking the unbelievable finish. I'm picking yeah. the, the unbelievable Drew McIntyre. Fair. Ooh. Big Daddy Drew. That was nice. What a boring rumble it would be if it was just that... <laughs> What? Oh, you're in. I'm out. <laughs> oh, you're in. I'm out. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for that Reese's Piss. Uh, whilst you've got lots of Rumble content on the channel right now about the greatest Rumble matches or matches to happen at the Rumble, we should say. Uh, yeah, I'm on the channel now. I'm going to give someone a phone call next week uh, to reveal the results of the Rumble uh, about six days before it happens. So watch out for that video. Oh, I understand what you just said. That's so. a teasy one. Thank you very much for the tease. <laughs> and if you'd like to tease us, then you can go to mailbagalcoholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. <sighs> what a lovely podcast. Oh, bollocks. I've got to do this bit now on my own, haven't I? <laughs> All I want to look. Uh, yeah. And just a quick shout out to our <laughs> magnificent producers, Reno2200. Bah! <laughs> he's from the bloody future with these double digits. Noah Anderson. Anderson! He's a bloody maverick with a microphone in his hands. <laughs> and Tear of Grace. Up the Brett from Tear of Grace, a lovely bald man with a fresh scalp and a brilliant <laughs> outlook on life. Thank you, producers. Lovely cats as well. And your cats. <laughs> Our big question this week is, who are the surprise entrants going to be in this year's Royal Rumble? Carmelo Ooh. Hayes will be one. Even though it was teased on SmackDown, yeah, it's, saying, it's a bit of a cop out. Yeah. Mm. Um, we mentioned one earlier in this very podcast that I can't remember what we 
worked out, but that that one will be a one-two. Um, well, who was it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It, we had a discussion about someone who wrestled this week on one of the shows we review, uh-huh. and the fact that we had the discussion that we had meant that we both agreed they were going to be in the Rumble, and I can't remember who it was. If you know who it is in the comments, leave a comment with that answer. Oh, yeah, I tried to look at the comments. Uh, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Thanks, um, comments. I'll throw Andrade out there. Ooh. I'll throw Jade Cargill out there. Tip Strats. That's her! That was her! Because of the stable thing last week. J- yes. Yeah. Tippy Strats. Shout out for the horse poo of NXT. Come right up to the main roster. Yes. Uh, Kazuchika Okada? No. <laughs> but I do think he will rock up in America soon. I don't know if it'll be the, the WWE because he's going to applied it for the, the trademark of his own term mm. rather than the company doing that, which is what they would normally do in that yeah. situation. Uh, QT Marshall? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm joking. Oh, okay. um, Naomi, I think, would be another yeah, yeah. good one. Um, maybe Lesnar, just based off Dave. Well, Dave was saying that he'll be back on TV soon. And then followed up by saying, it might be next week, it might be the week after, or it might be after that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll love him. Liv Morgan. Oh, yeah. I'm running out of steam here in terms of people to throw out there. You're doing good, though. I'd love to see some proper naff ones from way back in the day come in. Oh, who's a naff one from back in the day? Kennedy. The goon. (laughs) (laughs) The <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did ask, yeah. Um, I've always, like, again, everyone seemed to get their comebacks uh, from that period, like the Carlitos and other people. But Masterpiece, Chris Masters, and Kennedy, for some reason, never got their little cameo appearances. Yeah. yeah. Did Triple H like them? This, oh, is this, the first? this isn't the first one where Triple H is silly and con- No, of course it's not Rossi's silly man. I was going to say, this is the first... It's like Triple H fronted one. We might get, do you reckon we'll get a UFC crossover because of the, the merger? Ooh, that's a, that's a really good one then. Canner. Well, get, get a bit of Canner in there. A bit of Canner, yeah. Cocaine Canner, allegedly. Not allegedly, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, really. Obviously. Like, <laughs> the fact that, no, no, we allegedly, you have to say that. The fact that they've stopped their USADA drug testing pool to make sure they can keep Connor from fighting is completely coincidental. Jack uh, Perry. I'm joking. He ripped up his AW contract. Matthew thinks it's He's true. He's a free agent. <laughs> we all about. That's how we do business. Uh, <laughs> we are just spitballing complete. I think well, of the one more, and we'll stop it. In terms of people who are like you know relevant now in the wrestling world, who would be a surprise? Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Mickey James, I'll throw out there because of okay, yeah, yeah. Nick Aldis being there. Oh, maybe Nick Aldis. No, it's too soon. No, no, no. I, I think this time next year. Makes sense. This time next year, if he continues the way he's been going, Aldis being in there would get a very good reaction. Yeah. And he would look the part, and he would have the reaction from the crowd. But yeah, I think the, the Andrade's and the Naomi's and the Cargill's of the world. Mm. Yeah. Shame at all, Big Shamu. Shame That'd be nice to see him come back, yeah. He's been doing cold plunges. As is Stone Cold this week. What a, oh, what a series of videos they've been. Yeah. He did the first one. He's like, I need to go down for three minutes, man. Ten seconds later, he's out. But then he obviously went to bed, woke up, and saw the the outcry on Twitter. So he went just back and did it straight away because he's hard. Yeah, three minutes at fifty degrees, I think it was something like that, forty three or something. Like that. I couldn't do it. We um, do that going outside. What's your about? Yeah, Joel, any 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 throws from you in there? Um, you know, it would be fun. Wade Barrett. 
Oh, yes. Nice. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Shag them all over the top rope, wouldn't he? <laughs> Although he's not that horny. Unless the meat planets are in the ring, he's not that horny these days, is he? The old horn bone from NXT. Oh, these podcasts are hard <laughs> when there's two of you, isn't it? They are. <laughs> yes, they are, Michael Cole. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think we've named a fair few there. We're probably yeah. missing the obvious one. Oh, and also, uh, Rhea Ripley will be a surprise there. Since I'm now, oh, yes, right. there's you. the money. Rent paid. Mm. Ah, well, thank you, Ross, for stepping up. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for not walking out, That's Matthew. <laughs> thank you. Sounds like, you sound like good night, Mr. Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Joel, as well. Thank uh, you. Lovely job, as always. Thank Cheers, you, Matt Jackson. You. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Matthew Jackson. Yes. Would it make sense for Matthew to be mad? Don't be silly, Joel. Yeah, of course. Sorry. You're right. You'd be taking off the brim. You're getting too big. <laughs> um, but no, thank you very much for letting us antagonize you. Just to, that's what we usually do with Jack, because we love him so much. Yeah. No, Maybe you'll never watch this, so it's all right. I'll never hear that. We actually care about him. <laughs> Our it was, little secret, I guess. It was a worry, because he always sends in his... His notes, like, but we didn't get them today either. So it's nice to see that he's just ill yeah. and nothing more. Yeah. And thankfully, he didn't come in and go, sorry, lads. Oh, I'm not feeling too well because we would have beat him up. We're in the Derby Allen. <laughs> but aye. So thank you very much. Mailbag at goldhack.com, patreon.com, goldhack for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Joel, anything to plug? Um, no. Not a problem. <laughs> Ross, out the plug. Uh, just keep your eyes on the channel for all the Rumble content coming up because it is now, well, you know, in a couple of days' time, Rumble week. So all the normal pay-per-view content will resume. Absolutely. And I'll plug the box park in, yes. the, in the Wembley. Are tickets still available? Absolutely. They're going quick, though. Where do you get them from? <laughs> <laughs> the internet. <laughs> Hooked on wrestling's Twitter. Hooked on wrestling. I think there's very few left, though. Yeah, that's what we say when we want to sell stuff. Yes, there's very few left. By the time this comes out, I think they might be sold out. Yeah, well. At the box park? Yeah, apparently. My God, you've pulled in a fair few people there, haven't you? It's got two floors. We we don't like to brag. (laughs) It really was. Shockmaster plus exciting. (laughs) (laughs) After that. So, in honor of him... And Joel and everyone else's good work. And obviously, Papa Jack, in uh, tribute to our favorite wrestler of all time, Tugboat. We could do Tugboats. After three, at the point of the sign. One, two, three. And that's still not the least annoying noise we've done this podcast. Thank you very much. Tara. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 